Hi. Are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing? Can't get to sleep? Well, you're in the right place. Because this is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. And it's trending Twitter Tuesday, so we do it with a bedtime story based on what's trending on Twitter. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. We'll do the rest. The podcast is going to create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's running through your brain and drift off in the dreamland. The way it works, it's trending Twitter Tuesday. I'm going to take everything that's on Twitter. I'm going to look at what's trending. I'm going to make up a story. The story's going to start out interesting. It's going to get a little bit more and more boring as we go along. And soon, you'll find yourself in dreamland. That's the goal. To help you fall asleep. It's not to have some other goal. <laughs> I don't know. I have to get choke. See, I do a lot of choking. I have boredom. I have, uh, I'm, uh, highly boring, I guess. I was trying to think of even a fancy way to say that, but there isn't really. I mean, there's not a good way to say it. I'm a dull guy. So I'll talk. I'll tell stories. And you'll fall asleep. It's kind of. It's like most of my relationships in life here. But uh, that's it. If this is your first time here, welcome. We're a podcast to bore you to sleep. Yeah, it sounds crazy. It is crazy. And for some people it works, and I hope it works for you if you can't sleep. If it doesn't, I'm sorry. You can move on maybe to the Pythagorean cast or the inane talking about boring things that we think are interesting cast or whatever. There's plenty of other stuff out there. Well, whatever. If you if the podcast isn't gonna work for you, I'm sorry. That's that's it in a nutshell. But if you if this is your first time here, check it out and see if it works. Just like I said, just get in bed, prep your bed, you know, brushing your teeth and all that jazz. All that jazz. What's that from? My cabaret. Whew, cabaret was in the news this week. Oh boy. Let's delete some of that. But uh, that's it. Uh, we're on the web. We're over at uh, www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. Trending Twitter Tuesdays. Uh, I'm not sure of the short link, so I'm going to make up a new one. It's uh, www.sleepwithmepodcast.com slash slash Tuesdays. If you have any feedback, questions, comments, you can leave a post on our shows, a comment or on our posts or something like that. You can send me an email, feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. You can find me on Twitter at Dearest Scooter. That is uh, where we post sleep-related news and tweets and stuff. When I get around to the, when I get around to it, well, every morning I do post a sleep news story. I try, and I'm pretty reliable. That's it. We uh, we're gonna move on to housekeeping. We have one piece of housekeeping that I have not checked in about, and that is our. Global Showdown? I forgot even what I called it. I think it was the Global Showdown. It probably had some other term because Global Showdown doesn't sound familiar, but uh, global it's not a Global Smackdown. But my dog's, I think, coming to correct me. Koa is my dog's name. Uh, so Global Showdown, I'm going to check in with the countries. A couple. We have a couple um, slight things that might cause some controversy out there in the world of the Global Showdown. But this is like a peaceful global showdown, kind of like the one that's going on in Brazil right now. The World Cup, the Copa de Mundial, Copa, 
Copa, the World Cup. And it's been a great, anybody that loves soccer, football, football, footy. Wow, what a World Cup. And uh, even Ann Coulter is getting, you know, uh, corrected because she was trashing the World Cup. And then it's like, wait a second, this is this is the most exciting World Cup since, um, I don't know, because I haven't been alive for enough World Cups and a soccer fan, but I've been watching the last couple. So, yeah, I mean, I I don't know how many of our, our World Cup showdown teams are going to be, well, well, how many of people in the world, let's just, let me just read through the countries on the list because this is getting ridiculous with my mumbling and fumbling. So I'll be right back. Hold on. Let me check the stats. And, okay, so I got our stats here and uh, our stats are, uh, this is this is the rundown. Now, US of A, Canada, the UK, and Australia, you guys aren't um, allowed in it because you're so, you guys are already forces. You're like my big four of podcast fans. So don't feel left out because you're just, you're way ahead, you, your countries. But so in the, um, the, whatever we're calling it, the world competition, fancy word for that, uh, we have, uh, Sweden, Japan, Korea, New Zealand, and Singapore. And I know these weren't the original countries in our world showdown. But they're the countries now. So if you guys are going to get mad at me or mad at other countries, email me. But right now, this is who, these are the leaders. We've got Sweden with a, a pretty, pretty, pretty decent lead over Japan. And then Korea, the Republic of Korea. Uh, they got a, they're, they're behind Japan. Korea, New Zealand, and Singapore, you guys got about the same. Almost the exact same amount of listeners, pretty close. And then you got Japan, who's about a listener or two ahead of you. And then we have Sweden, which is like a, a couple listeners ahead of, in the lead ahead of Japan. So let's say this, uh, let's say at the end of the World Cup, when they reign the World Cup winner, I will, uh, reign the podcast cup winner. What I will do is, um, We'll figure out some embarrassing stuff, but I will take a picture of my dog with your country's flag. I will find a place to buy a flag. I will make a, a dish that uh, that I want to hear from the listeners in this country. So far, I've only heard from, uh, I mean, I've heard from the people from New Zealand who are, are making a move on all your countries, and they're the most polite country. Now, I'm not, I guess I am picking sides, but these New Zealand people, wow, are the most... Um, Best country with a compliment? I don't know. Best to help, uh, I guess at best at propping up my uh, crumbling self-esteem. And they're coming at you. So I'll make a dish from your country maybe and eat it. And uh, if Sweden wins, I will fly to Sweden and kiss Miss Sweden. Or any Miss, I will kiss Miss Japan, Miss uh, Korea, Miss New Zealand, or Miss Singapore as well. I have no problem any of that. But uh, I know in New Zealand, the stereotype at least is that you have your hair and pigtail. So I'm perpetuating that that stereotype. So that's it. That's a global showdown. Really, a totally useless segment uh, that I added in because I just wanted to check in with what was going on. So Sweden's in the league. Congratulations, Sweden. 
and uh, maybe I could have some facts about your country if I had a any sort of uh, brain. I would be spouting out facts about all the countries. I know that our friend in Singapore was working on the tennis players. Might want to work work a little harder, bro, because you're about to lose to the Swedes. It's Boris Becker's a Swede, right? I think maybe, maybe not. But uh, let's get on to the ch- the. Let's get on to the. Let's get on to the show. Trending Twitter Tuesdays. I'm going to hop on Twitter here, and I will be right back to see what's going down. Okay, folks, it is uh, 628, 525 p.m. Saturday, 628, 2012, June 28th, 2012. I'm two years off. How How is that even? What's wrong with me? 2012, it's 2014, right? I hope. Whew, I'm gonna have some. It's a good thing I don't write checks anymore. I don't think I've written a check in like well, you know you know what I mean. Talk about a a technology or a a way of life that went away. When was the last time you wrote a check? I mean, if you write checks, that's fine. Don't don't take this as a knock. But now, of course, one of the so I haven't written a check probably two two three years, at least two years, I think. Um, also because I I can't I put I had. Got checks when I opened a bank account maybe four years ago. And then either I ran out of those checks or I couldn't find where I hit, put them and hid them. And by hit, I mean threw in a box that I pushed somewhere and stacked other boxes on it full of loose papers. But, uh, and then of course I'm just emotionally incapable of calling the bank and getting more checks. But it turns out it's a blessing in disguise. I don't, I, I don't have to remember the year because. I just send a check by uh, bill pay or pay cash or stiff. Um, do a little, uh, go, you know, hey, can you pick this up? I don't have my checkbook on me. I don't, yeah, I don't have a checkbook, but I don't, if I did, I wouldn't have it with me. So, th- but that's not important. What's important is I didn't know the date. The date's 628 14, 525 p.m. It was. No, it's, well, I just took this picture. So I have Twitter in front of me. Let's see. We have we do have a uh, sponsor post, and so it's counting the sponsor posts. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten uh, things trending on Twitter. Now I know. I I, I got feedback from Shannon about uh, Bernie the butterfly, and she said he was a little bit hard to handle. Reminded her of her mother. Hope Shannon's mother's not listening. Because, uh, I mean, well, I don't want to get on her bad side if she's anything like Bernie the Butterfly. But Bernie the Butterfly was a negative. I I like Bernie, and I like that type of aggressive honesty and opinionated opinions. So I like Bernie the Butterfly, and I know some of you might might have troubled you or might not have helped you fall asleep. And that was last week was when Trending Twitter Tuesday would have been, but I was... You know, that was like a episode I had in the in the wings waiting in case I couldn't record, which I couldn't. So Bernie was there for me. But so this week I was thinking trending Twitter Tuesdays. We had Bernie the butterfly. How can we restore some bot balance? And then I got this neighbor who's the nicest guy in the world. And he just got back from vacation. So I figured I'd invite him on to talk about his vacation 
And he's like a really upbeat old guy. And so I'm going to turn it over to him. And he's going to talk about his vacation. And I'll just, you know, it'll work out with the Twitter stuff. Don't worry. I'm positive. Or maybe I'll stay here. Since he's old, maybe I should stay here. And, and uh, I'll facilitate the interview. So hold on. Let me go get him. And we'll, I'll be right back. All right, everybody. I want to, uh, I'm proud and happy to introduce my neighbor, Mr. Perkins. And we're going to bring you on, Mr. Perkins, to talk about your recent vacation. So everybody, welcome, Mr. Perkins. Oh, oh, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you, Andy. Thank you. It's a scooter on the podcast. Oh, scooter. I forgot you told me that just now. Oh, thank you for having me, folks. I feel like a Bobby Darren here talking on this microphone. I want to just sing. I just want to sing. Sing to the mountains and sing to the sea. Oh, I return from my vacation and a scooter's here is going to have me tell, tell about my vacation. And I'm just, uh, I'm just, thank you. I had a wonderful, wonderful vacation in, in the great state of oranges, Florida. And it was a, it was a wonderful trip. It was the weather was beautiful and a scooter and, uh, and it was a, uh, it was not too, you know, you expect in the in the month of June it's going to be a hot and humid situation, and it was neither hot nor humid. It was very warm and very humid, but not too, you know, you 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 need a nap in the middle of the day when you go to Florida anyway, and that's going to be one of my advices, advices for the the podcast. But uh, yeah, so it was a great great trip. Oh oh oh, the flow, I love it. So. Mr. Perkins, uh, what? Why don't you tell us where? Where in Florida did you, did you go? Oh, Ray, do you need to call me Ray? Please call me Ray. Or uh, yeah, Ray. Okay, Ray, Mr. Perkins, Ray. Uh, where did you go in Florida? I, I went to uh, the 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 Vacation Kingdom, Disney's Walter Disney's Vacation Kingdom, and it is it is uh when it, I I love going there. It is finer than, oh, it's a joy. It's a joy to go there. And, uh, Ray, did you, who'd you, uh, go on vacation with? Uh, myself. I just went myself. You know, I live alone. Uh, but I'm not a lonely man. I make friends wherever I go. I have friends there that work there, retirees. And I'm in a club. We call ourselves the Disney do, do, do whoppers. But uh, this was not related to my club. I just went down there by myself, my friend, to enjoy the sweet, sweet vacation kingdom, Walt Disney Vacation Kingdom. They call it the world, Walt Disney World. And I'm not being, I'm not a paid sponsor, I know. You probably want me to keep the corporation stuff to a minimum. So I'll just say, uh, yeah, what I just said. Okay, so that place in Florida. And, okay, uh... What, 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 how did, how did you get to Florida? Yeah, yeah. Andy, why don't you, uh, Scooter, why don't you relax, okay? You're going to be a better interviewer. Think about you while I'm talking. You think about what is going to interest you about my vacation. But you got to ask questions from the heart, my friend, my, the heart. You go, Andy. But it was a wonderful trip. I flew in on a, on a Delta flight 11995. And that was, uh, we had a layover in, uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Where I had myself a, a a pizza hut 
personal pan pizza. And it was a wonderful, wonderful, not the same as the ones you get in the Target. So I wonder what the corporate's governance or whatever it is with the pizzas. But uh, fine enough pizza, I'll tell you. Fine enough. And and you would would you believe it was uh, uh, under five dollars for the pizza? It was four ninety seven, and uh, that's a bargain. I mean, a bargain. And now they must have thought people are idiots because what they wanted was they had a a combo meal. It was an additional four ninety seven. Do you believe that you could? And it, it came with a breadsticks and a soda. Now, what kind of person is gonna do that? Because the breadsticks ain't as good. You could get two pizzas and a soda for, uh, you know, that plus two dollars. So that, I, now I only had one pizza and I regretted it a bit. But, uh, I, I, it would just, if you, if you, if you're listening and you're in the Phoenix airport and you're at the, the Pizza Hut personal pizza store, don't do it. Just get, don't do the combo meal. It's, it's, uh, the breadsticks are garbage. You could, why get a breadstick? It's just a, Extra pizza crust with Parmesan on there. So anyway, so I flew into Florida. I took the uh, Disney has a bus that picks you up at the airport. And it's a wonderful bus that takes you there. Oh, it's wonderful. It's uh, called the Magical Express. And they take you to your hotel. And I was staying, I was staying in Disney's Dixie Landings. It's a hotel made to look like a southern bayou. Dixie... Dixie Landings, Ray? That's a little bit, uh, so it's a southern, oh, it's like a southern. Now that, that, yeah, you're right, my friends. It's like a, a little bit of a plantation buildings. And I said, what is this Disney? What are they doing? That's offensive to families that could be vacationing there. And they said, I said, when I was checking in, I never stayed there before. Uh, but I'd seen the, I'd heard there's some good walking. I'm into walking. So I could, we could talk about walking if you wish. But, uh, so I stayed there and I said to them, what are you doing with this? And they said, no, it's a mansion. Uh, you're going to be staying in, uh, uh, Magnolia, Magnolia Bend, Magnolia, Magnolia Bend. And it's a mansion. It's not a plantation. And I said, oh, okay, but this is nonsense. Why yet I call it Dixie Landings? That's not a, I don't know, and it's, I, I don't know. They might even change the name. I can't remember. Oh, I'm getting uh, distracted. But uh, so, so it wasn't a bad hotel. If you say it looks like a mansion, well, okay, fine. It looks like a mansion. I believe that's a bunch of garbage. But what I, what do I know? But so wonderful hotel. They call it the Moderates. They have uh, value resorts there. This is on the the property. They they say. So they have uh, moderate resorts, which are about, uh, they're not moderate in price, let me tell you. But, you you know, you pay for the uh, ambiance there. And then they have uh, value, which is more, you know, it's like the supersizing crap or buying a coffee nowadays. You got these businesses that are changing around the meanings of words. But you have, so you have your value. That's the least expensive, still pricey. The moderate, which is more expensive and not moderate by any terms. And then you have the deluxe, which is for rich idiots. But well, I guess I would like to stay at some of those. They have one with uh, sand in the pool, real like a pool where the floor is sand. I'd like to stay there. They call it the beach club. 
but so I stayed at this uh the moderate which uh again if I'm not I'm a I'm a retired man I'm a single retired man so I have uh I have no mouths to feed so I could afford it and I know a lot of people this is out of the range it's a shame because it's a wonderful thing now let me tell you I get into the hotel I take the magical express they take my bags for right off the plane that's what they do I never touch my bags what 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 a I mean, you're paying top dollar, but what a service. I get off the plane. I go down. I get on this bus. They take me to the hotel. I check into the hotel. I go in. I go back to my room. I take my sh- My bags aren't there yet, but what, 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 I knew that was okay ahead of time. Take my shoes off. I uh, I have, uh, you know, my carry-on. I have clean socks in there and my my sneakers for walking in the parks. And I wear nice shoes on the plane so I look... I like to look good. So, uh, wonderful, wonderful. I, I get, get a little air conditioning. It's about, uh, 5 p.m. in the Easter, Eastern time. And I say to myself, uh, let's have a swim. Let's have a swim. And so I go and I have a swim at the pool. It's called, uh, Old Man Island, the pool, Old Man Island. And it's like a sw- old-fashioned swimming hole. Good time to swim. Not a lot of... It was busy. And uh, the thing is, I stay out there in the... Uh, wherever the bayou or whatever that magnolia bend. There's like... There is a bend. There's a Saskagoola River. There's ponds with uh, grass growing. Not When you picture this vacation kingdom, I know these people... That you, you're picturing madness, and there's a lot of madness there. But, uh, yeah, so I, I go and I go for a walk. I go for the pool. It's so nice. It's like the uh, temperature's already crested and on its way down. My body's wet. I'm air drying. Oh, oh, scooter, scooter. I go back to my room. My bags are there. Oh, in my room. My bags. Never touched them. Now, I would have tipped somebody, but nobody to tip. So, uh... I get my bags, I take out a, a, a light jacket, I get dressed, I'm going to say, I'm going to head out to dinner. Now, let me tell you a little trick here I learned about these, these uh, this Disney vacation nonsense. A lot of people, a lot of ways to lose a, lose a dollar. If you get in, you, you, you don't have to buy a ticket to the park that day, you don't have to go to the park. Go. There's plenty of other hotels you could eat at your hotel. There's other hotels you could, they got these buses. Or stuff, but I, I go down to the river, the Saskagoola River. There's a water taxi and I take it to another hotel. And I, I let now, I know you got this podcast with your imagining and I think you're, you're a great kid. I could tell. I see you talking to those dolls. Okay. Ray, let's just stick to the vacation, please. Well, I just seen you play with the dolls. I know this. I'm like, this guy's got some imagination playing with the dolls. I'm not saying it's weird. I, I know. I mean, you had the dolls kissing one time, but I, I, I'm not saying that's strange. It's fine. You, you have an imagination. I'm going to talk about my imagination. Okay, but just, yeah, the dolls weren't kissing. They were talking closely. Okay, don't worry about it. So these, uh, so I catch this water taxi. Now, let me tell you, Yeah, I, I, I'm already, I like to go and pretend I'm off somewhere. I'm not in the vacation kingdom anymore. I was pretending I was in the deep south in uh, 
in uh in some place I have never been to in a bayou and I was uh, lost and I caught this water taxi it goes to this other hotel called uh hold on it's going to take me a minute to think of Florida Keys or something the Florida something Florida I don't know the Florida Keys hotel or something it's like uh, another Disney thing different than my hotel now I tell you what I, I brought my swim trunks just in case because you can swim at this pool as well. I did not choose to swim there. But I go there. I have a cocktail. And I go to the pool. Uh, I'm listening to the crickets. To the frogs. To the children laughing. To the parents chatting. Oh, so relaxing. I mean, do, do you feel like you're on vacation with me already? Do you? I, I kind of do. So I pretend I, I've jetted over to here. To the Florida Keys. From Louisiana. Wherever I've been. And I'm just enjoying an evening. I'm pretending I'm, I'm a guest of a wealthy person that owns a compound in the Florida Keys. I still can't remember the name of the hotel, but it'll come to me. And then I have myself a dinner. Not now. You know, you, 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 the dinner's there. Some are good. Some are bad. Some are not bad. A little pricey. But I have myself, I decided... But kind of, it could have been, it was such a nice night, I wanted a steak outside. So I had myself a little piece of steak with some fries. And it came with uh, some uh, string beans, some beans with butter. And I had my, my drink, I had a dark and stormy cocktail. And I watched the man make it. He did not use any um, uh, syrupy stuff. It was a legitimate cocktail made from scratch so no nonsense there it was nine eight nine dollars though and uh he put in a cup for me because i was heading at the pool then i had another one in a glass very nice and uh now okay so uh okay uh ray usually my podcast only about 50 minutes so um so that was your first night there oh yeah i'm sorry i'm doing a i'm doing like an actual time uh, but are you, I know you were trying to explain it to me. You bore these people. I mean, I, I guess I can bore them with my vacation. I mean, I don't know. It wasn't a, I mean, it was a relaxing. What if I could be like your sidekick, the relaxer? You're, you're the dull guy. I'm the, the guy that's relaxing them with just the talk of the, uh, my vacation, the vacation whisperer. Okay. Well, yeah, that probably will work because we're not going to have time. For your whole vacation. So that was your first night. What happened after? Oh, I just uh, took the water taxi. I had a w wonderful stroll uh, around the uh, the facility, uh, the, the the Dixie Landings or whatever it's called. There's a fishing hole. There was no one fishing, which would have been a good time. It was dusk, good time to fish. No one fishing there. You fish with uh, bamboo poles. I don't know how... But I watched some fish jumping and eating insects, and then I went back to my room. And uh, it, unfortunately, now this is a, a little bit of a downside, is that it was uh, only uh, it was about a nine thirty p.m. in the east. It's only six thirty for us West Coasters. So then I went back to the uh, the hotel bar. I went to my hotel's bar, and. Um, I, I, I guess we should move on because there was a, 
a show, but that was very entertaining. A man playing piano, very entertaining thing. But I can tell you're getting stressed. So let's let's move on to uh, another. Why don't you ask me a question? Do you have a good question ready? Uh, yeah. So uh, so you know you hear about this vacation Disney Kingdom. Uh, you hear it's for kids, and I'm just surprised that a uh, a man like you, you seem like a a well-balanced, normal man. It's just surprised that you would go to Disney World by yourself. It just seems... I'm, but now it's already making sense to me. So maybe you should talk more. Like, so what did you do for your first day? And why don't you yeah, tell us about what you did the next day, the first official day of your vacation. Okay, well... I'm glad you asked because that was what I was going to talk about next. This is my, my first night and now my first day. Natural segue. Nice job. So I, I, you know, I had some drinks. I went to bed. Now I like to do a, now I like to vacation. I like to relax, but I also right away I want to reset my clock and I, I tell myself I'm going to have a nap. So I, I get up at six o'clock in the morning on the Florida time. Now, this is the reason for this is a few fold. Uh, one, you reset. You'll, you'll need a nap later in the day, but then you're you're on floor at a time because you're going to be tired enough to go to bed. So I get up at six in the morning. Now, also, it's cool. Six o'clock in the morning, it's still cool out. So I can get a nice stroll in, maybe a swim, which I did do. And then you go to your, your hotel, has a, a bus stop, a bus term, not a terminal, like a Places where buses stop, and they go to the places, the parks. Now, I don't know how much you know, but there's four parks at this Disney Kingdom. There's the Magic Kingdom, which is a, a bit like our Disneyland here in California. Then there's the Animal Kingdom, which is a bit like a. It's a they, they call it a zoo. It's not a zoo, but uh, it's like a animal themed type place. They have the Epcot, which has got the golf ball. And it celebrates uh, stuff, and it has countries. And then they have um, magic, uh, the uh, the studios where they, uh, you know, talk about movies and stuff like that. So those are the places you can go. You can catch a bus there. Now I know the two of us, Scooter. I don't want to out you, but we ride the bus together. Sometimes I see you on the bus. We'll run into each other at the bus stop. We'll say hi. How you doing? We get on the 51A together more than once. Now these Disney people, they have buses. Um, wonderful buses. The air conditioning is is pumping. The buses are very clean. I mean, I love our buses here where we live, but these buses are very, very nice. But you have these people, and I, I, you know, I'm a patient man, so it don't bother me, but there's a lot of people that don't ride the city bus. A bus, you wouldn't think this, but a bus pulls up and they get confused right away. They're trying to get on. People are trying to get off. The bus driver's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. They're trying to get on the back door or the front door and or they're, you know, putting their strollers and they're banging people or they're not folding their strollers. So you got to be patient and calm and say, I ride the bus, uh, you know, so it's different than riding a regular bus. Plus, it's free. Don't cost no money. So I board the bus. Now, you might ask yourself, where are you going to go? Where, where, where does Ray want to go first day? And I don't decide till I get there. Now I try to check the clocks. 
to see when the parks, they open about nine, eight, nine in the morning. A little tip for your fans here. Be there when they open. Because then it's cool. It's less busy. And it feels just a little bit more magical because you're not so hot and the line waiting. You can go on some rides. So I decided I got to go to the Magic Kingdom today, my first day, because I want to go on the Splash Mountain. First, I want to get on that ride because I love it. So I catch the bus to the Magic Kingdom. Wonderful bus ride. Very relaxing. I mean, what a what a way to start a vacation. You're having someone bring your bags to your room. You're having someone drive you in a water taxi. Now you're getting on a nice air-conditioned bus full of sun, smell of sunscreen. Oh, and my nose. Different smells like cocoa and just that general sunscreen smell. And kids with a little twinkle of excitement in their eye and some kids are still asleep and you got those grouchy people that are drinking their coffee uh we're razzle kids uh stop uh, and uh get buses are full of anticipation joyful anticipation and i'm just relaxed i'm enjoying the view a lot of not to, not a lot to look at a lot of florida has a lot of retention basins which i don't know the history of retention basins but i assume it's so that the rain water because they get rain and it rains a lot real fast and then it stops so i assume it's some sort of flood control but i don't quote me on that but you'll see a lot of retention basins so we drive you pass like the monorail which you hear about on tv but we're taking the bus no 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 need to take the monorail and we pass like a the people parking their cars, and we pass, you know, I think they have an airport, and we get there, and you get the, you get off the bus, and it's a bit of a walk. Now, that's another thing I'm going to warn you. You do a lot of walking on these trips. Now, see, I'm by myself. I can walk at my own pace. There's nobody I have to wait for. Nobody waits for me. Uh, you know, what are you, you going to do? And I walk a lot. I like to walk. But just remember that. And remember, if it's the Florida, you forget things like the ground. By the, by, that's why it's good in the morning. The f- ground actually gets hot. And you can feel it through your shoes on your feet. I mean, you won't believe it. The, and that causes pain, blisters, and achy general feet and sweaty feet. Uh, so what, anyway, I get off the bus. I walk to the park. Now, the part I didn't tell you, I already had my ticket. Now, they changed the, the tickets, remember, the to get into a park, like a theme park or a zoo. You need a ticket, right? Right Now, these Disney people, they put the ticket inside a wristband, like kind of like a watch, and it's in a wristband. So you put the wristband on, and then it has, you wouldn't believe this, this stuff if I told you. It has your room key on there. It has my credit card. And it has my ticket to get into the park. I, I got no wallet on me. A little experiment. This is the first time I've had an experiment with these, uh, they call it uh, bands or something. Now, I know there's a, a conspiracy element like, oh, they'll steal your credit card. Or they're going to track your brain waves, Or track when you go to the bathroom. Man, I mean, that's nonsense. So, yeah, of course they're going to do those. They're not going to steal your credit card because you sue them. Everything else they're going to do. 
They already know how many times you go to the bathroom there. They just paid a guy to count before and stand there. So, yeah, they're going to track everything you do. Of course, they're a business. But so you use your band. You tap it on this thing and you walk into the park. What could be wonderful? More wonderful than that. Now, another thing they have nowadays is like you take your phone, which I'm a, I'm not a Luddite. I'm not. I have a phone. I have an iPhone. And so you can program your rides. You pick three rides you want to go on on your phone. They put it on your band and they tell you time to go on your rides. But like I said, I get to the park. You wait on the main street, which is the, you know, some of the stuff you people know with the main street. It's like old main street. So I uh, walk down, I walk down the main street, and I'm waiting around for them to open the park. It's not open yet. They have a, a rope across. So I'm talking to the people in my vicinity, and there's this nice young man. I say, how you doing? And what are you doing? You know, are you here with your family? And he says, oh, yeah, I'm here with my extended family. And I say, well, I'm Ray. What's your name? He says, my name is James. And uh, he says, oh, Ray, what's your last name? I say, Perkins, like the store or the the place you get your, your eggs. And he laughs. And I say, what's your name? He said, it's like Alex, the Yankee player that's a bum. And I said, Rodriguez, ah, James Rodriguez, nice to meet you. Ray Perkins, fine to meet you. I said, where are you headed this fine day? And he said, Space Mountain. That's another option. I'm going to Splash Mountain, I tell him. And I say, have a wonderful day. And he says, have a wonderful day to you. And I say, wow, what a magical little. Now, well, that's a good thing about another good thing about the mornings. Everybody's in a good mood because the day hasn't started yet. And people haven't gotten tired or grouchy. You haven't started spending the fortune it's going to cost you to be there. Or thought about how much it's going to cost you. You got, you're kind of on a good riding high. Another good reason to get up in the morning and go. So I'm waiting there. And again, it's about uh, 10 to 9. They're going to open up at 9 o'clock. And so then I hear this, it's these people talking about Harry Potter. Harry Potter. I wouldn't believe the Harry Potter ride over at the Infosys Studio. You like that scootage you hear? I'm doing the, uh, that Harry Potter. Can I, can, did you like that? Uh, that's great, Ray. So, uh, they say, I'm a reporter. And I say, Oh, yeah, you guys from, uh, I make a joke. I say, What are you from Brooklyn or something over? And they say, Oh, oh you yeah, know, no, we're from Glastonbury. We're from Glastonbury. And I say, Oh, well, that's wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Aren't you talking about who's this Barry Potter? And they, we all have a laugh. And they say, No, Harry, Harry Potter. And they say, you know, they got a Harry Potter ride over at the Universal. Now, I haven't checked this place out. I will for sure now because they were telling me not only that they have the, the Harry Potter thing, they have a Simpsons place. They have a Simpsons bar, Moe's Tavern, from the show. So one day I plan on going there and having myself a flaming Moe. And uh, I heard you can meet Duff Man, so that's cool. And then I tell them that, uh, you know, I'm familiar with the music festival over at Glastonbury or Glastonburg because I'm a huge, as someone who lives in the Northern California, I'm a big Metallica fan. And I know the Metallica was playing there. And we talk about laws. 
We talk about Napster. We talk about James. We talk about, you know, the dark years when we almost lost James to the drug and the alcohol addictions and the the re and the, the Howard Stern interview. I don't know if you heard it, but it was cool. Oh, I felt like I knew him, knew the boys in a whole new way. And then the next thing you know, I'm having this wonderful conversation about Metallica. And the next thing you know, there's, there's singing and there's dancing and it's, the line is moving. Now, the way it works, scooters, they, uh, so they don't want anybody running and hurting themselves. They walk this rope along and you just walk behind the rope and they walk it to the ride. It's a distance to walk to the Splash Mountain. And I walk along with the kids and I just feel so young walking with these kids because I'm walking along with them. And uh, I, I, uh, we're walking and I notice this uh, young lady, she, she trips and she skins a knee and I say, oh, honey, honey. You know, come here, let me help you. And I help her up and we get to a bench. And I happen to know a little bit about this magic kingdom. And I said, let me take you over to first aid. And she's a you're lovely young woman. And we go and we get her stitched up. And she's about uh, 28 years old, a young woman. And her name was, La, uh, what was her name? L- L- Lorena. And uh, she says, uh, Oh, you know, what are you doing? I say, your face is beautiful. And I'm not trying to be an old man and get in your pants. Oh, you would, you know, you wouldn't have to stop me. Uh, but, uh, you know, you're beautiful. What are you, you, are you in the pictures or something? And believe me, Scoot, I'm not, I'm not trying to make a move. It was just, she was, she, she was just star striking to me. And she laughs at me and she says, uh, I'm, uh, you know, YouTube star. And I say, oh, the, I, you know, I've seen the YouTube. You know, I know what that is. I'm not, I'm not this old man that doesn't know anything. And I say, what, what are you doing? Uh, you know, what are you doing here? What are you doing? What are you doing? You're on vacation? And she said she was just at this, this uh, VidCon, or she was going to the VidCon, I don't know, some conference about YouTubing in California. I think maybe she was going after this day. To this conference, the VidCon, and I say, well, what, what kind of videos do you make? And uh, you know, because you're so appealing, I could see you'd be very successful. And she kind of giggles, and I say, what do you, you know, there's no nudity on YouTube, so what are you giggling like that for? And she says, well, my video, my most famous one, is called Bravers Chai. And I say, Ooh. I say, whoa, uh, did it just get hot in this uh, vacation kingdom, or is it me? And I said, what do you, you mean, like uh, the underwear? And she says, I do mean the underwear. And I said, whoa, hey, now. And she said, oh, no, it's not like that. She said, uh, I, she was like a, a big fan of the Chicago Bulls. That was the chai. And she had a, a bra with the Chicago Bulls bull across of each of her bosoms. And I don't know if the bull has a name. But that's one lucky bull, let me tell you. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, just, all right. Just, Ray, don't worry about it. Just keep going. Okay. So, and she, I guess she was uh, singing a song and, sh- you know, shaking her bosoms. And that made her famous. And then she was going to VidCon. I guess she made, she would wear different bosoms. 
I don't know. I, I, I didn't understand the whole thing, but the bra versus chai thing. I, at first I thought it had to do with that coffee chai. So, so needless to say, this del- delayed me in getting to the splash mountain, but I got there. It was a 15 minute wait. I waited. Now I like waiting in the ride sometimes when it's not too long and it's cool like that. They have these little bird houses where there's pretend birds inside talking. I like to imagine and get in the zone for the ride. So I start imagining that I'm like Briar, uh, uh, like some sort of woodland creature. Like I pretend I'm a woodland creature, but then these people behind me in line, they're talking about the World Cup and where they're going to watch the World Cup and all this stuff. And I say to myself, Ray, stay calm. Woodland creatures over here, people talking all the time. You're a chipmunk. And you're hearing these people talking about the World Cup, and it's fine. You're still a, a woodland creature. And uh, so then I go, and uh, I go to uh, to my go on my ride, and I love it. I'm already uh, pretending I'm a chipmunk, and I'm watching the story of Brad Rabbit outwitting the Brad Bear and the Brad Fox, and I'm pretending and I'm cheering for him. And there's music, and there's rides, and there's a big hill at the end, and splashing. And I'm laughing like a child, I tell you. And I know I'm on vacation now, because I've already helped a beautiful woman with a skin knee. And I've ridden a ride, and I've had my heart now has flooded twice for two different reasons. And it's not even, uh, it's about 9.45. And I tell you, that's like uh, the best dollars I ever spent there. And so that's uh, that's the first part of my day there. And uh, okay, right, we're gonna take a quick break uh, for a sponsored post, and we'll be right back. Hey, this is Ray, and believe it or not, I'm doing the sponsored post today. And the sponsored post is uh, paid for by some insurance company. I don't even know who. Let me take a look here. Uh, I don't want to say the name, but uh, here's the sponsored post. If you're going on vacation, have a plan. Let's say you're with a friend of yours, and she's a famous YouTube star, and she uh, skins a knee. Have a plan, because you could walk away without her, and then some guy Ray's going to help her when you could help her. And what if you had a crush on her, and you helping her with the knee made her fall in love with you? You should have a plan, okay, buddy? Instead of leaving this lovely lady to have to have hydrogen peroxide on her knee, and have, I mean, thank you, because she held onto my arm. And she said, te amo to me, I think, which means I love you, I think. And uh, it was great, but you should have a plan. I mean, I have a plan when I'm on vacation, which is to have fun. But if something goes wrong, I also have a plan for that. My main plan is stay calm. So that would be the first part of your plan. But if you're going on vacation with your family and you're listening to me, have a plan for something goes wrong. If you lose your kid, where are you going to meet? Who are they going to call? Tell them to a- ask the people that work there, not strangers. Have a plan, okay? This is your buddy Ray telling you to have a plan. Have a great, great evening. But make sure you have a plan. That's all I'm saying. Okay, Ray, uh, thanks for that. Um, listen, we're, we're really run a long time so why don't you like give me some of the highlights here uh the rest of your day okay well 
So that was a great part of my day. Now, I had my ride reservations. Like I was telling you, you do that on the phone. They have this new ride with uh, that I'm not going to spoiler alert. I won't even spoil it. It's like a, called the Mind Train. I went on that. I'm not going to tell you nothing because I'm not going to spoil it for you. I went on the Little Mermaid ride. Then I had another reservation for Space Mountain. I was expecting to see my buddy James Rodriguez there. I did not see him. I did hear about uh, something with Bobby Womack, uh, the passing of Bobby Womack, and that made me sad. Uh, I heard that in line, but I wrote the lot line ride, and I got into the zone there, and I pretended I was a space astronaut, and I went away from those problems forever until the ride stopped again, and then I was back at Earth. And then I had a reservation to ride the Big Thunder Mountain, which I backtracked across the park again. I rode that. And then I uh, went on Splash Mountain again, 40-minute wait, believe it or not, 40 minutes. Uh, and, uh, you know, what are you going to do? And now the day's starting to get, it's getting hot. It's uh, pushing 11.45. I say, right, what are we going to do here? We're, we're going to go on Pirates of the Caribbean for sure. That's a ride that... Do yourself a favor, go on it five, six, seven times. So I go on Pirates of the Caribbean. Now there's a tour group. I'm one guy, you know, so sometimes I get it with these tour groups. And there's this tour group, they're from Uruguay. Now I know there's this trouble with the biting. Uh, I think it was the Uruguayan young man. Maybe, uh, may, I don't know, but he was disturbed, clearly. But I'm not going to hold that against the country of Uruguay, like some people may. So I tell these people from Uruguay, I don't even bring it up. I say, oh, pleasure to meet you. And let's, uh, and they say, well, you're going to be one of us, a Uruguayan pirate. And I say, oh, you guys are the best. I love getting in the zone for these rides and imagining. So me and the kids and the parents, everybody were pretending we're these Uruguayan pirates. I think that's a Uruguayan pirate. I don't know. And it's, it goes along with, it, 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 it added a whole new level. They were telling me, uh, stuff in their language. I'm not sure if it's Spanish or Portuguese, but, uh, about, you know, that, about the mayor. And I was noticing things about the ride I'd never noticed before. And I felt the spirit of Uruguay. And, uh, the, I must have been like this World Cup fever. And then, Oh, it was wonderful. And then they clapping me on the back and they were laughing and hugging. Great family. Now, uh, it was time for me to go back to the hotel and take a nap. Now, I'll tell you a little thing. Now, I did uh, get the phone number of the young woman whose knee I helped uh, mend because uh, I'm, a, I'm, I'm old, but I'm not dead. And, you know, I say, you know, we, I could, the thing is, now you might say hey, you're preying on young women. No, 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 not at all. Now I'm I'm an older man. I'm 65 years old, or 65 years young. This young woman, 28 years old, I believe, is interested in me for a friend. That's fine. I'm a confident man. Or well, she's interested in me as more than a friend. That's fine. So I give her a call. I say, hey, I know. Uh, she it was a voicemail. I say, this is Ray, the guy that helped you with your knee. I'm going back to my room. I'm probably going to have a, a, a shower or a nap. 
or a swim, and I'm not sure in what or what are they going to be in. And some lunch is going to be in there. And then I'll be up and about again in a few hours and back to the park. A park, I'm not sure which park. Probably do some walking. I'll probably have a dark and stormy if there's anything you're interested in. I hope your knee's fine, but I clearly found you interesting. If you found me interesting, give me a call. If you, any of that sounds appealing, I don't know what you're up to. Whatever. So I, you know, I hop on my bus and uh, I take it back to my hotel. And then my phone buzzes in my pocket and it's a young woman. And she says, hey, I'd like to take you up on that swim in that shower, my friend. And so uh, that is how the story ends for you and your listeners, if you know what I mean. Because uh, after that, it's none of your business, okay? Well, Ray, you, you, Ray, you're kidding me, right? I'm not kidding you one bit, my friend, but I'm not one to kiss and tell. And there are kisses to tell about that won't be being told. Because, uh, wow, Ray, man, you really are the most positive, joyful person. And this has been, I mean, we didn't really cover a lot, but wow, thank you so much for coming on. I mean, I'm aroused almost, I mean, by your story. I mean, I'm more than one level. And you might be my new hero. I guess I'm not talking to the mic. Um, do you have any parting words for my guests? Yes, have a plan. That might have been a sponsored nonsense by some company, but if you're going on vacation, do yourself a favor and, and make sure you're relaxed, you know, and have a plan to relax. And take it from Ray here. I, my life was not perfect, okay? Many mistakes, many, many mistakes, but now uh, I don't know what my point is, okay? I hope, I know he says you, you can't sleep, so... I hope I helped you fall asleep. I hope you liked my story of my vacation, part one. If you want to hear part two, three, four, five, whatever, tell tell my buddy here, Scooter. I will not fill you in on the details between me and my Teyamo, my little vid, video star. Uh, and no, she's not, don't worry. I know that some of you are concerned for my well-being. Thank you. She will not be taking my money. Because I, I, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a mark. I'm not a mark. Okay. So I'm just a friendly guy. And yeah, the parts are working. So that might be gross to some of you, but it, it's true. Now, did I use the parts or not? That's none of your business. Okay. So there. And I hope you enjoyed my vacation. Part one. I hope it relaxed you to sleep. Because I think the part, there were parts that could have. And thank you for listening at, at all. No, thanks, Ray. Thank you, because thank you for sharing. Maybe you could share me more about this helping, like, the phone number part, because I have trouble with that phone number part, and then that voicemail. Um, but we could talk off the air about that stuff, like, because I have Swedish fans. And then, you know, if in case any of them. Oh, my dog just coach said no. I love your dog, by the way. I love her. Yeah, thanks. So thank you, Ray. Um, so everybody's listening. That was Ray, uh, Ray Perkins, my neighbor, really positive guy. Brought him on as a contrast to Bernie the Butterfly to keep things positive around here. He was really, and that was, I, I, I mean, that was boring. I know. I mean, I know it's boring. I know. I, I, 
it's my vacation. I, I, that's what I, no, I mean, well, the end was, I mean, it was boring in a good way, Ray. And so we thank you for, uh, taking the time to talk about your vacation. Um, I don't know if this, if you guys loved Ray, email me feedback at superlimitpodcast.com. I can have him back on. He lives like literally like a, we both live in apartment buildings that are next to each other, small four unit apartment buildings. And yeah, we take the same bus every once in a while. So yeah, let me know. I hope you're asleep and I hope this helped you out. And I hope you, I mean, if you found Ray attractive, maybe you'll have a dream about him. Or if you didn't, you know, don't worry about it. I'm hoping to have a dream about this uh, bra versus chai woman. And check out her videos on YouTube. I don't know. I'm going to, I don't know if they're on there. Because uh, I know Ray, he probably changed around something to protect her. But yeah, thanks so much for listening. And I'll talk to you soon. Good night. Good evening. You up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, can't get to sleep. You're in the right place. Because this is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. Tonight it's trending Twitter Tuesday. What we're going to do is create a safe place where you can take your mind off of thoughts, problems, work, stuff, whatever you're running through your brain. You can put that aside, listen to the story, and eventually drift off into dreamland. That's how the podcast works. If this is your first time here, welcome. This is a podcast to put you to sleep. And we don't use any brain science or body science or pseudoscience or parascience or trans science, meta science, any of that science stuff. Actually, we don't use any. We just use we just use old fashioned, old fashioned elbow grease, as your grandma used to say. <laughs> and when I say elbow grease, I mean a bedtime story. So I think I said that five times. All you need to do is get in bed and press play, which I might have already said too. And that's the kind of stuff you're going to expect. So try it out. See if it works. If it doesn't, I'm sorry. If it does, great. We're on the web, www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. You can get me by email, feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. On Twitter, at Dearest Scooter. We're on Facebook, and that's it. I hope I help you fall asleep tonight. And we're just going to get through a little bit of uh, housekeeping. I'll just give you guys a heads up. I'm a little bit ahead of uh, schedule on the recording of the episodes because uh, I'm going to be out of town uh, for the first couple weeks in August. But don't worry. I would never, I can't create a safe place, a podcast that creates a safe place, and then just bolt. So I'm going to have uh, episodes, but that's why I'm, um, explaining this to you for some reason. Right, let's move on to the housekeeping. I want to say hi and thank you to Darnell, who got hold of us on Facebook and let us know how well the podcast is working for him. Thanks, Darnell, for reaching out. I also want to, I want to make sure QM that I had thanked you on via, you met you on Twitter. You had lots of nice stuff to say, but I'm not 100% positive I thank you, so I might have to thank you twice. Thank you, QM. Also, Sacramento, California comedians. I'm picking up a lot of Sacto comedians on the Twitter feed. So I don't know if one of you guys is listening or none of you guys or all of you. But if you are, let me know. I'm pump, I'm pump up your stuff, man. Uh, not that I have any power or anything, but, uh, love to promote you. 
So if there are Sacramento comedians or any other comedians with any dates, let me know. I mean, if you're some sort of jerk comedian that uh, punches people in the face, uh, let me know for sure. <laughs> because that, was, uh, that made me laugh. And so it may laugh in an inappropriate way at you punching people in the face. I don't know if I could promote that on the podcast. But seriously, a, a couple Sacramento comedians, I don't want to say your names without knowing you're listening to the podcast. I don't know. Maybe you're just following me. Maybe you listen to the show. That's great. Let me know. I want to thank Victoria Gravy of uh, USA for an iTunes review. She says it actually works. Then she says, trust the cat. Meow. Uh, the cat says, what does the cat say? <laughs> meow. Of course, that's like a, that's like a kindergarten joke. What does the cat say? Meow. That's a, that's a joke. Uh, next up, uh, Dag Da Gooder. Da Gooder? Uh, for iTunes review says it works like crazy. Not only does it work, it works like crazy. I was, he or she says, uh, seems I was genetically engineered by a secret government agency infused with brain control powers. Uh, that's only partially true. Uh, it was, uh, it wasn't, I wasn't genetically engineered. Uh, that was a, it was a failed, uh, well, we won't get into it with the geneticisms and such. But yeah, thanks, Dad Gooder. Da Gooder. Uh, Adrian L. I don't know if this is my friend L on Twitter or not, but uh, she also had an, uh, she says the most effective sleep aid she's ever tried. Well, I guess it's not, I said she, but could be a dude, Adrian. Adrian L. Could be one first name. Could be me. But thank you. Uh, thank you for taking the time to review and rate us on iTunes. If you have a chance, you can do that. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. You can let a friend or family member know. Frenemy, a bro, a sis, a um, bestie, a uh, compatriot, compadre, or any of those. Thanks for listening, and I hope I help you fall asleep. All right, folks, it's uh, trending Twitter Tuesday, and I'm, I'm doing this show a week out of time, so it's actually Tuesday. And it, I'm doing what's trending on Twitter. It's 7.22. When your sweet little ears, when this episode hits your sweet little ears, it'll be 7.29, I think. 7 plus 2 is 9, right? Or 7.28, something like that. It's uh, around 8 o'clock. So I'm booting up Twitter here. Nothing more exciting than listening to me fumble with my phone. But we have a uh, something slightly exciting. I mean, to me, it's very exciting is I'm not going to be doing the show tonight. And you know who is? Ladies and gentlemen, boys, well, again, boys and girls should not be listening to this, but proverbial boys and girls. Ray Perkins is here to take his, take on the mic and uh, and do his thing. And I'll be, you know, facilitating. But Ray's taking it. Ray, welcome. Hey. Hello, my friend. Hello. Hello. H hello, everyone. It's your friend, Ray Perkins. Hello, Andrew. I mean, Scooter. So nice to be here for Trending Twitter Tuesday. Uh, do you have the Twitters ready for me? Okay. Thank you, Andrew. I mean, Scooter. Uh, um, now, did you tell them about what happened? No, Ray. What you, we don't do it. Now, well, we're going to need to talk about it because I got to talk about day three now. Now, so I'm going to talk about uh, day three of my vacation, my lovely vacation. And Scooter here, we had a little mix up about a week and a half ago. He had me in here 
and I was talking and I was talking and and talking about my trip and uh, day two of my big trip to the Disney's Vacation Kingdom Walt Disney World. And my friends, I guess there was some technical difficulties with the tech taping uh, to the flash drive. And, uh, or you, uh, what happened? Did you, uh, misplace my recordings on purposes of, uh, you poor boy, but the recordings were, uh, missing or the, you don't write Ram, there's a small chance I'll recover them. So there's a small chance, but so we'll be talking about day three of my vacation. I'm going to hit, uh, hit, hit my friend here to hit pause the recording. I'm going to look at the Twitter and I will be right back. It's so good. It is so good to be here with you folks. And I'm so proud to be uh, honored by you people. With not, no one said anything nice on the, any of the comments to me, but you know his father loves me. He, his father loves me as good as dad, and uh, so that's good. And uh, yeah, I, I can feel your your positive vibrations, everybody. Okay, one second. Okay, Ray Perkins is back here. I've I've shut off the phone, so that kind of defeated the purpose of uh, hitting pause. But let me take a look here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's ten things. I don't see a a sponsored post, which is nice for once. Now, my friends, there's a couple of things on here. I know last week there was the terrible accident. Well, I don't know if it was an accident, actually, with the Ukraine and the plane. And uh, again, paralleling that poor incident is uh, this terrible upheaval in the Middle East, in uh, in Israel and the Gaza Strip. And we just need to uh, send our hearts and our prayers and our minds. And if you got some dollars, you know, some extra money. You know, send it, send it over there to somebody that's doing some aid for the, the women and the children and the, and the people, water, make sure everybody's got a water. But I, I'm not going to be doing any joking about that because that's serious business over there. And Ray Perkins, his, uh, his heart hurts for all those affected everywhere by, uh, violence and, uh, you know, I wish we could just, I wish, you know, I, I wish we could all just get along just fine, but that's not the way the world works sometimes. And so we got to pray that this comes to a peaceful conclusion, and that's all we can do, my friends, is out of our control. And if you don't pray, you could say, uh, you know, you could say a nice thing to your neighbor and say, hey, you know, I hope this, uh, I cut you off there with the car, and I hope that comes to a peaceful conclusion. You know, spread some peace. You don't have to pray. You can do whatever you like. Ray's not a, a fundamental person. Okay, Ray, that's great. But um, Okay, so I got to get on with the show. I'm so glad to be here. I'm a little, I'm going to have myself a drink of water, and we'll start with my day three vacation. All right, Ray, so you're going to talk about uh, day three, your vacation. You know, let's just, let's just get started. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm uh, happy to be here again. My name is Ray Perkins. If you haven't met me before, I uh, was here a month or so ago talking about my vacation. And I'm going to be talking about day three of my vacation to the Disney Kingdom, Walt Disney World, just outside of uh, 
Orlando, Florida. I was there about a, about six weeks ago or so, and I had a wonderful trip. So this is day three, and what happened was I had a wonderful day too. We talked about it. The tape was lost, but I went to bed happy, and I woke up. Like I said, I like to wake up early. Now, the day before, I had not woken up early, but we won't get into that at all. So my alarm goes off bright and early. I say, uh, six o'clock in the morning. I go for a walk. I get a coffee at the, uh, I'm staying at the, uh, they told me I was pronouncing it wrong, but the bayou or some, something or other. I can't remember, but, uh, at the New Orleans hotel. So I walk, wonderful walk, wonderful coffee. I spend a little time. I dip my feet in the pool. It's quiet. There's a mist. There's a watering going on of all the foliage and the beautiful. Now, that's one thing. You know, these people, when you talk about the Disney World thing, there's a lot of plants now, Ray. I'm no expert on plants or flowers or blooming things. But I could tell you that these people down there, the uh, Disney people, they must have a lot of people working there on the plants, and I barely ever see them. But you see flowers, you see uh, bushes, nice bushes, you see uh, uh, this, I, I don't know, you know, nice stuff. It's, it's uh, I don't know if it's art, uh, artifice or uh, landscaping, but it's beautiful. But so, not important, I take my coffee, I go back to my room. I uh, dry my feet off. You know, I had my flip-flops on. I put on my uh, running shoes. Now, Ray, I don't run. I walk. But uh, I got some, myself some nice shoes because, like I said, you got to do a lot of walking down there. So I put on my shoes. I know it's going to be a lovely day. I can feel it inside. I've got on a Cool Max, a nice Cool Max shirt, a uh, collared shirt because I like to look spiffy. And I feel spiffy. I don't know what it is in the air. But I get up. I, I got my magic band that I was telling you about that uh, opens your room. You pay for your food with it. You can uh, You get a couple rides. I check my phone. I know when I'm going to go on these rides, which we'll talk about. I go out. I catch my bus. Now, I told you about the bus, but this particular morning, I decide I'm going to go to the studios, the Disney Studios which is like, uh, it's kind of like a copy of Universal Studios in uh, Los Angeles a little bit, but with a Disney twist. Now, I don't want to get into any finger pointing about who was first or whatever, because I, like I told you, I hear this uh, Universal Studios Florida is a wonderful place, and I will be going. I'm not just a, a, a Disney-only person. But so I get on this bus, right, and I'm already feeling good. I'm feeling Whistle, I'm literally whistling. Not now. I'm not. Ray, Ray Perkins is not whistle Dixie. I'm not. I'm not. I find that I, I'm against whistling Dixie. To be honest with you, no offense to you, uh, people that are into that stuff. But uh, I was just whistling zippity doo da because, as you may or may not know, I don't know. My oh my, I was expecting to have a wonderful day. So I get on the bus and. Uh, a couple gets on after me, uh, a couple about uh, 45, 50 years old, and they get in. Now, that's, that's it. 
just me and this couple on the bus. And I say, it, it's only going to one place. I say, how you doing? And this, these two people, they're snuggling up like they was uh, lovebirds on a high school, you know, when you go park and you make out and stuff. But they're on, now they're not doing anything inappropriate. They're just in love. These two people were in love. And he says his name is Reggie and his wife is Regina, which I thought was just the cutest thing. I said, you, you, you know, God must have planned that. Or whatever you believe in must have planned that. And they say they have a laugh. And they say, Reggie and Regina, you know, tell me about you're in love. What are you here for? Are you here to celebrate? And they tell me all this, uh, we're here to celebrate each other. And then he says, this is my little Roni. And I say, oh, like your little tender Roni, like Bobby Brown used to sing. And he has a laugh at me because I'm just a square looking guy. And Reggie looked like a pretty, uh, pretty, pretty together character myself. I'm not. And I don't think he thought I would know who Bobby Brown was. And then I lay it on him. I'm like, she's your tenderoni. But I know. And I'm like, I know I'm no Bobby Brown. Now, Whitney, I miss her. Let her rest in peace. Her disease took her away from us too soon. And I hope in my heart of my hearts that Bobby Brown is well. But then I'm like, okay, let's get back to Reggie and Regina and the Ronies. And I'm like, she's your tenderoni. And they had a laugh. And the, we were having such a good time, I didn't even realize the bus is there at the at Disney Studios. And so I tell them, I said, oh, you know, you two lovebirds, just have a lovely day. And don't forget this, you know, when he doesn't do the dishes and... You know, she's in a bad mood and, you know, the stuff, you know, life can be hard. But just remember this moment and I want you to to have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your trip. Thank you because you have made my day brighter. Your love has shined on me like a, a Disney light with light effects. And then we get off the bus and I say they have some bags. I have no bags, so I don't got to stop at the bag check. So we go our separate ways. And the park is about to open in about uh, 15 minutes, so I get in. And I decide, Ray, you only had a coffee so far. Why don't you track down a little uh, a little treat for Ray? You're on vacation. And so uh, there's the uh, stuff. is that They got like a main street there. I don't, I, Hollywood Boulevard, I believe they call it. And it has a little shops and stuff. And... Uh, I go look around and I realize that there's a, a roll shop, a shop that sells breakfast. And and I'm like, oh, no, but they got the uh, rope up. But then they don't have the rope in front of the shop. So I go right in. I get myself a cinnamon roll. It's as big as my, bigger than my hand. I sing the whole nine yards. I get another coffee. I sit down. There's a bench. It's open. I have a seat on the bench. And I decide I'm going to plan my day out here. Because I have my uh, band, right? So let me tell you how the band works. You get three rides. Now, you don't get to pick any rides. But the thing at this Disney Studios is they have... Uh, so I'm sitting there on the bench. I'm drinking my coffee. I got about uh, 10 minutes now until the park opens. And I have my strategy because they have uh, the big three I like to call the rides here at the studios. They've got a Toy Story midway ride where you shoot stuff with a, 
like a laser beam. It's three-dimensional. It's very fun, very popular, so I have a reservation for that. Then they have uh, a rock and roller coaster, which is an indoor roller coaster with the loop-de-loops. I love that. And then they have the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, which if you're going to ask me what my top favorite rides are, that's going to be right at the top, right with Splash Mountain. The Twilight Zone Tower of Terror is a delight. Okay, so, and we'll get into the details, I'm sure. But so I have a reservation for uh, the Twilight Zone Tower. No, 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 what did I have? Oh, Ray, you do this every time. I know I have a reservation at uh, 11 o'clock to uh, 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock to go on the Toy Story ride. And then uh, 9 o'clock to 10 o'clock I have, I can't remember if it was the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror or the Rock and Roller Coaster. But so whatever, I'm going to wait for the park to open and I'm going to go on one first. The park opens at 9 and then I'm going to go on the other one, the Rock and Roller Coaster, the Tower of Terror. And there's plenty of other stuff to do in the studios, but those are the three rides you got to get out of the way when you get there. Then you don't have to worry about waiting in line. Or, I mean, my main worry is how many times am I going to get to ride the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror? So, yeah, I think I have a reservation for the Terror, um, but I can't remember now. But anyway, so I'm sitting there, I'm drinking my coffee, I'm eating my thing. And I see this beautiful little child crawling around on the ground. And she's just chasing two, three years old. And she's having the time of her life. And her family is laughing. And I think they're, they're speaking uh, Spanish. And that she's speaking barely. She's barely speaking. You know, she's just learning to speak uh, English, Spanish, whatever. And she's chasing a little uh, cockroach. And she's trying to catch it, and everybody's having a laugh, and she's saying, Coco Roach, Coco Roach. And at first we're all laughing, like, what a silly girl. But she's chasing after it. And then I realize, because the cockroach comes up to my shoe, that it's not a joke. The cockroach, someone dropped, like, a, I don't know, powdered donut cocoa on it, or the maybe they had that stuff you put on your coffee, the sprinkling cocoa powder. This cockroach is covered in cocoa, so it is a cockroach. So I pick it up. Everybody's like, oh, my God. I'm like, give me a break. It's a cockroach. It's not going to hurt you. And the little girl, she's squealing with delight. And I bring it over the family. I see, see, look, it's a real cockroach. And we all have a laugh. And it's like, they're like uh, the girl's name, she was a Lucy. They're like, oh, Lucy, Lucy, this is so funny. Yeah, cockroach, cockroach. And... We're all laughing, and then again, I hear the bump, 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 or something, something like that. And it's time for the park to open. And again, they do the rope where they walk it. Now, the uh, Twilight Zone Tower of Terror and the Rock and Roller Coaster at the end of Sunset Boulevard. There's another street in the studios. So we're led down there. And I go straight on to the Rock and Roller Coaster. That's my first ride. And it's uh, by Aerosmith. And they have a little pre-section where you... Bes- now, we talk about getting in the zone. Ray Perkins likes to get in the zone. I don't just go to these par- parks and ride the rides and say, woo, woo, woo. This 
premise of this ride is that you go into an Aerosmith concert behind the scenes in a limousine that has lost control or is driven by some maniac to get you to the concert. So me, Ray Perkins, I'm like, okay, I'm getting in the zone. Now I just don't, I take it to another level. I pretend that I've got a deal and I'm going to uh, get the Aerosmith to sign this magical deal. And when I do, I will uh, take possession of them and they will just do my bidding. And I've tricked them into this and I'm taking this limousine to collect my, uh, my Aerosmith people and then they will be mine like I'm some sort of evil genius uh, rock and roll executive. And so I go through the ride and it's even more thrilling. Like it's like I'm an evil man, which I don't do evil. I don't do these kind of things very often, but it's a, it's a fun thing. And it's like a, it was just like, there's very loud, there's rock and roller music from the Aerosmith. And it's indoors. You go upside down. There's a neon and it's just fun. It's just a fun little ride. I get off. I'm like, you know, at the end of the roller coaster, it goes when it stops. I get off this cheering. People are so happy. And there's multiple languages floating in the air. And I was right. I've, I've already had a Roni and a Coca Roach. And now I've had a rock and roll experience where I took the souls of Aerosmith and put them in my pocket. But I decided to let the ride ride the rest of the day. So then I go over the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, folks. Now, this is where this Disney place. Now, they charge you, like I said, it's a fortune. It's unfortunate because it is so expensive. Now, they have this at Disneyland. I hate to break it to you. It's not quite as good as it is here in Florida because... It's supposed to be this old hotel now here in Florida, down in Florida. It's up on this little hill and it's got all this landscaping. And you really feel like you're going to this old Hollywood hotel that's been run down because it was cursed or some such thing. And you've got people in these bellhop uniforms. And uh, I get right in the zone that I'm some uh, person coming to revisit this legend of... Uh, this Hollywood hotel and I'm on some expensive overpriced tour where I'm risking my life to see these ghosts or whatever you'd call them. But so, uh, you get in line and then you go, you're going to take a elevator, the service elevator to check up on the people that went missing back in the 1930s when the hotel was struck by lightning and some sort of strange twilight zone action. And then you hear, you go in the room and you hear the guy from uh, the Twilight Zone, the cigarette smoker. What was his name? I forget. It escapes me. Fine man, fine voice, lovely television show. I'm a big fan. It used to be on the WPIX network. They would have a uh, Twilight Zone marathon every uh, New Year's or Christmas or some, some such thing. Now I think they do it on... Uh, some other channel, sci-fi or some such, I don't know, not whatever. But so you get in, I'm like, I'm in the, then you go in a boiler room and you're like in the bowels of the hotel. Really easy to get in the zone for this ride. People are a little frightened, nothing to be frightened of. Just thrills. Then you get in this elevator 
And my folks, it's just like an elevator that you sit down in. And then you go on an adventure. Now I'm not going to ruin it for you, but I'll tell you, Ray Perkins, I wrote, so I wrote it once. I waited in the line. I wrote it again. Then I used my magic band and I wrote it a third time, three times in a row. I wrote that ride and I did not get sick of it once. And every time there was different people having different levels of fun. Sometimes there was a little kids. Sometimes there was families, but it was just so lovely. And then I said, oh, Ray, this is just what a day, what a day we are having. What a day. It's only, I look at my watch, it's a 1020. I cannot believe it. I walk over to the Toy Story ride. I get on that ride. I uh, hang out with Buzz and Woody. And you're shooting like uh, rings and ring toss. It's like you're at a carnival. And it's just so much fun. And it's very well done. And I get off that ride. And then I think I have another reservation for Star Wars in another hour or so. Then I go over. I get myself a, 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 a it's about 11 o'clock. I decide I'm going to go over and watch the Beauty and the Beast show. And so I sit down. I watch Beauty and the Beast acted out live on stage, a musical. Now, that's a value for your dollar if you're going to appreciate it and listen. It's not the whole show. It'd probably take uh, 50 minutes, I think, 40 minutes, 30 minutes. I don't know. But I watch that show. Now I know at noon I have a reservation for the Star Tours. I think now it's probably 11.30 or some such thing. I'm not, I'm, I can't remember now. But Ray says to himself, I'm going to have a walk. It's starting to get a little warm. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to have an ice cream cone. And then I'll have lunch later because I'm on vacation, my friends. So I have this, uh, they had this special cinnamon ice cream in a, uh, waffle cone and I have it. It's wonderful. Oh, wonderful. I've never had cinnamon soft serve ice cream. I can't remember. I can't even remember where I bought it. It was so, it was so wonderful. To be honest, I usually, I know no more of the details. So then I am uh, having my ice cream. I walk over to this ride. It, it, it look, it's in a building that looks like the man's Chinese theater in Los Angeles. They call it the uh, great movie ride. Now, my friends, I don't want to be, uh, a Debbie Downer or whatever you call it nowadays, but it's a, it's not the, it's a pretty good movie ride, I would call it. Or it would be only a all right movie ride, except for one element, which is acting. They have a live actor. Uh, you're on a big, uh, car, like kind of like the Pirates of the Caribbean, but you're not in the water. And you're going through scenes of old movies. Some pretty good, like, uh, but some, you know, come on and update the ride already, okay? So some stuff that just doesn't uh, translate well to the modern day. But you have a, a person giving you the tour. It's very witty. And then there's some complications. I'm not going to ruin it for you with a gangster or a bank robber, depending like a choose-your-own-adventure, but you're not choosing. But it's uh, this gunplay, false gunplay. So that makes it a good movie ride, the acting. And I go on that, and uh, then I uh, go over to the Star Wars ride, and I'm waiting in line for the Star Wars ride. And I hear I'm behind some uh, tween, tween, a group of tween girls, probably about 
15 to 20 of them, and they're talking about One Direction, four years of One Direction, some such thing. They're on, and they're singing songs. And at first, I was going to be a little irritated because I was trying to pretend like I was a bounty hunter because I'm getting ready for the Star Wars ride called the Star Tours. And I'm like, Ray, calm down. These girls are just having the fun. They're, they're young tweens. And you might ask yourself, what is a man like me using the term tween for? Well, I happen to know a bit about marketing my friends and, and children's television. That's all I'm going to say. But so I know the tweens like uh, the Nickelodeon type shows. Uh, or the, yeah, so in the Disney Channel shows they're like kind of like sitcoms but they're uh, aimed towards the but whatever they're talking about the one direction and then i'm like trying to be positive but still i'm trying to figure out how i get in the zone so then i tell myself okay ray you're a bounty hunter you're at a an in a intergalactic bus station you're trying to get on this transport and these are uh young coruscantian women young ladies they're going off to some school to learn how to be proper, uh, proper like, uh, they're not Padawans, whatever Padma was. She was some sort of princess type, and maybe they're in the uh, upper class of Coruscant or wherever Padma's from. I don't, I don't like Star Wars, but I'm not an expert. And I say, okay, that's fine. And maybe look at some maidens that'll, uh, you know, write, write this step a little bit. In this one direction, then I really start. I'm like, okay, the one direction is some sort of, uh, you know, new empire attempt to uh, seduce the minds of the young. And they're trying to reintegrate the young into the, with this one direction band. And that they're like, oh, this is the only direction, the direction of the former empire, which was evil. And if you don't take that direction, you're not cool. And they're preying on these young women, and hopefully this, you know, school they're going to will straighten them out. Because uh, I'll tell you what, I have no room for people like uh, Darth Vader. And then I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to be a double agent, bounty hunter, double agent. And I'm working for Darth Vader, but I'm going to take him, and I'm going to take him out. Because I can't have these young people, and I'm going to take out all of uh the one direction that works for the Empire, which is some boy band that the Empire hired to seduce these young people. And I can't have this. And, uh, and then I get that. And then I might be in too much in the zone. So someone that works asks me if I'm all right. I say I'm fine. And uh, then I get on the ride and it's a lovely ride with uh, you're exploring the galaxy, you know, long lost far away and stuff like that. So I get off that ride, and I'm in a seventh heaven again. Now I get out of the ride. I don't know. It's like uh, time for lunch. So I go over to this place by uh, the back lot express by the uh, Star Wars, and I can't remember what I had for lunch, some sort of salad or burger or some such. And I have a nice cold beverage, and I'm sitting in the shade, and I'm like, Ray, you know, let's stay at the park. You don't need to go home and take a nap. You're, you're, you're moving. You're grooving. You know, you just took out the emperor in one direction, the empire band. And uh, what are we going to do next? Because there's like a stunt show, Indiana Jones nearby. There's another uh, car stunt show down the street. And uh, 
And then I look on my little schedule and I see that uh, there's a little band called Mulch Sweat and Cheers or Mulch Sweat and Cheers. I think I'm saying that correctly. Performing in a little bit. So I say, I've never seen that show. Let me check it out. So I go for a little walk through the, uh, they have like streets in New York and San Francisco. And let me tell you folks, if you ever, again, I'm, I know not only you got the money to spend on this Disney, but if you ever do, there's like a, at the winter time for Christmas, they do a, the Osborne family light show there. And this company or some such thing comes, puts all billions of these Christmas lights up and it's beautiful. But right now it's a, it's just hot. So I say, okay, Ray, let's go see the show. So I go to the Mulch, Sweat, and Shears show, and I'm waiting for it to start. And I see, hey, here's some more English accents. And I say, oh, I was just with your friends the other day from Glastonbury, where you're from. And they say, they, 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 they decide they're going to have some fun with me. And they say they're from Dorton Abbey. And these people, they were like in the 30s. I think they were drinking, drinking, the, drinking some drinks. So I think they were buzzed. And they say, yeah, you know, what's it to you? Where, you know, I, and I say, I don't watch Dorton Abbey. I always thought it was downtown Abbey. And for me, an Abbey is like a, like, where's, where's the monks? Do you, are any of you monks? And I'm trying to play along, but I'm not doing a good job. And it's a little bit embarrassing. Maybe I'm hot. I'm just not feeling like I'm in the, so I go and I find some shade. Then the Mulch, Sweat, and Shear show shots. Wonderful show. Very good, talented young people in the show. And then I say, uh, what am I going to do next? And then the the people with the Dorton Abbey, they won't let it go. And they're like, you got to come with us on the Star Wars, right? I was like, just on it. I'm not going to go. And then they tell me that I'm going to be the droid. And they are from Planet Dorton Abbey. And now I'm like, they're really loaded. And I'm like, well, I'm on vacation. I could have a few drinks with them. So we go have a couple drinks at some uh, tune-in lounge, 1950s-style bar with a restaurant nearby it, which has TVs and people dressed up like the 50s. And we have a couple drinks there, and then we go, we could take drinks to go. And now, now Ray's loot, like I'm, this is not a, the best idea for Ray, but whatever. I'm uh, drinking a drink and watching Indiana Jones. Then we go on the Star Wars ride, and they're like, you're our droid. TCA-14 is my name, I call myself. And then we have some fun. I'm like, uh, you know, they're all, I'm like, uh, excuse me, uh, Mr. Dalton, Mr. Abbey, uh, I kind of do not translate. And I'm trying to crack droid jokes. And then I'm pretending to talk to C-3PO because there's a C-3PO while you're waiting in line. And I say, you believe these people? I'm stuck with C-3PO. I'm just a TC. I'm not even a protocol droid. I used to be a uh, a pool cleaning droid, and now they're having me walk around with them. And they want me to carry the stuff, and I'm not cut out for it. And I wish some Jawas would just kidnap me and take me away from this. And everyone's having a laugh. And then next thing I know, we're back at another place, and I'm like, Ray, you got to get out of here. Because we're drink, we're having another drink, and I'm like, oh, it's hot. It's probably four in the afternoon. And then the guys are like, uh, there's some of the, the guys I don't realize that most of them are single, and they're telling me I gotta get in this Tinder, and they take my phone and they're making me some sort of 
profile. It's a dating app, apparently, for a date for 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 dating, and you can find people that are nearby, and they're trying to get me. And they put up a a picture R two uh, not R two C three PO instead of my face, and then I'm chat they're chatting and we're chatting, and I'm like, boy, so this is not my style. I'm a face to face operator. And it's been a lovely afternoon, but Ray Perkins needs to call it a call it an afternoon. And I go back. I get I get out of the park. I'm a little bit uh, intoxicated a bit, but I, I you know I I know when to say when, my friend. So I go back to the hotel. I get in the pool. I cool I cool so far down the sweet pool. It's uh, so so nice and refreshing. And I do a little swim. And Ray, Ray's back to normal. I'm, I'm still, I, I decided I'm going to take a 30-minute nap, so I take a nice long swim. And uh, right as I get out of the pool, the Florida sun goes away, and these clouds come in, and it starts to rain, and it's like a heaven-sent coolness from the sky. And uh, everything is smelling so fresh, and it just refreshes Ray. And I sit on my bed and I'm cool and it's raining and I'm listening to the rain. I zone, I, I, I zone out. I fall asleep. So I wake up from my nap. Okay, Ray Perkins here. Ray Perkins is back. Hello, my friends. So I wake up from my nap. I feel so refreshed and rested. And it's getting late. It's about uh, 7.30, 8, 7.30, 7.45 p.m. And I decide to, uh, I'm like, Ray, what are you going to do? What are you going to do with the rest of your day? You're kind of still groggy from you drank a little too much. And I decided, you know, it's a, after the rain, wash the heat away. It's a lovely, cool evening. I decided I'm going to go over to the Polynesian Hotel. And I'm going to sit on the beach. And I'm going to watch the uh, fireworks from the Magic Kingdom. Now, just so you know, you don't have the greatest view in the world. And you got to take a, so I took a bus, what did I do here? I think I took a bus to the Disney Magic Kingdom. And then I took a a boat, a uh, a watercraft from the front of the Magic Kingdom to uh, the Polynesian Resort. So it was like a, I was a man of all travels and I felt so fancy that I got myself a cocktail and I decided I had about 30 minutes to uh, sit on the beach and relax. I was talking to people, you know, as I like to do. And then my phone makes a noise I never heard it make before. And I see this Tinder app that I had forgotten about. And now some woman's on there and she says, I'd like to meet you. And I say, well, I'm on the beach at Polynesian. I'm going to watch the fireworks. You're welcome to join me, but I can't make any promises. Because I'm a man that likes to conduct face-to-face business in matters of the heart. And so I'm just sitting there. I'll be, I'll be here. I'm in a uh, Hawaiian shirt now because uh, I knew I was going over there. And I'm just taking in the night, my friend. And it's lovely. And the sun is set. But the sky has got all those colors. And my friend, I totally forgot that there's this little water, electrical water pageant they have. No, it's nothing too fancy, not high tech, but they have these little rafts with little lights on them that look like fish and such, and it was beautiful. And they have music playing, and I'm doing that, and I'm getting ready for the fireworks. 
And then my phone beeps again, and the woman's like, I see you. I'm right by you. And she comes, and I say hello, and she's a droid, my friend. Was I right? She says she's a... I was kidding. The whole thing was... It was a little joke because I was supposed to see 3PO the picture. There was no woman. Oh, bummer, because I was thinking... I was hoping, you know, some, you know, it matters of the heart, it matters of the heart, my friend. But then my heart was pitter-pattering because then there was boom, boom, boom. Even brighter than a room, room, room. Because the fireworks are going off over the Magic Kingdom. And I'm sipping on my drink. And the air is a cool sea breeze. And this cacadia is between the music, the playing, and the fireworks. I was like uh, giving my heart a jerk or whatever, going, oh, oh, oh. And then I finish that up. I go to the next hotel, which I could walk to, called the Grand Floridian. A little bit fancier of a hotel. But I go to, the, they have a big band playing there. And I there's people dancing. I have a few dances with some young ladies. And when I say young, I mean 65 years young. I mean 45 years young. And I mean 25 years young. And it's a lovely evening. And then I go for a walk again because I realize that I'm at this hotel and I don't know how I'm going to get back to my hotel because it's overcomplicated because the Disney buses, they don't just run from hotel. Then I catch a cab. I'm like, Ray, don't even worry about it. Just relax. I go back to my hotel room. I take my shoes off and I'm just struck by the loveliness of vacation my friend. And uh, I didn't even eat dinner, I realize. And then I'm like, oh goodness, it's like 11 o'clock at night. I'm hungry. I order a pizza from the Disney pizza people. It comes. It's uh, the young man brings it. He's a nice young man. I say, how you doing? Blah, blah, blah. We have a conversation. He goes on his way. I eat some pizza. I save some pizza. I'm going to have pizza for breakfast. I guess the next day you'll find out another time. Because our time together has come to a close, my friends. It was a lovely spending time with you at the Disney Studios. I hope you enjoyed the Tower of Terror. I hope it did not terrorize you. I hope my running with these Dorton Abbey people with the craziness of that wasn't stressful. But uh, that was my day, day three of my vacation. I hope you were happy to be there because I was happy to have you. And thank you, and I hope I... uh, I hope you enjoyed it, but I hope you also fell asleep to the sweet sounds of Ray Perkins, as uh, Ray Perkins loves that you love Scooter. So there, good night. Good evening. Welcome to Sleep With Me, a podcast that puts you to sleep. You're up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, can't get to sleep. Well, you're in the right place. So we're going to create a safe place. We can set aside any racing thoughts, worries, troubles, work stuff, personal stuff, whatever. We put that aside. We're going to distract you with a little story. But as the story goes on, it's going to get a little bit less and less interesting, less engaging. And you're going to drift off into dreamland. Now, that's the goal. This is a podcast. You crawl in bed, you turn out the lights, and you press play, and you fall asleep. That's what we do here. Uh, if it's your first time here, welcome. I don't know how better to explain it. It's a podcast to fall asleep to. Now, we're not here to sell any 
sleep sessions or sleep vitamins or supplements or um, neural wavelength therapy or I'm not any kind of hypnotist or any of that bullshit is part of my French. I'm just here to tell boring bedtime stories. I love doing it. Uh, and it seems to work. So if you're, you're here, try it out. I hope it works for you. If it doesn't, no big deal. I'm not, I'm just putting in the time. You're putting in some time to listen. You know, no loss. But if it works for you, welcome. I'm glad you're joining us here. And I hope I do help you fall asleep. Um, what? You can find us on the web at www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. You can get a hold of me by email if you have any feedback, questions, comments. Feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. You can reach me on Twitter at Dearest Scooter. And I post sleep news there. And, uh, it's a good place to interact and say hi. Uh, we have, Sometimes we post the bloopers on Facebook irregularly and inconsistently. So if, you, if you're looking for that kind of attention, that kind of relationship, you'll get it on Facebook. I'm glad you're here. If you're a fan of the podcast and you got some extra time, why don't you go, you know, tell some people about it if it really works for you. You know, tell friends or go somewhere on the internet where people that can't sleep go. Like if when you can't sleep before you found this podcast, did you go exchange info on Reddit or somewhere else or not? I don't know. You know, spread the word by some way that I don't know how to spread it by, if that makes any sense. But yeah, let's uh, let's uh, help you fall asleep tonight. All right, folks, this is a recovered audio coming up here from my second conversation with my neighbor Ray Perkins about his day two trip to Walt Disney World. And since I'm going to be out of town on vacation, I'm trying to make sure I have an episode, three episodes a week for you. And this came at the perfect time. I was able to uncover this audio, and it's going to be here for you. For anyone that hasn't heard Ray Perkins before, uh, day one of his vacation and day three of his vacation are up somewhere. You'll see I'm uh, trending Tuesday episodes, I think. And just look for Disney in the title. And he's a he's a wonderfully pleasant guy. And he likes to talk about Disney stuff. So that's it. Uh, I'm going to turn things over virtually to my neighbor Ray. And I'm glad. I know he'll be happy when he finds out that we recovered his audio. Well, hello, hello. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you for welcoming back, Scooter. I'm so pleased to be back on your show. And, uh, look, Ray, it's great to have you. Um, I gotta be honest, this far I've only heard from one fan, which was my father, and he really liked you. Oh, well, that's just wonderful. No, no, no other fans emailed me, uh, uh, asked for my phone number, said, oh, that Ray, he's just the best. No. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. You don't need to, you, they know that Ray does not need the attention. I'm not an attention seeker, Scooter. You see, uh, it's fine. That's fine. Ray doesn't. Yeah, that's fine. Well, you know, I, I'm sorry, Ray. I shouldn't have, that was kind of not nice of me. No, no. You, you, you were trying to make some humor. I know you, you're trying to, you're like an interviewer. You're like a young, well, you know, so you know, Charlie Rose and you, you know, I think a Charlie Rose is a good interviewer. Larry King and then uh, Terry Gross and Howard Stern. And then not not in that particular order. I'm a I'm partial. 
to the theater of the mind like we're doing today, theater of the mind. They call it totem. You remember Bill King on the uh, Oakland A's broadcaster? He liked to say totem. He also didn't like to use ATM machines, but I like... So um, I'm just, just saying I love Terry Gross. I love Howard Stern. Okay, Ray, um, uh, so I, I say hello to your dad. Hi, dad. Scooter's a... Uh, he's a strange child you have. I'm sorry that he's not more... Uh, but he's got this podcast. Maybe things are going to start happening for him. There's uh, there's nothing to be ashamed of so much as embarrassed. But, uh, uh, okay, thanks, thanks, Ray. I'm just getting you back there for a time. You know, you had to point out that I don't have any fans. And even though I have, I do have feelings. I might be a positive guy, but I have feelings. Okay, Ray, let's just, uh, how about we just move on? Oh, well, let's just move on then. I'm, don't worry, I'm not mad anymore. So, Ray, we were talking about your vacation, and now th- this isn't an attempt to win you back, but I found I thought your podcast was wonderful. Now, maybe you don't rock the boat with controversy, or maybe you were so good you just put everyone to sleep right away, but I thought you were great. I, I listened to your episode, and I really enjoyed it, so I thought we'd come back tonight and uh, and talk to you a little more. It's been a, been a little while, but it, so... Can we pick up where we last left? You last left off. You were in the Magic Kingdom. You went on some rides, and this, you met this woman who was a video star. And then you called her. Can we pick up? And then she said she was going to come meet up with you. Cause, so we're going to pick up right there. So you called her. We we could go. Could we go back over the whole when you? Well, maybe that's not a good radio podcast, but. uh if you give me more details, especially about the things you said and your body language, whatever, you know, just can you go through? Okay. Okay, Scooter. Let me, uh, why don't you scoot over a bit? I'm going to take over the mic over here. Uh, hello again, everybody. We, we had a little intro. It seemed a little flubbed in my opinion, in my opinion only. And I'm proud to be here again tonight to, uh, you know, talk to you. I know you're trying to sleep, so I'm going to do my best to to uh, keep it under control. We were talking about my vacation, my first day, day one. My first full day was in the Magic Kingdom in the morning. And then you wanted me to talk about my friend. My friend, I'm not going to be talking about my friend. Uh, We're going to want to skip over that. The next day, normally, like I said, I like to get up in the morning. But I was a little tired. I was a little tired. I was a little tired and I needed a little uh, extra napping and resting in the morning. And then I had myself a sumptuous buffet of, of wonder. And then I had breakfast. If you know what I'm saying, that's all I'm going to say. And then Ray, uh, you know, basked a little. I, I went to the pool. I did it. I had a swim. I sang a couple tunes. And then it was time I said to myself, Ray, what are you going to do today? Yeah, your friend is gone now. She's gone back to the VidCon or wherever she was going. And uh, what are we going to do with our day? We we have a, a lovely afternoon. And yeah, we're vacationing. We're resting. But what what do you say, Ray? What what do you want to do? And so I, I decide I'm going to go back to uh, to uh, the Epcot. I'm, well, no. So I say sooner or later I'm going to need to eat some dinner. So I decide I'm going to go to the Epcot Center. It's a wonderful place. Now, the Epcot, Epcot stands for uh, Experimental Prototype Community of Tamara. 
and uh, I'm pretty sure that the Walt Disney, he had in mind, uh, you know, building a city with modern technology and green belts and public transportation, but those dreams were crushed by, uh, I don't know, I don't know specifically whom, it could have been the people uh, in his company working at the bottom line. It could have been his brother Roy, though I hear good things about Roy. And uh, Vivian, Vivian Disney, I, I don't know if she's was married to Roy or Walter or was a sister. I don't know these things. Or maybe a child. I don't, I'm not a uh, Walt Disney historian. They do have a thing in one of the parks, a Walt Disney story. I, I, I recommend checking it out. We have uh, over here in the Bay Area in San Francisco on the Presidio uh, movie with uh, Meg Ryan and that man who's on one of the CIS shows, uh, Mark Harmon. Uh, we're in a movie called The Presidia, but we have the Walt Disney Family Museum there. So we, if I wanted to learn about him, I will learn about him at some point. But uh, so he had this whole idea for the city. Like I said, they said, now nah, let's just put some rides and stuff in there. So, but they have, it's a good place to have dinner. Let me tell you, it's a, and for, for a person that loves to walk, a walker like me, plenty of walking to do. Another thing, another tip. It's uh, going to be evening. I'm, I'm leaving my hotel about uh, 6 p.m. The, this, the heat of the day is starting to uh, flitter away. Now, sometimes Florida, they have themselves a nice thunderstorm. But uh, they had a nice thunderstorm about 2, 3 o'clock. It cooled it down about 10 degrees. Then you give it a couple more hours, and it's cool, even cooler. It's much, much, much pleasanter. So I go out of my hotel, I get, I get on the bus to the Epcot Center, and old Ray, he's uh, back in back in the high life again, I'm riding the bus. Now, remember I talked about the bus riding. Now, the afternoon bus riders are different than the morning bus riders. You could tell who's had a rest and uh, who's had a nap or a swim at the hotel because they are re-energized or, you know, up for another Another afternoon in the park, they seem happy, excited. And then you have your people that are a little bit beaten down. Maybe they started thinking about the money. Maybe they got too much sun. They got a sunburn, whatever. But I'm still tickled pink with anticipation of the Epcot Center. And so I get to the Epcot Center. It's a little bit of a walk from the bus uh, to the uh, front gates of the park. I walk. I, now, a little another tip from Ray. When you're walking from the bus area, there's a nice bathroom before you even get in the park. You can go in there. You can use the bathroom if you need to. You can freshen up. Now, they used to have the Borax oh, soap. I think it was called Boraxo. It was a pink powdered soap. Wonderful for the hands. Wonderful. So it was wonderful on the hands, my friend. Uh, made, made your hands so soft, but they got rid of that one day. I don't know. Poor Walter Disney, he, his dreams of having a city of tomorrow and pink powdered soap. Were, the, the, the bean counters are behind it, I'm sure. Or maybe somebody said, oh, I don't like the pink soap. It's so strange to me. Uh, I don't understand it. I love the pink soap. I looked for it on the Amazon. Could not find the, the pink soap. So if you know where to get some pink soap, Baraxo. I guess it would make a mess of my kitchen and my bathroom. So maybe, maybe forget the whole thing. So I get in, I use the restroom in the outside of the park. Then they, 
check your bags. Ray's got no bag. I'm not a, I'm not the type of guy to wear a, a waist uh, thingamajig. I have a light jacket, as I like to tell you. I have my magic band on my wrist that has my credit card in there, my park ticket, so my hotel key. So I go into the Epcot Center now. It has the big golf ball out front. They call that a version of tomorrow or something, a spaceship Earth. That's what they call it. It's a beautiful silver ball. I love to look at it at uh, night. They're going to light it up. But right now it's just a late afternoon sky, early evening sky. And it's beautiful and it's silver. And it's just, it's huge. It's uh, spectacular to look at. You can walk under there. You go in there. That's up for my first stop. Is a, a little bit of a ride on the U- universe of tomorrow. Oh, spaceship Earth or whatever, like the spaceship Earth, they call it. So you get in line there, and the line moves pretty fast. Now, let me tell you, I know a lot of you with this, you think this Disney stuff is nonsense. Some people are hardcore Disney fans. I myself am uh, somewhere in between the two. But this spaceship Earth, it runs on this ride called the Omni Mover, which is a train that runs through the whole ride, not a choo-choo train runs on a track, but this car's all, there's only one car. Uh, I don't know how to describe it. Like, there's uh, seats. You get in this little domed seat thing or a car, two to four people, and then there's a car right behind you and a car after that forever. That's a big loop of cars. So there's not usually a wait because there's always a seat coming and always a seat going, I guess. Now, I know Ray could be clearer, but you get on the ride and you go through and it has the animatronic figures and it gives you a little history of communications presented by AT&T, I believe, but I'm not sure about that. Talks about your Phoenicians and your newspapers and your printing press, your Gutenberg, the whole nine yards. They even got a little Steve Jobs in there, I believe. And it's it's a nice little ride, air-conditioned. You have uh, the lovely lady, uh, it used to be for a while, it was Walter Cronkite on there. Love Walter Cronkite. Wonderful voice. Much, no offense, Scooter. Then they had Mr. Jeremy Irons. Now, I don't know if it was when he played the evil uh, uh, lion guy. Probably around the same time because of Michael Eisner. He was big on Synergy, which was a cross-promotion type thing. We got Jeremy Irons playing Ska the Lion. Let's get him to uh, replace Walter Cronkite. Jeremy Irons, lovely voice, but uh, I don't know. And now they have Helen Mirren, I believe, is a voice on the ride. A lovely voiced woman, again. It could be Dame Judi Dench, I'm not sure, but whatever. Very nice. Change is good. I miss Walter Cronkite, but at the same time, I could listen to Helen Mirren or... Judy Dench talk all day. Probably Helen Mirren, I believe. She has a slightly more uh, authoritative tone to her voice. Uh, you like how I said that? Authoritative tone. That wasn't me doing Helen Mirren, by the way. So I get off of this ride. There's like some nonsense where AT&T tries to promote stuff and you can play around with some videos. Ray doesn't, you know, I'm not into that. Now I walk out of Spaceship Earth. There's another bathroom if you come out to the, I think there might be one on either side, but I didn't have to go. So, raise off on a walk. 
Now, let me tell you about this Epcot. It's split into two places. You got your future world and your world showcase. Future world has the rides. It has Spaceship Earth, Soren, Imagination Ride, a Seas Ride, a Space Ride, a Car Ride. And that might be it. Oh, there's like a, a universe of energy. But Ray's going to dinner. I'm going to the World Showcase. I'll come back to the future world on another trip. But so I'm going to the uh, World Showcase. And that is like a little bit of a a World's Fair meets a shopping mall, meets a theme park, meets uh, maybe even a little uh, tiny bit of a Renaissance Fair, depending on the country. Now, when you get in there, you get into the World Showcase, you go through the future world, you walk down this path, and the future world, the World Showcase is over. It, the countries are around a circle, around a lagoon, where they have a little nighttime show with fireworks and lasers and musical illuminations, which Ray will be checking out for sure. But so uh, you could go through the countries. Now, you can go left or you can go right and start your circle. So you can go clockwise. You can go counterclockwise. Now, I don't know why, but I always go right. Now, and I can't even, I tried to go left. It just doesn't work for me. Now, I'm not sure if that's like a, I'm a left-handed guy. I don't know if that has to do with it. I don't know if it's that it's clock, one's clockwise and one's counterclockwise. And I'm just a contrarian. I'm not sure if that's the reason why. And uh, so whatever, I get into, I go to the right. The first country's Canada. Now, Canada, they have a nice uh, steak restaurant there. A little pricey for Ray's taste as far as the, it's not a dry-aged beef. I'm no snob. But if I'm going to pay over $35 for a steak, even over $28.99 or so, I want it to be some dry-aged beef. And we don't need to get into a whole beef cast here, Scooter. But uh, just a note, it's a nice restaurant. I would go there. But it's just a little pricey and you got to, it's a little. So Ray does not go to that restaurant. But Canada has a movie starring Martin Short. They have a little garden there. So I like to go there. They have a beer on draft. I, I usually like to get myself a beer on draft. Now they, they have a moosehead lager. I prefer a Labatt or a, a Canadian, Molson Canadian or some such, but a, a moosehead's just fine. It's a 7 p.m. It's hot. It's sweating. It's fine. So I have myself a drink. Now you also want to get, want to get this little piece of paper. It's called a times guide. And it has the times of all the shows. Now, all these little countries, they have their own little show. Some have one, some have two, some have none. But the Canada, they have a kilt group that plays uh, rock and roll covers in kilts called uh, Off Kilter, I believe is the name of their group. And they have a little bagpipe. So I ha- they stop playing. And they play like a Led Zeppelin and a Rush Tom Sawyer, I believe which is good because they're Canadian rockers. So it's funny. They play the American, I don't know, I guess Led Zeppelin's from the from England. And then they play Rush, which is from Canada. And then I'm not sure if they played a U.S. They played some of their own music. So I'm not sure if they're from Canada, Scotland, or the U.S. of A., but wonderful. And then I move on. So I say, okay, that's enough, Ray. 
Let's go to the next country. The next country is this lovely place called England. And they have the red phone booths. They have a restroom. Now, Canada, I don't know if Canada must have a restroom. I don't remember it, though. But England does. You can go to the restroom right before you go into England. And that's where the phone booth, I think, is. They get into England on the left-hand side is the Rose and the Crown Pub and Restaurant. Now, I'm not really hungry yet, but uh, you could go in there. They have a piano player. They have a bartender's. They make drinks, you know, real drinks if you need a drink. But Ray's in a, you know, I'm in a walking mood. So I keep walking through England and I take a stroll down the path of England and you go through some shops and it makes you look like you're in London town. And then they have a little garden in back. Now, Ray, you might say, Ray, what are you doing? I'm going to have a seat in the garden. They have a Beatle cover band playing. Now, I can't remember if they're like the Sunspots or the Beatles Invasion or the British Invasion. Maybe I'm not sure, but they're dressed like a little bit like the Beatles and a little bit like Spinal Tap somewhere in between. It's a little bit entertaining. I always sit there and I wonder myself, Ray, what, what are these guys' lives like? This Disney cover band. Do they, where else do they work? How much does Disney pay them? I'd like to grab them after the show and say, what does Disney pay you? Do you have to teach like history during the, you know, during your days off? Are you a history teacher and then you're doing this? Or are you earning your living as a, as a troubadour of, what's your lifestyle? You know, I wonder, I worry about these guys, but they're good. It's a nice evening. And I'm sitting there enjoying the show. And then the, the set is over and they say, yeah, 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 bye. We'll be back later. And uh, and sit this nice man sitting next to me with his legs crossed. I say, how you doing? He says, I'm fine. How are you? I say, that was a lovely uh, piece of music. He says, it was. And I say, you know, I just saw the kilt band over there, kilt, tilted a kilt. And now I'm here for this. I'm looking at, I'm going to look over my schedule. If you don't mind, what, what are you doing today? And he said, oh, I'm just uh, out and about. I'm just out and about with me, uh, me grandkids and me, uh, you know, my, me son and his, me daughter and there. And he tells me all this stuff. I said, what's your name? He says, I'm Wiggins. Pleased to meet you. And I say, are you Wiggins? Is he, Wiggins your first? I'm Ray. Ray, pleased to meet you too. But is Wiggins your first name or your last name? Do you mind me asking? And he says, as a matter of fact, I'm Wiggins. I'm Wiggins is my first name. And I say, well, that's quite a first name you got there, Wiggins. Do people call you like Wiggity or Wig or what do they call you? He says, oh, they just call me Wiggins. And I say, that's uh, interesting, Wiggins. Is that a two-syllable Wiggins? Wiggins, Wiggins. But he, I guess over there, they say Wiggins, Wiggins. I kind of like wagons if you say wagons fast, Wiggins, Wiggins. So, uh... I say it's a love. What what are you doing after this? Are you gonna are you gonna stay in your own country? Are you wandering around the uh, lagoon? And he says, "Oh, we're gonna have some uh, French food at a restaurant over there in France, and then we're gonna watch the laser show." And then he's like, "And then I'm gonna go home and go to bed for the love of, because I'm paying for all this, and it's making me crazy." And I say, "You poor man." Oh. If you could be as free as this bird here, I'm just flapping around the Epcot Center. 
and uh, enjoying myself. And I said, it's about time for me to flap him because there's a, a mime magician I'm missing over in France. And I will see you later, Mr. Wiggins. And so I get walking and I get to, I realize I watch, I look at my, my I don't have my watch because I have my magic band, but I have my cellular phone in my pocket. So uh, I look and I realize I'm missing the mime. So I go into France now. There's only a little bit to do there. There's like a gelato stand or a French ice cream, glaces. There's like a shampoo, perfume, and a few other things. And there's a wine tasting and stuff. So I say to myself, right, you're on vacation. You had two beers. Why don't you keep the bubbly going? And we'll go into the, to the wine stand, the wine shop in there, and have ourselves a, a little champagne. And toast ourselves, my friends. So I go in, and there's uh, some lovely young people in there. It's not very busy. And I say, how you doing? And they say, uh, bonjour, I think, is hello. And, or is that thank you or whatever? I'm not sure. And I say, uh, s'il vous plaît, anglais. And they say, oui, oui. And uh, there's a young man. His name is Jacques, not Cousteau. I said, uh, you're not Jacques Cousteau, are you? And he has a laugh, and then he starts talking to some old woman who's asking if they have any uh, pinot noir. But I say to the young woman, I say, uh, you know, I'm looking for some champagne. I'm celebrating. And she says, oh, what are you celebrating? I said, uh, meeting you. <laughs> and she says, oh. And she laughs at me like she's a uh, cute old man for joking with her, you know. And she says, well, these are the champagnes we have. And I say, well. What do you think? Do you drink champagne? You can be honest with me. I'm not, I know they probably tap into you. They, they listen to everything you're saying. Now that I should tell you, they have the actual French kids working in France. And the way they do it is, I think if you're in, I'm not sure. It could be exploitative. Ray does not want to speak in, uh, I'm speaking in generalities here. I'm not speaking in specifics, but I'm under the assumption they, these are college kids from France. They come over and work for a bit. They get the experience. They get to see Orlando. I guess that's maybe not the greatest, uh, but whatever. So they're the they're real French uh, folks. Obviously, if it was an American, I would have cracked wise a little different. So I say, okay. Well, she says, no, I don't drink us champagne. So what do you like to drink? She says, uh, she says, you know, I don't, uh, I don't drink the uh, alcohol. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not a drinker, but I could tell you that, uh, we have, uh, an NA sparkling, uh, grape that is just lovely. And she's like, why don't you try that? And I say, twist my arm and twist it. I say, serve me up this NA wine or whatever you call it, a sparkling grape. And she says, I'd love to. And I say, uh, what's your name? And she says, uh, Yvette, and I say, oh, well, it's good to know you. And uh, she says, where are you from? I say, San Francisco Bay Area. And she says, I hear that place is lovely. I say, oh, it is, it is. And where are you from in uh, France? And she says, a place like, I don't know. I'm just being straight with you people. I didn't hear what she said or understand. I think it was, at best I could say is Bordeaux, but I don't think it was that. And I say, oh, is that, uh, you know, is that where you live with your family? And she said, oh, well, I'm a student. 
And no, I just, uh, that's where I live. And uh, I came here to, and I said, what do you think of this heat and this humidity? And she says, oh, and she waves and rolls her eyes. Very cute. And I said, well, it's been lovely talking to you, Yvette. I'll, uh, maybe I'll cross paths with you again. Maybe not, but I've got to be on my way. So we leave France. And now, uh, hello again, my friends. I just had a terrible coughing fit with a little bit of a, dizziness there so i just took a little bit of a break but it's your friend ray i'm back again now i think when we left off we we're in the uh country de france and uh i can't remember because i was coughing so hard there it was a little bit scary but don't worry ray's fine just a little uh just a little uh allergies but so i was in france now i think i forgot to mention my friends that uh there's a movie in france i don't it's called impressions of france I did not see it. So I stroll along after France. I'm thinking it's, I can't remember what time of night it is, uh, seven, eight, nine o'clock at night. I'm looking forward to the fireworks show in a few, in a few hours. I stroll into my next country is Morocco. And a lot of you might be like, Morocco, whoa, whoa, whoa. What's Morocco doing in Walt Disney's vacation kingdom? Well, buy yourself a history book, my friends, because I'm not even going to address if that's the tone you're taking with me, I, I'm not having it. But if you're saying just, huh, that's interesting, Morocco's there, I happen to agree with you. And I happen to think it's wonderful. And guess what, my friends? I'm about to have my dinner. Because what could be more wonderful than being in a generic theme park situation and having a little Moroccan food? They have a little cafe called uh, the Tangerine Cafe. It's kind of like a something you might see in a strip mall here in California or one of your other cities that has a population from around the world. But they serve uh, kebab-type things. So I get myself a uh, a shawarma, I believe. And it's quality food, folks. So I sit down. It's a lovely uh, summer evening in Florida. The sun's on its way down. I'm eating my shawarma. I'm smelling my shawarma meat and my... It's a grilled chicken. I have myself a pot, a soda, a Coca-Cola. Oh, no, no. Do I have a Dr. Pepper? I had a Dr. Pepper or Mr. Pib. I don't know what they serve there, but uh, Ray loves I love that flavor, but I'm drinking my soda. I'm enjoying my food. And then I hear the sweet sounds of more live music, my friends. A little band called Mo Rockin'. That uh, the Disney, I'm sure they hired some consultant to figure that up idea. But Mo Rockin takes the stage and they're uh, playing. Uh, it's it's not that different from the kilt, but they're playing uh, uh, Moroccan style music mixed with American style rock and roll. And to be honest, I don't remember any. I was trying to eat my sandwich. I was watch. I was just enjoying the music in the background. It added to a little bit of the ambiance. And then I finish my food, I bust my table, my tray, and then I'm ready for an, and then I see a, a, a little belly dancer, and I'm listening to the Moroccan, Mo Rockin', I'm dancing, I'm kind of feeling it, I'm watching the sun go down, and they have this belly dancer, and she's doing some belly dancing with the, uh, I've always been uh, interested with the things in the hands, the uh, castaneta type thing, I don't know what they call it there, but she was, uh, it was, 
So then I decided to, wait, 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 so there's a belly dancer? Did you talk to a belly dancer or anything? No, my friend, I'm embarrassed to say this in front of the public, or even you, and this is going to sound a little strange, Ray is afraid of belly dancers. No, I, I don't understand. I don't know if something happened when I was a young man, before I uh, formative memories. And it's quite, so yeah, I had to move on. I, that's what I, I was trying to beat around the bush, but then you bring it up. Yeah, I was just going to say I'm going to go walking on to the next country with the, I was going to make it a pleasant segue into, they have a nice uh, bazaar there for shopping and stuff in the Morocco and historical information. But no, you have to bring up the belly dancers. So have Ray will be honest. Ray, I'm afraid of belly dancers. It's something intimidating and, uh, I don't know uh, what this podcast is rated, but this isn't dirty at all. But it is something disturbing to me on a uh, a uh, physical level. I don't know what it is. It makes me feel uncomfortable and afraid. Holy crap, Ray! I'm sorry to bring this up. Well, it's okay, my friend. It's not a. It's not like I'm a, I have a tortured memory about. It. I just say, okay, there's a belly dancer. I need to move on. And luckily, this wasn't a professional situation where I was hosting or I had to be, I'm, I'm just cruising by myself, my friend. So I just say, let the rubber meet the road. Those people can have the belly dancer. I'll probably have some belly dancer related nightmare tonight, but that's okay. That's tonight. Ray's going to enjoy the rest of his night before the nightmare where the belly dancer comes to get me or just stare. It's a, it's a staring thing. I don't know if that's what happened when I was, when they make their eye contact with me, there's something uh, I don't know how they do their eyes. The belly dancer's eyes are different than, uh, it's just, it, I, yeah, right. Just, you can move on. It's okay. You've, you've been honest. Okay. My friend, thank you because I'm terribly, uh, I'm sweating a bit. But so I move on from Morocco and I leave that belly dancer behind. Like the memories I try to push down deep inside Ray that he doesn't like. And that he's, say, say, okay, right. What was the next country? Oh, so the next country. Thank you, my friend. Now, the next country on our tour around the World Showcase Lagoon. Now, one more thing about the uh, Morocco. Morocco. You could catch a little boat there to go back to the front of the park if need be. It's not going to, if you're that lazy, to, you could just walk it. It's probably just as fast to walk, but you could take a boat too, a nice little boat ride. It's indoors, so that's not my cup of tea. If I'm in a boat, I like to be outside in a boat. But anyway, so we're in Japan now. They have a pagoda with, uh, you know, the levels. And that's nice to see there. And then they have uh, a giant, uh, like the Macy's of Japan. I don't know what they call it, but they it's a very big uh, shopping uh, department store there. And I'm full. My belly's full. And I said, Ray, what's a... What's a man to have uh, in Japan for dessert? And then I say to myself, huh, well, I know I got uh, Italy and Germany coming up. Let's not. So I have myself some soft candy that I buy in the in the store there. They also have candies made of squid and shrimp, I believe. But you could probably get that anywhere nowadays. And I don't, I don't know if they have a movie in Japan, but they have the Taiko Drummers. And they were starting, you know, they, they schedule these musical acts so you could move right from one to another. 
So these young men are playing the taiko drums, the giant drums, boom, 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 boom. And it's a lovely thing, my friend. And I just say, I sit by the, I stand by the water and I listen to the drums. Now people are getting a little pushy now because it's getting close to dark and they want to stake out the spots for this uh, illuminations reflection of earth is what they call the show that they have on the lagoon there. So people are giving me a little bit of a hard time. So I say, okay, okay, Ray's not here to step on toes. I'm just, a, and then I realize, Ray, up behind the pagoda, there's a little uh, garden. Why don't you go up there, do a little people watching. So I go up to the garden. I'm just listening. They have like water flowing. You wouldn't even know you're in the middle of a, a park full of people running around claiming the spots and and that there's just uh, paces away. There's a belly dancer somewhere probably changing out of a belly dancing clothes and probably putting on more eye makeup and stuff. But I'm in this garden. I'm relaxed. I'm at peace, my friend. And then I look down. I see uh, people walking, people streaming. And I say, Ray, we are on vacation, my friend. We already had a day at the Magic Kingdom. We had a night that I won't soon forget. And now we have a little in a morning that was pretty wild, too. And now we're at Epcot Center having ourselves some fun. And we got a belly full of shawarma. We had a little bit of candy. And it's time to move on from Japan, my friends. Now, the uh, next country on our world tour, would you believe it, is America. Uh, now, uh, now you might say a lot of things that the Disney has America Pavilion inside of uh, world countries, even though we're in America and we're in the most, uh, you know, a theme park environment, which is very, it's not just American, it's a worldwide phenomenon, but uh, you could say it, but, but I don't want to get into a debate here, my friends, because they have this thing there called the American Adventure, and it is this, sh this uh, show, multi-sensory show with uh, uh, Ben Franklin, I believe, and more uh, Mark Twain, and they go through the history of the world with these giant sets, and everything's done by uh, auto-animatronics. And it's just wonderful. Now, I did not go to see it at this particular time because I was strolling and getting ready for the show, the outdoor show. But I highly recommend it, my friends. It's like history come to life. It's inspirational. It's air-conditioned. It's relaxing. It just, just lifts your spirits. They also have a singing group there called the Voices of Liberty, my friend. And... uh they sing some lovely songs, uh, a cappella, I think. And that's uh, before the show in this rotunda. That makes you feel like you're in some sort of, you know, Philadelphia situation or Washington, D.C. Feels like a little bit of a historical site. So that's the American adventure. I grab myself an American beer and I walk on. And then the next country after America, I believe... Oh, my, Ray, is it Italy or is it Germany, Ray? I don't remember, my friends. Would you believe that? Let me think. Let me think about going to the bathroom because that'll get it for me. There's a, 
Let's see if I go up there's the trains and Germany has the trains and there's bathrooms by the trains, which is after. So yeah, Italy is next, my and I don't know if there's a restroom in Italy. I'm sure there is somewhere. But I I go to Italy. They got like a St. Mark's Square, I think they call it. Now, they used to have uh, performers there all the time. I did not see any performers there, which I thought was strange. But the show was coming up soon. Now, they have a pizza place there, which is kind of new. And they serve more New York-style Italian. What the, I don't know if they call it Italian-style. or New. It's New York-style pizza. You know, most of the pizza you get in these theme parks is garbage. But this is decent pizza. But Ray's already full. So I just do a stroll through. I say, say, how you doing? How you doing, folks? Having a, you know, there's people making wishes in a wishing well or a fountain, wishing fountain. And uh, then I go on to Germany. Now, like I said, there's a nice restroom with a model train set in front of it. I use the restroom. I'm forlorn for my Baraxo pink powdered soap. I go into Italy. I get a sweet pretzel. And I think they have like a bakery there. And I believe I got some other baked goods, but I can't remember. And now, my friends, I realize I made a bit of an error. Because uh, it's like T minus 10 minutes to the show. There's fire, uh, these fire stands with fire. And there's an out, uh, illuminations or reflection. Uh, it's going to start in about 10 minutes, folks. Get your spot on the lagoon. Because I like to watch my uh, sh the show from uh, the UK, because I got a spot there that I like to. But I'm like, okay, well, I'm not gonna make it there. And now, what am I gonna do? Oh dear, it's so busy. People are standing. I said, Ray, 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 you're on vacation, buddy. It's gonna be fine. You got some baked goods. You got a pretzel. You got some roll, sweet roll. I get myself a. Uh, I have a couple more sips of my American. Lager. And I say, this, the things are going to be just fine. And I park myself, and I'm going to park myself in front of uh, Germany. And I say, why don't you keep going, my friend? Keep this party going 10 minutes. Why sit around? So I stroll from Germany. Now there's a little bit of a, a dead zone between Germany and the next country, I believe, is China. So uh, I stroll, and then I realize I'm on this bridge. And I realize this bridge, there's a, a railing. No one's staking it out for some reason. I don't know why. Probably because it's not near any uh, pavilions. But I say, Ray, let's park it here and watch the show. And then we wait five minutes. I'm standing there. A couple of people come up and stand next to me. I say, you're going to watch this show? And they say, oh, yeah, we're going to watch this show, too. I say, where are you from? They say, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. It was a young couple. Uh, two men together, and I say, wow, uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, I just, uh, you know, recently watched Wayne's World. I don't know if you're familiar with Wayne's World. And they nodded politely like, who's this old man talking about Wayne's World to us? This is strange. And I say, you know, Alice Cooper, you know who Alice Cooper is, young men? And they nod, and I say, you know, the, he's kind of like a satanic type heavy metaler. Not really, but that's his image. He makes a cameo in Wayne's World. He talks about Milwaukee, calls it Milwaukee. And they also do a Laverne and Shirley type thing in Wayne's World. And I, I forgot it. I don't know how well it stands up, but I rewatched it. It's, it's not bad. It's, 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 uh, 
they do comedy different nowadays, and that's even though that's not that long ago. And I'm sure that style of con- but they were just like, uh, you know, they didn't want to hear it. Because Ray was like, maybe it was the uh, belly dancer. I was not in my, I was not interacting. I was talking to these men instead of just talking with them. So I say, thank you, my friends. I say, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your vacation and a safe return to uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And, uh, and uh, I turn to my left. And would you believe I hear coming, running, the sound of shoes. And I hear Ray, Ray, Ray. And it is my uh, Ray, Ray, Ray. And it is my friend from France. And she is no longer in her traditional garb. It's my friend from France. And she says, I remember you from France. You had the uh, N.A. uh, sparkling grape juice. And I say, oh, yes, it is. My name is Ray. You were... uh, uh, I forgot your name, but you're lovely. And she told me a name, which I still don't remember. And I say, oh, I was just going to watch the show. Are you so tired of the show? You don't want to ever watch it again? And she says, oh, I'll tell you, I don't do a good French thing. But she says, I'll watch the show with you. If you watch the acrobats in China with me after. And I say, for, for certainly, what a nice surprise. And uh, she said, oh, it's just, uh, you know. She says she was inspired by my love at Disney, and she decided to take the rest of the night off and just have a night by herself to stroll around. And she was like, I was wondering if we'd run into each other. I doubted it, but uh, she thought, she said it would have been nice. And so uh, she says, hold my spot for me, and I'm going to go get a bubble tea or something. And she runs off again, and the guys from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, they're giggling. And because she's a beautiful, beautiful young woman, probably, well, probably I, we won't even discuss it. But uh, and they say, "What is that? Is that your daughter?" I say, uh, "Try again, boys." And then they laugh and they say, "Is that your, you know?" And I say, "Don't worry, she's probably in college, so uh, we're just gonna have a bubble tea and watch some acrobatics." So it's uh, you know, I, I whatever. And they they just laugh and they snuggle up those two young men. And I say, oh, well, it's love is in the air, boys. Love is in the air. And I'm not saying that plutonic non-love can't be in the air either, boys. I'm not a... But so then uh, my sweetie comes back with her bubble tea. She gives me a sip of it. She kisses me on the cheek right away. And then I'm like, oh, boy. And then they say reflections, illumination, earth is about to kick off. And this show starts, and this is a very nice show. It's got lasers, and it's, you know, the technology is probably 25 years old. So you'd expect something a little bit more advanced, but it's still very nice. They light up the countries. They shoot off fireworks. There's flames and uh, like a spinning ball with, uh, you know, that's pretty lame, the technology on that thing. But, uh still nice and i have a little someone to cuddle with and the fireworks are popping and you know it's just a wonderful evening right so you, you i don't i don't understand like how, this girl's 20 so you're like 40 years my friend don't worry your life is is a is a juicy piece of fruit and you just got to enjoy eating it 
Sometimes I see you, and you're too, uh, you're biting down and grinding your teeth instead of chewing on fruit. And the fruit wants to be enjoyed. It's out there absorbing the sun. You know, if it, if it's, you're, my friend, you're, you're just too, you gotta relax. So we enjoy the show, and then, because I'm more, I have something about the young French woman, kind of took that cloud of uh, belly dancers away, and these two men start interacting with us. It was uh, Brad and Tom, I believe, very general names. But so the four of us are starting to hit it off, and then I even admit to them that I had them running with the belly dancer, and I've ter- been terrified. We go watch the acrobatics in China, and there's these young acrobats. Now, that was a little disheartening to Ray, I'll be honest, because you got these young kids doing acrobatics, and I wonder, what are the labor laws? Uh, are these children well taken care of? Who's in charge of them? Are they getting an education? Are they getting paid properly? Are they being exploited? But my French friend, she says, oh, don't worry. You know, we're all being exploited in some way or another. And she said, that's their journey to... Uh... So she was a very wise woman, this one. I Again... I'm a little bit, uh, I'm recovered. So anyway, we watch them acrobatics show. Now acrobatics can get the heart of moving. So we decide to we'll call it a night. And I'm, I, like I said, I'm always into, I say, I want to know more about you, but I also want to know what is it like for a young woman here in Orlando? So she says she's going to take me back, show me where she lives. Now she has roommates, so it wasn't going to be any funny business. But she had a car, so uh, we we get a moving, and we get out of the park. Now I get to uh, go out the employee way, which was very interesting for me as a, a civilian. I get to see the backstage, and again, I don't know. She's a very lovely woman, so I don't know if these are the rules or the rules were being bent. But uh, Tom and Brad came with us, and we went and we went out and had some cocktails, and we went and did some dancing. And then they, they caught a cab, the two young men. And then the two of us, we, uh, we, 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 uh, we, uh, so, uh, and that is the summary of my second day in, uh, Walt Disney's Vacation Kingdom and, uh, my, my evening in Epcot. And I got to see the employee housing, which was interesting. And I still got back to my hotel and got a decent night's sleep because those fireworks there were over at, well, the, the Disney fireworks were over about 10 o'clock. My, the other fireworks, they were over at some point in the evening. And, uh, race, so is it, do you always, is this like some sort of, uh, thing you do when you go down there? You seduce women? There's been no seduction, my friend. Okay. And no, these are just things that have happened. And maybe these are the only women I was, maybe this is my new girlfriend for all, but you don't know her name. I said a name at one point, so don't get on my case about it, please. This is not nice. Okay? Um, I think you're just intimidated, and that's fine. Uh, yeah, I'm not going down there. I'm not some swinging pervano saying, Hey, how you doing? Uh, baby cakes. You know, I'd like to uh, kiss your face a ton of, ton of times. I'm not doing that, my friend. But if you have a little thing and they have a thing for you, you know, why don't you go and see what happens, okay? So I think maybe, 
you you need to calm down. That's I, I, I know I just got a little irritated there, and I felt like I snapped at you a bit, so I'm sorry. But, you know, calm down. Don't judge Ray. No, I wasn't judging you. I was just, uh, okay, well, that's how it felt, maybe. Okay, let's, um, well, I'll take a break here. It's, it, everyone should be going to sleep anyway. And we'll just try to do some healing here because, you know, just because you're scared of someone and what they do, even though it doesn't make any sense because a belly dancer is supposed to be some sort of sensual, beautiful thing. It doesn't have to be. You don't have to be the same as everyone. And you could still be okay, okay? And you could still fall asleep just fine. And you don't have to ask people about why they're talking to people or kissing people, okay? It's not like I was asking these two men whether, what they were doing, whether you were you just vacationing with men together. You know, it's none of my business. And what I do is none of your business. Sorry, Ray, I, I'm sorry, I think we... I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, Scooter. I know, I know. I was just giving you a hard time. And part of his passive-aggressive stuff from the belly dancer. So I think we should just call it a quits because we got some mad, bad mojo. And maybe I need to, you know, call my uh, counselor that I meet with and go get a session in this week about it because I've tried this... um this EMDR for post-traumatic incidents like this. And I'm going to keep doing that to try to process it and move on and become a fuller person and more capable of love and kindness. And I'm just glad that you, I have gratitude and thankfulness you invited me here on your show again. Thank you so much. And thank you listeners for, for listening to me. Thank you to his dad and his mom for listening to his show. And uh, he's an oddball. He's got an attitude here around women, some sort of issues he's got. But he's going to be fine. He'll, he'll grow up someday. I mean, he should have grown up a long time ago. But everybody works on their own schedule. And you, my friends that are listening to the sweet, sweet sounds of my voice, you're on your schedule too. It's going to be okay for you. And you're just relaxing in your bed. You're so snuggled up beautifully, so cute, so lovely. If you're comfortable with me saying that, you should be, because I just want to tuck you in and keep you snug and safe and let you know that the world is there for you. And sometimes it might seem scary as a, a belly dancer's eyes, but it's not always so scary. And, uh, it might just seem that way. You're safe. You're going to be okay. And thank you so much, my friend. I'm happy to call you that. Good night. Hey, you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble falling asleep? Welcome. You're in the right place. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. It's trending Twitter Tuesdays, and we do it with a bedtime story based on what's trending on Twitter. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, press play. Podcast creates a safe place where you can set aside any racing thoughts, pending thoughts, thinking thoughts, listing thoughts, griping thoughts, whatever, whatever your brain's up to. We're going to distract you from that with our story. And you just got to listen 
And as the story goes on, it's gonna take a turn and then a twist, but not one of those twists like um, one of those good movies that has a big twist, like maybe the most usual suspects or something. Be more like a twist, boring twist. I don't even know what a boring twist is, like dancing with your grandmother doing the twist, twist. And then I'll take probably another turn, and then a left and a right, and then I'll do something like this where I'm just kind of going on and on and on. Soon you'll be asleep, and you'll wake up rested and ready to live a fuller life, hopefully, or just a partially more rested life, less grouchy life, whatever. I just want you to get a good night's sleep or help. Get a decent night's sleep. That's it. You deserve it. All right? So that's what we're here for. We're on the web, sleepwithmepodcast.com. You can get a hold of me, feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com, on Twitter at Dearest Scooter, on Facebook, whatever. Let me know what you think, and welcome. Now we're going to try out a new uh, housekeeping segment here. Kind of like a romper room style. I don't know, maybe I'll try this at the end of the beginning, I'm not sure, but... All right, ready? Hey, everybody, good night. I want to say good night to Chris Posty. Chrissy Puposti, who does our music. I want to say goodnight to Scott and his wife Jennifer. Thank you for our, all our art. I want to say goodnight, Lord. Goodnight, lady. Goodnight. I want to say goodnight. Goodnight to our new friend on Twitter, Frida. Goodnight, Frida. Goodnight, Defrenestrator Nick. Goodnight, Baroness Bonnie. Goodnight, General Ian. Goodnight, Ninja. Jacob. Duchess Stephanie. Good night, everyone that had on Facebook that had such nice things to say about our new art. Good night. Good night, Autumn. Thank you for your iTunes review. Good night, and thanks so much for listening. Good night. Let me know what you think of this. Good night. All right, folks, try out a couple new stuff on the intro there, but what hasn't changed is tonight's trending Twitter Tuesdays. It's trending Twitter Tuesday, tonight, it's, uh, well, it's this afternoon. I mean, when you're listening to it, it'll be Tuesday night. And this is a trending Twitter tale based on what is trending on Sunday. And it's a tale based on Twitter. And I'll be, uh, tweeting this before you hear it, the pictures of Twitter, so you can check out a time next time. Trending Twitter Tuesday. All right, so I'm going to get on Twitter. I'm going to press pause, get on Twitter, and I'll be right back. All right, so it's Sunday afternoon. It's uh, 1.24 Pacific Daylight Time, uh, 9, 9.21 is the date. It's September 21st. And I'm on Twitter here. I just want to give you guys a heads up. I don't know what's going to happen uh, right now on my phone. I'm still rocking, I think, iOS 5 on this bad boy, 4S. Kicking a little iOS 4S. I don't know, so I don't know if eventually I'll be upgrading my phone or my operating system because I don't have a choice. So I hopefully Twitter, Twitter won't change to be like the iPad where it's kind of a pain to just look up a list of trending stuff. But whatever, we'll, we'll burn that bridge when we cross it. Or whatever, we'll pull a Gandalf bar log bridge situation, Casa Doom. When we cross it, but we got Twitter up here. We got a usual one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, we got usual 10 things. It looks good. And uh, tonight I'm going to be turning the mic over to the podcast legend now, the guy that makes me feel like an inadequate. No, the guy I love 
and uh, that I love to have here and that the audience seems to love. And I would have them on nonstop. It makes it easier for me. But uh, you heard is uh, if you want to go back to the Turning Twitter Tuesday, a couple last Tuesday, his backstory. Uh, he's not in here, so he doesn't know about that. But I'm turning the mic over to my neighbor, Ray Perkins, and he's going to talk about his trip to Disney World that happened a couple months ago that he's been slowly going through. And, you know, let's see what happens. All right, Ray Perkins. Ray, Ray, come on in. Hello, hello. Uh, you you could pause it, and then I'll get on the phone. Okay, so we're going to pause it. Ray's going to be on next. Hello, hello. Hello, everybody. It's me, Ray. I'm so glad to be back. I'm honored. Honored to be back on the podcast. Thank you, Scooter. Thank you. You, you could close the door. I'd love to be alone with the uh, the listeners. I've heard from some of you that uh, has nice things to say about Ray, and Ray says a nice things to say about you. Hello. So good to see. I missed you so much. I missed all of you, especially the ones that like me and the ones that don't. I missed you too, believe it or not. I'm the kind of guy that misses everybody. I care about you. I hope you're getting a good night's sleep. I hope I can help you sleep here. And believe me, Scooter and I have made up from our little falling out that you might have heard. It wasn't a big deal. He's just got to, you know... He's a sensitive little guy. He's not, well, he's not little than, he's taller than me. I think he's about, he's a normal size. All right, why am I, I think he may, I mean, he may be two inches taller than me. He's not a tall man, not a small man, but he's a little guy to me. I care about him a bunch. And uh, I'm, I'm just glad to be here, folks. If you could see the smile on my face, it is, it's a mile, miles and miles of smiles here from you. A good friend, Ray. And I just want to, oh, gonna snuggle you all up. Oh, Ray's snuggling you. Oh, it's good to be back. I'm just, oh, well. Now, my friends, I'd love to just sit here and chat, but this is a one-way of technology here. And, uh, you know, I can't, so I can't, uh, I can't chat with you. And I'd love to pretend and have you. You know, sit around with Ray and we could just relax and I could tell you how much I care about you and how much that I love hearing about people that say hi to Ray, but or that don't. But what, like I said, we covered that. But I'm here to talk about my trip to Disney. And uh, last time I left off, there was a mix up in the episode order. But uh, let's just talk about my, uh, this is my day four. Now my day four was a very, very lovely lovely day at uh animal kingdom now i think so far we visited we visited uh the, the magic kingdom i believe epcot center and uh disney hollywood studios and now we're going on to animal kingdom and i know i talked about it a bit but this is a disney's take on a zoo it's not a zoo as i said i think originally uh the men that built it were uh uh, oh, oh, Scooter told me to say that uh, this park, parts of it were designed by, uh, what's uh, he, he, he told me, and then I forgot the guy's name, but the listener, Ian, his Twitter picture looks a bit like this guy, Joe Rohde is his name, who designed some of this park. And it's like I said, Disney's take on a, a zoo. It's um, a kingdom animal. So why don't, why don't you just come along for the ride and just close your eyes and drift off. So I woke up in my hotel 
And again, this was a morning when I said, Ray, we got to get up. We got to get moving. This Florida heat is not going to be good. It's supposed to rain in the afternoon. Let's get out there and get after this animal kingdom because we have not seen it yet. Boy, in my animal kingdom uh, uh, things to, you know, want to see it. We're, uh, so I go there. I get up about, uh, about seven, I think the park was supposed to schedule be open at 9. Now let me tell you a little tip I picked up from uh, Mr. Uh, what's his name? Len Testa. Testa? Len Testa. I think is his name. He's like uh, some sort of uh, genius about Disney stuff. He's got an unofficial book with another guy about unofficial Disney stuff and a website. But he uh, says uh, he was saying somewhere that uh, the park opens. They say it opens. Let's say they say it opens at 9. It really opens at 8.30. So you got to be there. If you're there an hour ahead of time. You're in way good of shape. Sometimes I'll even open it at 8, even though it's supposed to open at 9. So I say to myself, Ray, get up at 7. Park opens at 9. You'll be there at 8. So I get up. You know, I do my thing. Not very much to do. You know, I'm a, I'm a easy, low-maintenance feller. And uh, I get my coffee. I get myself a little treat for the morning. I say, Ray, why don't you have a cinnamon bun? Why don't you get a little sugar in your system and, you know, you know, start the day out wrong? <laughs> Because you deserve it just like all you deserve something nice. You, you know, you got your icing, you got your cinnamon, and you got your uh, pastry type situation. So I buy one of those. I buy a coffee. I go out. I sit. I'm listening to the air. And I'm listening to the birds. And I'm just enjoying a cool, brief respite in the Florida before the heat sets in, before the humidity there is something magical about Florida at this time of day, my friends. And I'm looking over the pool area, and that's all. It's, it's, it's not quiet, but it's not noisy. There's people going to their breakfast. There's people going along. And then I see this poor mother and a young little daughter, and they're trying to carry a breakfast, obviously like a surprise for the family, back to the room. And his daughter was probably seven, eight, nine years old. I'm not sure. But uh, the mother, she was carrying some coffees. And the daughter, was she was carrying some juices for probably for her brothers and sisters. Or I don't know. But the poor little girl, she, uh, I don't know. You know, sometimes these children, sometimes adults too, you trip on something that's not there. I'm not sure. If, if it, you trip over your own feet, I guess they say. And she trips. And the juices go splattering, and she lands on the juice. Now, luckily, thank, thank the, thank, thank, luckily it was not a hot coffee situation. And she goes down, and she's crying, and her mother's panicking, but she's got these hot coffees, and she's looking around. I said, whoa, 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 whoa. Here, let me take the coffee. Everything's going to be okay. Everything's okay. What's, what's your name, little girl? And uh, she said, Megan, uh, hey, mommy, I miss it, mommy. The juices caused mommy so stressed because the juices were for, you know, and she's saying all this stuff I say. Okay, Megan, it's okay. You got a little juice on you. Looks like you're going to have to go get washed off. I say, Mom, why don't you go take Megan? Now, uh, now uh, let me tell you, folks, sometimes Ray's known to spin a little white lie. And I know some of you say, whoa, whoa, Ray, what are you doing? And the lion's never good, and you're probably right. But in this situation, 
Here's what I said. I said, Mom, why don't you take Megan back to the room now? Now my name's Ray. I'm a perfectly normal human being. There's nothing twisted about me at all except for a fear of something, but that's not going to affect anything right now. I'll take your coffees back to the room. I happen to have a good friend in there, and I'm going to tell them what happened. I'm sure they'll give you a free juice as a replacement, and I'll take it back to your room, okay? Now you run along with your room number. They give me their room number. It's private information. I'm not going to reveal it on a podcast, even though this was months ago. It's none of your business. But I say, hey, Megan, Megan, it's okay. Don't cry over spilled juice. There was no milk to cry over, but don't cry over spilled juice. Megan, you're good. Megan, good. Okay? Good girl. People fall down all the time, and you should cry. You should feel free to cry. But don't let it ruin your day. You got the whole rest of the day to what you know. So I go get the juice, whatever. This is getting all Ray, you're already boring me. Job done. So I go back. I get the juice. I go back to the room. I knock on the door. There's a dad there. He says, hey, oh, okay, Ray, I, I really appreciate it. Can I give you some dollars for this thing? He says, I say, no, my friend. I, uh, it was all taken care of by the folks at Disney. You tell them what happened. And normally they'll take, they know they're charging four dollars for a juice. The juice costs them ten cents. You know, you spill the juice, they're gonna give you more juice, they want you to be happy. And Ray wants you to be happy, so enjoy your day, and tell Megan to be good. And I don't mean behave good, I mean enjoy yourself. Now, Ray, I always tell you have a plan. My plan was to get to the Animal Kingdom an hour before opening. And I left the extra fifteen minutes for enjoyment or complications. And that was a little complication in a good way. So I still had him plan. I'm going to go catch the bus to the Animal Kingdom. Believe it or not, I walk up to the bus stop. And the bus, it must have known I was coming. There's a man getting on the bus. And I get on the bus right behind him. And the bus is going off to the Animal Kingdom. Would you believe, folks, no good deed goes unpleasanted, folks. So I sit on the bus. It's a cool, cool bus with the air conditioning is going. And I'm just, I'm whistling a tune that was stuck somewhere in my subconscious, and I'm whistling in it, and I I can't, I'm not a good whistler under pressure, I'm a good whistler under relaxation, so I can't whistle here for you. But I can tell you that I did not know what I was whistling, I was just whistling out of joy for the day awaiting me and the day I've already experienced. But the song caught somebody's ear, and they start whistling along with me, folks. And it's a song... Now, I'll tell you, if you've seen uh, the movie uh, Kill Bill, volume, I'm not sure if it was one or two, but Miss Daryl Hannah, I believe, is the one who whistles this song. And I think it's called, like, uh, Twisted Wave or something, Twisted Eye, some, some sort of song. Very beautiful. Daryl Hannah, a beauty, a mermaid, a actress that uh, I, I salute, a wonderful actress. But, uh, so I'm whistling it. This young, young man is whistling along with me. And then a third person all the way at the front of the bus. I'm, I'm in the middle of the bus. This other young man, he's at the back side of the bus. They, the three of us are whistling along the song and laughing. And I'm like, holy, I must be in the vacation kingdom because there's no doubt I'm in the happiest place on earth. And then, uh, People clap, and this one guy, he's wearing a, a Philadelphia Phillies jersey. He says, what are you guys going to audition for the X Factor? Oh, 
This is wonderful. And everyone's laughing, and then somebody's like, that's from Kill Bill. That's those children on this bus. What's wrong with you? And I say, how are they going to know what uh, movie it's from if the children? It's a song, and it probably had a history before and after the movie. And I guess I a little bit lost my cool there because I, I was so joyous. And uh, I, I guess I snapped a bit. But she said uh, to me, like, uh, well, my kids have seen the movie. And I said, well, I cannot judge you, ma'am, because I cannot walk in your shoes because they would not fit me. I'm sorry for snapping. I was just whistling along, and maybe next time I whistled a little bit quieter to myself. I did not know we'd be having our X Factor audition on this bus with uh, my friends. Then the man in the, the, the Philadelphia Phillies jersey slaps me on the back. He says, oh, friend, don't worry. Don't worry. You know, it's just music. Music can't hurt anybody, I don't think. And I said, well, what uh, jersey you got on there, my friend? He said, uh, Deshaun Jackson. And I said, oh, I, uh, I, I'm familiar with him somewhat. Is he st- I'm, I, 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 but I'm uncomfortable talking about it since I don't know that much about him. And this guy had a laugh at me because I, I didn't know him much about Deshaun Jackson. I think he, I know he's a wide receiver. And uh, he just had a good laugh, and then the bus, next thing you know, with that whole experience, the bus is pulling up to the animal kingdom. Now I look at my watch, and I realize that I have a magic band on my wrist. I realize I have a magic band on my wrist and not a watch. Now the magic band, my friends, if you're this is your first time here in Ray, your good friend Ray, if this is your first time here and your good friend Ray, it's a magic band. It's this new thing Disney has. It has a, you put it on your wrist. And it has your tickets, your hotel key, your, uh, you could put your ATM card on there. And then, you know, you put it to a, just, just like a cell phone type GPS situation. So I don't have a, it doesn't tell time. It just has a Mickey face on there. Uh, but pleasant to look at. And it has my name on the other side, Ray. So in case I lose it or if I have a guest over and she has a magic band, we don't, you know, but uh, most of my guests did not have magic bands. So, and I and moving on. Uh, well, oh, so the time. So I realized, my friends, it is eight o'clock on the nose, and uh, Magic Kingdom scheduled to open at nine. So I'm gonna here to test out Len Testa's little uh, tip. And would you believe it? I go up, and I'm walking around, and I said, Ray, well, the gates aren't open yet, but. Uh, who knows when they will open? And I say, oh, let's start planning our day. Now, my friend, let's have a plan, like Ray says. Now, when you get to the magic, uh, when you get to the animal kingdom at the opening of the park, you got two main choices, depending on if you have your fast passes or whatever. You got a roller coaster type thing called the Expedition Everest, which goes up. It's a roller coaster. Does not go upside down, but it goes fast. So you got to consider whether that's your thing or not. But it gets a line. And then you have a uh, uh, a jungle uh, expedition type thing called uh, um, Harambe Safari. I don't know. Something. I'll think of the name before. But you, you got to go on one of those two things. Like one's a Jeep and you go see the animals in the savannah type made up savannah. So I say, well, uh, Ray, you know, you're by yourself. Why don't you go on the roller coaster? As soon as it opens and go over to the safari, 
I also had magic pass, uh, fast passes for both those rides, but I'm going to double it up, folks, because I love roller coasters and I love, uh, you know, the uh, animals. You never know what you're going to see, so you might as well go twice, three times if you can. So, my friends, I get in uh, line and people, uh, all of a sudden, people stop moving and we're moving when you go through this per- first, uh, area here and it's a little bit on Disney when you first go in because it's a little bit uh it's uh, got a lot of trees and it's different it's uh, rocks and waterfalls and lush and little animals and pens I don't know what they call it but uh it's like your entrance like your Main Street USA no stores to take your money just animals to take your heart and plants to take your CO2 and give you a little oxygen and water to say sweet, sweet sounds to your ears. So I love walking through there. And then you, we get to this thing when the first thing you see when you're in the park, there is this big tree. It's called the tree of life. Ironically, the tree is not alive. Believe it or not. It's a tree of life because it has uh, pictures of animals on it. The trees are made out of concrete or some type hard thing. And plastic and metal and stuff, but it's a beautiful sight. Oh, it's a, you know, it's called the tree of life because it's all animals carved into it type thing. But so, uh, we all gather around the, that part and then they, they have us penned in with the ropes. And then, uh, uh, um, like, uh, I forget who it was because I was a little bit far back and I was a distracted because I was talking to this young woman selling popcorn. I said, it's only, uh, yeah, they got you selling popcorn right now. It's uh, so early. So we were talking, but it was Mickey or Goofy or something said, you know, ba ba da ba 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 ba. Welcome to the animal kingdom. It's a place of joy and love of animals type situation. And we just want you to have fun and walk and enjoy the animals and remember to not pollute. And, and even though we're talking animals, don't be confused by that because we're not imaginary even though we are. And these animals here are both a real and imaginary, and you should treat it all as uh, a child would. Oh, but don't ask so many questions like a child, but a child that is willing to be like an adult and uh, repress questions. I don't think they said all that things. Then the next thing you know, I think I look at my wa- my phone, not my watch. I look at my watch again. I take out my phone. It's about uh, 820 we're 40 minutes ahead of time. They start letting us walk to the rides. So I go into this Expedition Everest, and they have quite a line. It's a, This is one of these rides, folks. If you want to get in the zone, you get in the zone. Now, it was a little backlogged before because everybody was headed there. And I get in with this group of young young, um, young men and women, probably, uh, I don't know if they were college age or post-college, but they were there together for fun. And they were talking about Dalton Abbey, that show, and how much they love it. And I was kind of, I have not watched the show, so I was kind of letting it tune. I was letting any spoilers get in my ear. But I said, oh, you guys love that Dalton Abbey, eh? And they say, oh, yeah, you should watch it. You know, he's got the DVDs because he uh, contributed to the NPR. They gave him all the DVDs. I said, oh, you're a man after my own heart, a good man, contributed to the public radio. I'm glad they gave you the DVDs. Uh, I said it's also on uh, Netflix or Amazon or something. And they said, "Oh yeah, it is. Oh yeah, it is. Check it out." 
And I said, well, you know, I'm, uh, we're about to go into this ride. The line for the ride is, a, uh, have you been on this ride before? They said, we have. And I said, do you like the queue, the waiting area? They said, oh, we do. And I said, well, I'm, I, I don't know. Do you guys get in the zone for these rides? I said, what is getting in the zone? I say, get in the zone is like uh, when you go to a movie and you suspend your disbelief. Uh, my name's Ray, by the way. Pleased to meet you all here. They tell me the names. I don't want to, you know, go through it all. But uh, I say, uh, well, I, I like to pretend, you know, this is an expedition here. And, uh, you know, you're going on an expedition up Everest to look for the Yeti or some such thing. You know, so I'll pretend I'm somebody uh, going on the expedition. And I say, how about this, ladies and gentlemen? Why don't we all pretend we're people from downtown Abbey? Or, do, or do, whatever you're saying it. And you can each pretend you're your own character. And I will pretend I am a bumbling leader of expedition. And you're either the, I know the show's got the rich people and the servant people. And you can pretend whatever you wish. And we're all on this expedition. And then it's going to go terribly awry. And we'll have a joyous time. What do you say? They say, they laugh. They say, this guy, you believe this guy? Oh, hell yeah. So we go and we get in line and they're saying, oh, I'm Penelope Balamo and uh, I'm, uh, you know, Sir Edgar Poe or whatever. I don't know. I was, again, I said, no spoilers, no spoilers. But we go down this line and we're joking and laughing and I'm, I put on my little accent. I say, I'm uh, Sir Leicester, Leicester. Whatever the cheese is, I've, I just said Leicester. I'm Sir Leicester. I'm your, uh, I'm your, uh, your guide for this tour. Be careful of the uh, Yeti and uh, let's go. And I pretend I'm a tour guide. I'm pointing stuff. And now the line's moving pretty quick, so I got to be on my A game. I'm like, oh, look at here. You got some Yeti poop. That's uh, yak poop, whatever, you know. There's a blah, blah, blah. So we go through. We're having... Uh, you, if you could have just made this my day, folks, I would have been ready to go on to the next thing. And I'm not talking about the next ride. I'm talking about the next form of wavelength of existence or whatever. Or if there's nothing, I would have been, well, I would have wanted, you know, a little romance to, you know, cap it off and maybe a, a champagne or some such thing. But it was pretty good. You know, we were, oh, it was, it was the fellowship of life, my friends. And then we get on the ride, and this ride is an action-packed thriller. It's like a roller coaster. You look like you're in some sort of mine train. You go up this hill. You go down a hill. You go up another hill. There's like a, you get stuck. You get stuck in the ride. And it looks like a Yeti's coming after you. Then you go backwards through the dock. Through the dock, you see a Yeti. It's a big Yeti. It's flashing. Now, somebody told me, uh, that it used to move, it don't move anymore, but it still was a, a sight to see. And you spin around, I mean, uh, you know, so you do something, it's in the dock, you're going fast, and it's fun, we're screaming, whoa. And we get off the ride, we see our pitches, and these guys are like, whoa, wait, Ray, what are you doing next? I say, I'm going to go on the uh, safari ride, I don't, Kali, no, I forget the name of it, folks, but we, I say, would you like to join? They say, of course we would, so we go. And we head out to the safari. So me and my new friends, we head over to the safari, which I believe is called the the Kilimanjaro safaris. And there's no, there's barely a wait in there. It's about uh, 
I, I forget the time at this point. It's still before the park is even scheduled to be open at this point. And we get on the ride, and when there's enough of us, we have our own Jeep. And uh, we, uh, I, we, uh, we have a tour. There's a human driving this Jeep, and it's a young man. It says his name's Freddy. And then one of the guys says, uh, Freddy Lampard. And he says, no, I'm Freddy. I'm Freddy, a tour guide. And what's a Lampard? And they all have a joke, because I guess that's some soccer player who, uh, and then it becomes ugly, because luckily there was no children on the, the Jeep, because I guess this Freddy Lampard steals his friend's wives or some such thing. But when I hit a judge, when I hit a judge, I've, I mean, I've, I've done what new. Yeah, it's not something to judge a man for. I mean, but it, maybe it is. But uh, and none of these folks were married to each other, so we always had a good laugh. And the Freddy, he was a, a good spirit, a nice young man, and he has a whole spiel. But he also points out the animals. Now it's a perfect time of day to be looking for animals, as I said, because it's still cool. They're out eating the breakfast-type things. It's uh, zoo, Disney zookeepers. I don't know what they're called, but they're out handing out branches to these animals. And you see your Ibex and your Thompson gazelles and your uh, um, wildebeests. Um, I'm trying to think what else. You know, your grass tundra type things and then you go through you get your big cats you get your rhinos you get your uh hippos you go through some hippo swamp this is some you know a broken down bridge type thing that's supposed to scare you not really scary gators you see some or crocodiles i'm not sure uh elephants there's some elephants and then giraffes uh zebra oh it's and they're all like putting on a show it's so lovely and we're laughing and looking at these animals and the the sun is just starting to cook the air you know the air is thicker than normal like a mist oh my friends i wish you could be there with me right now and we just have a good laugh and then when the ride comes to a close and we clap for freddie we say yay freddie you know lampard you know lampard we love you freddie and all the other workers are looking on with jealousy at such a good job that Freddie has done. And his audience is pleased. And we get off the ride and we're laughing. And they say, hey, Ray, what are you going to do next? And I said, let me check my phone, my friends, because I might have a little surprise for you. Is this your first trip to the Animal Kingdom? And they say, uh, no, but we're always up for a surprise. And I see it's like uh, about two minutes to nine. I say, uh, why don't we... Uh, take a follow me type around this corner here so we go around the corner and at about uh nine o'clock on the nose there's a, a a giant walking it looks like a giant it's this giant uh walking woman who is a plant they call a divine she's covered in vines she has makeup she hides in trees sometimes. She's walking on like sticks for her legs and sticks for her hands and they're covered in green and she can hide in the foliage. So we watch her and she like uh, hides. She doesn't scare anybody. No scaring at Disney there. But, uh, you know, she entertains. People take the pictures. We take a picture with her. We say, hey, doesn't. Can we pretend we're giants with you divine? And she just looks at us because, you know, vines aren't supposed to talk. 
And we have that going. That was fun. And then the next thing you know, we go to the, there's a movie inside the tree of life called Tough to Be a Bug. Now I said, let's go to this. And then, you know, I'm going to go over to the Lion King show. You're welcome to join me or not. Friends, you know, we don't have to spend the whole day together. I'm having a great time. But they say, Ray, we love being in the zone. You've taught us to be in the zone. And, you know, we want to learn from the master. I say, mission accomplished, friends. So we go to this movie. I say, they say, what are we going to do for this movie? I say, it's a 3D movie about bugs. Why don't we already start shrinking ourselves down mentally to bug size? Because that's part of the ride, I think, of the, the show. And uh, we'll pretend we're, everyone, all these humans around us are giants and we're just little bugs. And then when we get in the show, we'll already be, you know, in the zone. So we do that. And they have a lot of, uh, you, if you, you, you really got to slow down now when you get to these theme park if you're going to be in the zone because they have like uh, movie pitches from fake bug movies they have bugs talking in the background like ambient bug music so it's all entertaining you can and then when you're already in the zone and you're a shrunken bug you're, you're pretending you're a bug so you're commenting oh remember that movie uh one slug over the rainbow or whatever and we're talking, we're chanting, we go see this 3D movie, it's joy, we have a great time. Now by the time we get out of the movie, it's time to walk over to another part of the park where they have this show called The Lion Legend of the Lion King. And uh, it's in this big theater, and it's, uh, it's in this big theater, you go in there, and it's a Broadway show, folks. You would not believe, like, again, I say, this, these theme parks, this Disney thing is expensive. And if you got to wrap your brain around it some way, it's like this show, it's a, a mind blow. I'm not going to tell you one thing about this show other than spectacular. It's got singing. It's got kids laughing. It's got parents being made, you know, to do stuff on stage so the kids can laugh at them. It's got, uh... I don't know if they were what kind of creatures they were, but you know it's got acrobatics, it's got fire. I think not dangerous fire, you know, entertainment fire. It's a great show, and it's like a a perfect to get your blood pumping. So by the time and it's in an air conditioned building, and at this point in the time of the day, it's starting to get a little warm in this park here. You know what I'm saying? So we go to that show, we get out. I think it takes it's almost an hour. I mean. A Broadway show, probably 50 minutes to an hour. We get out. It's a bit of a crowd. I lose my friends in the crowd. I say, it's okay. We'll find each other again or we won't. Say la vie. Now I have to get out of this show. I say to myself, Ray, it's 11 o'clock. What are you going to do? What are you going to nap? What's your plan? Now I already knew my plan, but I still said it to myself. And I said, I'm going to stick it out here until about two. You try to get it all done. Now this park's not as... uh have as many stuff to do as the other parks so you can get it all done in a about a day. So I decide that's what I'm going to do. So the next thing I do is I walk around now the tree of life. Now this animal kingdom's got a lot of places like uh, it's good for walking. So I walk down some paths and I see some uh, animals and uh, like plants and I'm walking those paths around the tree of life, little secret pathways I give myself a cold drink. I'm drinking it. I'm just looking at the scenery. I'm people watching. And then they have uh, two other walking things that are like zoos. I think of Mirage, Drungle Trek. 
And another one that escapes me is named Tiger Trail of Tears. Uh, something with, uh, not, no, no tigers are crying. I'm, I'm just being silly, but I do both those and I look at the animals and I slow down and I pretend I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I've paid to, you know, to come to different countries in Asia and Africa. And I look at the animals and I, I look at the scenery, the imaginationary, the imaginarium, whatever it's called, the uh, Ian, a.k.a. Joe Rody did all the, you know, makes you feel like a sense of place. And I just take my time and I say, you know, I look at, I see a gecko. I say, hey, gecko, how you doing? How's your day? I'm Ray. Nice to meet you. I know you're a gecko. I know you're not going to talk to me. I know there's some people that are like, look at this old man. He must be lost from his family. He's talking to a gecko. But I just go on. I walk through the trails and I'm slowing down a little bit because it's getting hot and you need, this is, you know, you need to slow down. It's pushing noon. It's getting, it's getting towards the late afternoon. I know 1145, I'm going to be at the Flights of Wonder. So I finish up that trail, the uh, Majorad Jungle Trek or the Pangani Forest Trail. I forget which one I did and which order, but I end up uh, going to this show, Flights of Wonder, which is a bird show. With the joking, and it's a kind of standard bird show. You might have seen one at a state fair or something. It's not too much different, but it's still good to watch. It's still good fun. And they got birds, you know, grabbing a dollar off someone's head and uh, and quawking and squawking and disobeying their orders. It's fun stuff. So I watch the bird show, and I look at the beautiful plumage, and I say, Oh, Ray, what a day, what a day. And then my stomach says, hey, Ray, what about me, my friend? What about me? How about my uh, my sustenance? And I say, okay, well, let's get you some food. Because at 1 p.m. we're scheduled to go to uh, Finding Nemo the Musical. I have a pass for that, so I don't have to worry. But uh, I think I did have a pass for, had some sort of fast pass for Finding Nemo, I believe. So I say, okay, there's a nice place uh, called, uh, Ben, Bengal Barbecue, I think, uh, is that in Disneyland? I don't know, there's a barbecue place, they have a barbecue chicken meal, great bargain. Now, that's only one half of the reason I eat there, the other reason is it has very spacious along the water, water, a peaceful piece of water to eat. And you can just sit there and you can watch the other families and you can just take your meal, enjoy your chicken, you know, drink a cold drink, feel there's fans, and that's shady, so it's not terrible. You know, it's getting hot now, but, uh, you know, you can be cooled down by that. And I'm just saying, Ray, oh, this is good stuff, good stuff. And then it was time for me to get up and throw away my garbage and do composting or whatever they do there at Disney. And I walk over to this theater with a lot of people in line, and I show my pat my band, and I go into the theater for the uh, Finding Nemo the musical. Now again, this is a different than the Lion King. I think this is a you know after the Lion King, so they even stepped up the game for this musical. It's got puppetry. It's got singers performing. You could see the singer and the puppet at the same time. Some people don't like it. I do. I like to see the face of the singers. And it's a beautiful, beautiful musical, you know, Finding Nemo summarized into 45 minutes of such, some such thing. And it's just nice, folks, just very nice. And so I watch that show, 
and it's nice and cool. I don't even have to be in the zone because the musical just takes you away into the world of Finding Nemo with Dory and Nemo and his father, uh, whose name escapes me, Papa, Papa, Papa Clownfish. And, you know, all the rest of the cast of characters are in there. It's like uh, reliving a wonderful movie. And I get out of the Finding Nemo, and I walk through this dinosaur land they have. And it's got a couple of rides that look like they're from a carnival. It's supposed to be some carnival set up by, uh, I think, by Ritz run by dinosaurs or some such thing. And then you go through a little bit of a forest trail, and there's a dino dinosaur ride, which... Uh, is uh what, like an action ride. It's not a roller coaster, but it's uh, very actiony, very loud, very very loud, my friends. Now Ray, I'm not normally sensitive to noise, but this ride is loud. And but it's fun. It is so fun. You pretend easy to get in the zone on this one because you're you're a Dino Institute uh, worker and you're going back to observe some dinosaurs and you're uh, this guy's like, hey, can you bring this dinosaur back with you? And then. He sends you in the wrong time, and there's a comet coming, and the dinosaurs are grouchy. And I'm not going to spoil it for you, but it's fun. So much fun, my friends. So I get out of the dino ride. I say, Ray, what are you going to do now? You got uh, most of the park out of the way. Most of the rides are done. So there's uh, one more ride that I want to go on. Um, but first, I walk around the park a bit more. I have a, you know, have a couple beers. They have... Uh, some uh, dinosaur beer or uh, safari beer. And I enjoy the park. I'm watching the people. I'm looking for nooks and crannies. And would you believe it or not, when I'm walking, I run into my good friend Megan. And I say, hey, Megan, how you doing? Are you enjoying your day? And she says, oh, so much. So good to see you. And I say, good to see you too, Megan. It's a wonder. And I say, oh, and I see her mom and her dad. And then I, uh, I head over this one ride. It's called Kali River Rapids. And uh, it's a uh, water ride where you're in a, what are those things called, like a raft. And believe me, folks, this is the ride you get wet on, so it's the last ride you need to go on for the day. I uh, go, I wait in line, I'm getting in the zone, it's like a, it's a, I try to get in an adventure type mood, and, and then I run in, who do I see in line, but some of my friends from earlier. And I say, you know what, I never caught your names. Or if I did, I forgot I'm apologizing. And at this point, there's only four guys and one young woman. And they say, uh, like one guy said, I'm Jason, I'm Peters. And uh, what is it? William, Trent and Williams and Williams and Trent, Jason and Peters. I don't know. That, that was them. And then I say, young lady, I, I never caught your name. I you know, you know, which one of these young men is lucky enough to be your friend? And she said, uh. Well, uh, I, you know, I was on the bus with you this morning. You remember that? And I said, I did not notice you on that bus. And she said, I saw you were tra trying out for the X Factor with you whistling and your trouble there. And I said, oh, thank you. And she said, well, I'll be your Mel B. You can audition for me anytime. And I said, I said, well, let's just get in the zone here and let's enjoy this ride. I said, you know, I hope you don't have any electronics on you, do you? And she says, well, I got my phone. I say, well, uh. You got to, uh, you know, well, you stash it. They, I think they got a locker here before we get on the ride. You should put it in there. And she said, oh, thank you so much, Ray. And I said, don't worry, Mel. Mel B, my, my little Mel B. Uh, you know, you're one of the uh, 
Glamour Sisters or whatever they were called, uh, tell you what you want, what I really, really want, to ride this ride. And she has a good laugh at that, and she says, it's not the Glamour Sisters. And I say, no, it's not, but I can't think of the name, and I'm a, a little bit of Spice um, uh, World. I say, Spice Girls. And she says, you know, ha, 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 we laugh. And she says, I'm going to sit next to you on the ride. I say, I don't mind if you do. And uh, I can, Scooter, you're not supposed to be looking in here. I'm supposed to have some privacy here. And Scooter's trying to, you know, horn in now. He's hearing this part of the story. So he's going to be like, what, how does Ray do this thing? And I say, well, Scooter, you got, it. you got it all, man. You're the X Factor. I'm just Ray. Anyway. We get on this collie ride. You get on the ride, you get soaking wet, friggin' so wet, and you get poured on, and but it's so hot out, and we say, uh, we all laughing, and then uh, I say, well, you know, I'm gonna head back to the hotel, and uh, the guys say, well, we're gonna go, uh, we're gonna go on the Everest again. Don't you guys wanna go? I said, well, I'm a little wet, you know. And it's uh, it's getting it's like about two, two, two in the afternoon. I say, oh, there's not much else to do. I'm gonna come back another time and do the rides. And uh, I'm gonna go back to the hotel, maybe have a swim, you know, have you know, relax, take a nap. And uh, you know, my uh, uh, the other young woman there, she says, well, you know, don't, you know, I'm I'm soaking wet here. I gotta go back to the hotel too. And then you can have your audition. I say, well, we'll see about that. We'll see about that. We will. And so we go back to, you know, I go back to the hotel and, uh, you know, that's all my day at Animal Kingdom. Now you might say to yourself, Ray, I thought you had a pass, fast pass for the coaster and the, uh, uh, the, uh, ever, uh, whatever the jungle thing. And I say, yeah, I did not use them. I saw, I'm sorry. I hope I didn't, you know, take it away from somebody else, but I, uh, I, you know, I, I guess I pushed it a little bit too far and, uh, slowed down and I was enjoying the park there. And so, yeah, and then I, you know, I, I tried to unwind the rest of the day, uh, in the evening. Maybe I'll tell you about my late afternoon evening another time, friends. But, uh, yeah, that was my, wait, Ray, Ray, what about what happened after, like, with the audition thing? Oh, he was scooter wants to know about the odd what what audition. I don't know what you're speaking of, my friend. I'm just here to talk Disney, my my Disney trip. I don't know about any audition. You you know you you should spend more time in the zone. Is all I could tell you. You get in the zone. You need to get in the positive zone, scooter, where you feel positive about yourself, about the world, because you can, folks. I know. Out there, Ray cares about you. He sees, Scooter tells me, we're close neighbors, we're friends. He says, I got this guy here, he can't sleep at night, he's got a, he's got a bunch of stuff he's dealing with. I got this young mother, and she's, you know, she's struggling to get a good night's sleep. I say, you're doing a good thing here, my friend. And I'm proud to be a part of it. Let me, and you got this person here, you know, going, dealing with this sort of thing. And these are real issues, folks. And a lot of people out there, they'll say, they'll tell you, get over it, tough, suck it up. Um, that's in your head. It's not, my friends. You know, Ray, as positive as he is, I've had some moments where I had to get some help, okay? For help from a professional. You don't think I could just be positive like this all the time without some darkness descending on me? It's sometimes it's a darkness you could walk through by yourself, but you don't need to. You have friends. That's a one outlet. 
You got programs, whether, you know, you could be dealing with some sort of substance type thing. There's people out there that want to help you get over that and work with you. And they're doing it out of the goodness of the heart a lot of times. Now, there are predatory types, but you go to your doctor. If you can't trust your doctor, you ask for a new doctor and you say, hey, doc, I got this blues. And I mean, I'm just using a general term, but you tell tell the doctor what you're going through. If they won't help you, you call a number. You know, because a lot of times you don't need to walk through the darkness alone, my friends. That's the thing I'm here to tell you, is that there's people here. Now, this podcast is like a spirit of that, but it's not also, it's here to help you with a little bit of the darkness of getting to sleep. But, you know, call a friend when you're feeling down. Text a friend, but don't stop there. Get some extra help if you need it, if you need it. And if you're not sure, ask someone that you trust, but sometimes if you're talking to a regular person, they don't get it either because they got their own stuff going on. They might seem like they're fine, but they have their own stuff running through their brain. Or some people, they just don't understand. There are people out there that for whatever reason, they don't, they don't, uh, their roads, they don't notice the bumps the same way some of us do. But I want you to know from Ray, Ray wants you to know, Ray cares. Ray feels for you. And Ray wants you to take a step, one tiny step to get better, okay? That's all you need to do is start the walk. One little baby step at a time that's calling your doctor, make an appointment. Or maybe maybe you just need, maybe it's not something you need that kind of help for. You just need to, you know, take one more step into towards your dream and say, hey, you know, maybe I should write this song. Maybe I should paint this thing. Maybe I should do this uh, dance in public. Even though, you know, maybe you want to become a busker. I don't know. But all I can say is I'm proud to be the one you're listening to right now, my friends. And I'm glad to be here. And I'm glad my my musings on my vacation help might help you bore you to sleep or comfort you or whatever. Okay? And I hope you're sleeping now. And I hope you're calm and rested and relaxed, okay, my friends? And Ray will be here again in another four weeks. I know it'll be long for me. It'll be long for you. But believe me, I'm always looking over the fence at Scooter and giving him a wink and saying, Hey, buddy, you know, get, try to smile. Ray's got a mile of smiles. I could share my smile with you, and I don't mean, you know, a strange thing. Just I'll smile at you. You smile at me. How about that, Scooter? Can you make that deal with me? Sure. Yeah, right. sure, Ray. Okay, so we got a deal. I'll, I'll, I'll smile at you if you tell me off the air about what happened. Okay, my friend, let's, let's close this out. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad you're listening, and I hope you get a good night's sleep, okay? Ray, I'll talk to you soon. Scooter, I'll talk to you sooner. Good night. Hey, you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble falling asleep? neighbors walking across above you well welcome you're in the right place because this is sleep with me the podcast that's here to put you to sleep and we do it with a bedtime story tonight it's trending twitter tuesdays we're gonna go on twitter and we're gonna get a story out of what's trending i'm gonna get people walking upstairs um all you need to do is get in bed 
Turn out the lights and press play. Now, if you, uh, I, I would highly recommend some sort of bedroom, bev, bedroom routine, pre-bed routine. And someday we're going to have a little extra time, a little extra data space or whatever you call it, what a hosting space, and we're going to, you know, start dropping sleep tips on you soon, hopefully. Someday. I don't know when. I know soon was the wrong word to use. But anyway, have a, you know, some sort of bedtime routine. Ideally, that involves hygiene, because to be honest with you, bad breath is not attractive on anybody, even if you're a 10 out of 10. Bad breath is going to bump you down. I mean, if you're really a 10 out of 10 to 9.5 to 9, could drop you down to 7.5. And if you're a normal person, it's just not a good sign. So uh, it could be a sign just like uh, of underlying. Well, let's not talk about that. It could be underlying health issues. Go see a doctor. Or, you know, Dennis, too. But that's it. Um, Do your bedtime routine. Don't worry about your bedtime routine. I'm just joking with you here. You don't have bad breath. If you brush your teeth and flossed. If you don't get, you know, pause this. Get out of bed and do it. There you go. Now, you just, I just saved you like 50, 100 bucks minimum. So that's, uh, uh, that's a little, you know, bonus stuff. But anyway, this is a podcast that puts you to sleep that doesn't brush your teeth. Like I said, I will brush your teeth, but it's going to cost you like many, many stacks, as the kids say. And I'm talking stacks, $100 bills. So we're talking thousands into the tens of thousands. That's per toothbrushing session. So you really got to be a billionaire. And that does not include treating me like garbage. That's like a professional behavior only. And, you know, no sex stuff, period, not for any money, no matter who you are. If if I'm there to do your brush your teeth, I'm there to brush your teeth. And if you want to disrespect me, you're going to have to find some somebody else. But anyway, I'm off topic. That's what happens here. I get off topic. I go where my nose leads me, and it just led me down a hygiene road for a little visit or hygiene place, hygiene circle, wherever. Yeah, circled back, so... Get in bed, turn out the lights, press play. We're going to do the rest. And what we're going to do is we're going to create a safe place. This podcast is just here to help you fall asleep and, you know, be a little bit silly, a little bit lighthearted. Because I I know for me, you know, at some point, I don't know when I was at my age, but I just started taking life. I mean, I'm not trying to be facetious here. It's like I started taking life a little bit too seriously. It started feeling a little too heavy. I walked down my own path, but I was like, man, was the life really this serious? Especially, it's your brain, and we're here to distract you from your brain. My brain's working overtime, probably the sugar from the cough drop. Probably, I probably had too much sugar today, but uh, it's post-Halloween. But anyway, we're going to create a safe place to distract you from the racing thoughts in your mind. The thoughts you just got a taste of that go through my mind. They go through everyone's mind, so in a different voice, a different agenda, whatever it is, it's some part of you that's honestly is trying to protect you, but it really doesn't know how. So it just gets busy, blah, 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 clawing at you, itching at you, poking at you. But that's it. You know, this is the possible solution for some of you is to just listen to my voice, crumple up that um, ninny picking, nit, nit picking, whatever you call it, the freaking brain boss, crumple it up in a little ball. And let's toss in an imaginary wastebasket. I mean, last week we did something else with it. Come on. Like a little piece of paper. Get it nice and tight. Boom. Wastebasket's at the end of your bed. 
pull it out next, you know, one morning and say, hey, hey, buddy, if you're living in the uh, American daylight savings time zone, you got an extra hour to stay in there somehow, but hours already passed, whatever. So I'll be I'll be with you in the morning. I'm going to rest and we'll be better equipped to protect ourselves and or, you know, become enlightened or help other people with rest. So you just keep your worries in that wastebasket for us. Thanks. I don't know if any of that made any sense. It doesn't have to because uh, I don't make any sense. And if you're into making sense podcasts, there's a lot of them out there that make sense in a good way. Some in a not good way, whatever. This is nonsense podcast. The nonsense, I'm the nonsense whisperer, except I don't whisper. I talk at a normal uh, ish tone, but that's the podcast. I'm glad you're here. I hope I help you fall asleep. That's my, that's what I'm trying to do. Also, probably, I guess, working out my own personal issues on there. Bad idea, but uh, it's just happened. It's, you know, moving forward, you can find us on the web at www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. Trending Twitter Tuesday episodes are www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. Such Tuesday. I think my mouth just got in that car accident. Um, what else? You can email me, feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. You can get me on Twitter at Dearest Scooter. We can talk there. I post sleep-related articles there. You can check me on uh, Facebook over there, Facebook. That's where I put the bloopers. And, um, you know, if you just listen to all that, imagine what's in the bloopers. That's uh, Facebook, and you can chat with me. Anything, any of those venues or on the comment on the website, send me a postcard at P.O. Box. 1751 Alameda, California, 94501. That's Sleep With Me Podcast. P.O. Box 1751, 41. Oh, boy. I think 1741. You can go to sleepwithmepodcast.com slash S-A-S-E and um, check that out. So you get a hold of me if you have anything to say or share or why you want to, wanna, you know, be my pen pal. I got a couple pen pals now. I mean, that's it. You're into this podcast. I got pen pals. I feel like I got people chatting with me on Twitter, Facebook. You guys make me feel like a million bucks. Again, and that's around the price it would cost for a year of teeth brushing. Uh, for those of you that are in that income bracket, uh, you probably, you know, and then we could start in, you know, and get into the multi-millions me doing actual sleep whispering for you. But anyway, that's not here or there. So that's the podcast. It's trending Twitter Tuesday. I've got a new phone. One week, I've got about a week and a couple of days with this new phone. It's my first Android phone. It's a Moto G 2014 edition for people that are looking for a budget phone. In the U.S., it's going to cost you 179 bucks. And I don't have any deal with Motorola or Androids. Well, Androids, Android operating system, I don't have a deal with Androids. That's another whole nother ball game. But uh, I like this phone. Perceive, let me tell you something of business people out there or people, you know, looking to start a business. Now, I don't know what's going to happen in a month from now with this phone or two months from now. Everyone's like it's a little laggy, but I'm pretty, pretty, I ask a lot of my phone so I could be in for it. But the perceived value, let me tell you, if you're selling something from somebody that bankrupted a business and almost bankrupted another one, let me give you some advice. The perceived value on this phone for me as a consumer is off the charts. 
you know, somebody, somebody says like, what do you, I can't, I show the phone to people. I can't believe you paid 180 bucks for that thing. Holy moly. And I say, yeah, I'm pretty, really happy with this thing, especially when you, you know, I was budging out, you know, compared to everything else out there. So very, whether or not I'm satisfied long-term, my current perceived value, and I don't even know if that's a business term, is very high. So that's, but you're not here for, uh, um, you know, tech reviews, but that's the Moto G phone. I'm happy with it. I don't, I can't encourage you to buy it because I'm not a positive. It's only been a week. I'm not going to tell you to buy anything. Another, uh, this totally off topic here. Um, but I mean, there's no top is, uh, I'm going to be reviewing some things coming up. Uh, eye masks. I have a, a, a quick eye mask filling in thing. I'm not even trying to buy time. I don't know why I'm so lippy tonight, but I got two different models of eye masks that I'm testing out to see. I'm going to let you guys know what I think of them. I bought them myself. The companies did not come to me. As a matter of fact, I paid for one set of the eye masks twice because I bought it in August. I used it for about two, three weeks. I actually liked it a lot. Then I brought it on the plane and freaking left the thing on the plane. And I figured I, I, I guess I was afraid to call the airline and say I left this eye mask. I probably should have, but then yeah, that's kind of gross. I mean, even with washing hot water. So then, uh, you know, then I bought another eye mask, different model, tested that out for a while, then gave up. I said, I don't know about this eye mask thing. And then I was like, well, I remember that first eye mask was pretty nice. So I'm on the first eye mask again. And then I'll go back to the second eye mask again. And then I'll give you guys like my, uh, thoughts. So that's the eye mask episode. You can, if you want to talk about boring, well, I guess it depends on what you use the eye mask for. Because the eye mask has more than one use. I mean, all of it involves masking the eyes. But you know what I'm saying? Role players. Bob, Bob, boom. All right. So moving on to training toward Tuesday. I'm going to get my the phone. I right, figured all the taking the screenshots out. So we got Twitter booted. And trending. I think we're ready to go. I also tried to. Oh, maybe not. Um figured out how to silence this phone so it's silenced so it shouldn't bother us you hear the phone is i got to keep it away from me though too because it gets on the mic there maybe i put it in my airplane mode but then i'm worried that something you know something's going to come up uh but anyway so trending the trends are loaded just trending twitter tuesday let's get started so it's trending twitter tuesday guys girls lords ladies germs microbes, spores, everybody. You know, you guys have been waiting with bated breath for this, and you've waited one week too long. And that is for the return of our good friend, Mr. Ray Perkins, is going to be taking the mic tonight. Surprise, surprise. Ray, how you doing? You in the studio? Hello, my friend. I'm here. I'm in the studio, my friend. Now, Ray, I got to tell you the... Um, I dropped the thing that records a podcast. You're only going to hear your voice in one ear. Is that going to throw you, throw you off? What do you, what, what, what do you mean, my my voice in one? Well, it's weird because we're off mic here. It's just this, this is just kind of make the show book up, but it will be okay. Okay, so I might give the headphones over to you. I'm going to say I'm going to do the trending Twitter Tuesday setup first. Are you ready? Oh, my friend, I have my well, I forgot. Can't even believe I'm back. I'm so happy. You know, it's been five weeks more 
Okay, Ray, go ahead. All right, guys, it's trending. Twitter Tuesdays. Tuesdays trends told in a tale of uh, for Tuesday from a Sunday. Trending Twitter Tuesdays. Oh, yeah, I'm going to pause it. <coughs> oh, yeah, Ray, I'm going to pause it. I'm say, yeah. Hello, hello. Oh, wait a second. Truth. Scooty, you're not kidding. It's only one ear. I can only hear myself in one ear. Okay, my friends. Hello. Hello, this is your friend Ray. It's going to take me a second to get used to this because uh, normally there's, I'm wearing these headphones and I'm speaking into a microphone. I know Scooter, he tries to be mysterious with his whole uh, production technique thing, but you wear headphones and they're the kind of headphones that, you know, kind of block out the outside sounds, my friends. Oh, I'm so I don't care to talk about this stuff. I just care to say hello, 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 hello. Now, I have missed you so. It's your buddy Ray, and I've just been saying, Scooter, when it, and he says, oh, well, I got this Halloween, you know, huh? I say, what do you mean? What, you, what, just because I'm an old man, you don't think I do Halloween? You know, you've seen me. Remember when I dressed up as, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, I said I could do a Halloween thing and I got a, I got a tale to tell. And he said, no, well, I got this thing. And I said, okay, my friend, that's fine. You're being creative. I support you 125% plus another 75 plus infinity. Your friend Ray is here to support you too. I'm so, I'm so thankful to have my voice in your ears. And I got a lot of you to thank, but I got to get onto the show, Ray C. So Scooter's told, I got to get onto the show, Scooter said, but I want to, I'm going to take some time at some point to thank all of you that say, like Scooter, he doesn't, he's a little jealous because you like me better than him. But I know he, that's his thing. I know you love him, but you just like, you get a taste of Ray. You want more Ray. I'm like a little uh, Ray of sunshine in your ears, carrying you off to, uh, uh, dreams of arrears or something. I'm well, anyway, but okay. Why am I here? Uh, is what Scooter said. And believe it or not, we're still on my, wait, 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 Ray, would you still, didn't your vacation's over, right? Oh, my friend. No, no, no. In my Disney vacation from August, you're talking about? Yeah, didn't you? You went to all those parks. You can't re, you gotta give Oh, my friend, I've only covered four days of my vacation. The Disney World. Oh, you poor neophyte. Now, this guy, maybe you folks out there, you don't know what it's like to milk a Disney vacation for every drop. Every drop you friggin' can. Well, your friend Ray is here to tell you how to do it. And I'm here to tell you about day five of my vacation. I was down there in the hot August heat. Or is it just July? I forget, my friends, my friends. Oh, it's hard to do this with the, uh, my voice only in one ear here. With the friggin' equipment. Scooters has some equipment problems. Oh, but anyway. Uh, what? What, Scooter? Oh, what time is it? Tell him what time it is. It's so 5.46 when you took the pictures here. Okay, Scooter wants you to know it was 5.46 when he did the Twitter. Now... My day five at Disney, and I'm going to give you a little day five. Like I said, I was trying to do a metaphor, 
And then we got thrown off. But I was telling you about squeezing every drip because I am going to squeeze some water out of this Disney because it's hot. It's humid. But it's oh so water park episode that I'm going to do for you. Because on day five, now normally, my friends, well, about day five, let's see, I stay five, ten days. Yeah, this is about my day to get the little water park action in. Now, when you got your Disney parks, you got, uh, we'll run through them again. We got your Magic Kingdom. That's where Mickey and Minnie live in the castle. Uh, well, I guess technically, uh, Sleeping Beauty is Cinderella. Some such person lives in the castle, technically. But, you know, in our hearts, Mickey and Minnie, the Magic Kingdom is magical. Then you have the Epcot. I thought you said you shut this phone off, Scooter. Sorry, Ray. I guess it's not quiet. Okay, well, what should I do here? The phone is friggin'. Okay, well, sorry. Okay, sorry about that, my friends. The phone is buzzing. Don't want the pictures of Twitter. Um, Now, while you're sitting here remembering your Halloweens, now I want you to remember. So they, they got the Epcot Center. That's where I was, the big golf ball. The countries, the future world, the world showcase, the laser light show. That's Epcot Center. Then you got the Disney Studios, which is for the love of movies and Pixar and Star Wars and action rides. And then you have a little place called the Animal Kingdom where the animals and the shows and the, uh, I don't know if I told you about the dinosaur right there, but I think I forgot the uh, Everest and the uh, safari. But a little, little note, not everybody knows that Disney also has not one, but two water parks and they are full of water and full of fun. So my friends, this was a whatever day. I can't remember that it was the weekdays and I said, Ray, if you are not retired and you were playing it by the rules of a typical life of a normal person, you'd be getting up for work. But I woke up bright and early. Now, just because you never heard of this Disney water park does not mean that everybody in Florida doesn't know that it gets hot there. So, Ray, I get up. I get up about 6.30 a.m. Now, the water park I'm going to is a little place called the Typhoon Lagoon. And it's, uh, you catch a bus just like everything else, my friends, no driving needed. And, uh, it opens up an hour early on certain days to, uh, Disney resort guests. So I'm going there to get in early. And then just like I've told you before, get there before it opens. So I go over to get out of my room. I stretch. I get another beautiful Florida morning about 7 a.m. The park opens at eight. I go, I get a coffee. I say to myself, Ray, get yourself some eggs. You're going to need some protein. You're going to want to, you know, maybe it'll puff up the muscles a bit. Maybe not, my friends. But I go out there. I go to the food court. I have some bacon. I have a little biscuit. A little too dry for my taste. But what are you going to do? And I have some eggs uh, scrambled. Now I wonder if they were, you know, real eggs or some sort of egg type creation. But what, you know, I ate it. And I, the bacon was tasty, but bacon always is. And uh, then I drank a coffee, I drank a juice, and then I, uh, I had to go to the bathroom because I say, Ray, you, you know, I got a backpack with my suit. I got a couple towels. I got my shades. I got my screen. 
I got a big bottle of water because you can never have too much water. And I'm ready for the Typhoon Lagoon, my friends. And uh, so I get ready to go. Now I see right in front of my hotel, there's a man set up doing interviews with the TV and the radio thing. And I say to him, I say, hello, how you doing? Where you from? What are you doing? He says, and he says, uh, he says, we're here with Sky Scrap Alive channel something or other. And I say, Sky what? And he says, Sky Scrap Alive. And I say, uh, well, well, pleased to meet you. I'm Ray. And, uh, I said, do you know Scooter? He said, what? And he said, well, doing a little show here. He goes, I got a two celebrities. I'm going to give you a choice of. And you uh, give me the reason, and you give me an answer and a reason. I said, well, what do you mean? He said, I'm just going to say two names. You tell me what, which one you'd pick. And I say, pick for what? And he says, you decide. And I say, okay, my friend, give it to me. He says, Mark Sanchez, a John Legend. And I say, that's no problem. First of all, no offense to Mark Sanchez, but uh, he's a bit of a bum, messing up the Jets, uh, making George R. R. Martin unhappy. And if George R. R. Martin's not happy, Scooter's not happy, and then I'm not happy. So that's one. Two, John Legend, beautiful voice. Second or third or fourth point, I'm not sure, my friend. Am I on the air? He says, well, we're recording it for a segment. And I say, okay, well, then you can edit that part out. But I say, uh, point three or four about John Legend. Now, I don't know if you remember the Oscars of one, the year Wally came out, but Mr. Peter Gabriel sang the song that goes at the end of Wally, which is a beautiful, beautiful song. But for some strange reason, Mr. Peter Gabriel was unavailable to sing it at the Oscars. And they bring out Mr. John Legend. And I thought I loved Peter Gabriel's version, but I only liked it because when I heard the sweet, dulcet tones of Mr. John Legend singing this song about digging in the earth and picturing Wally and uh, Eva swirling around in love and the life of Lomi Land and the growth, and, and I just, I loved it. So Mr. John Legend will be my guest today. At the water park called Typhoon Lagoon. We're going to go on Crusher Gusher. And the guy says, oh, thank you, thank you. That's enough. I say, okay, well, uh, you know, with John Legend, he is about, he's probably going to know else what we're doing because uh, it's going to be a good time. I'm talking about water. And they said, and then I see my bus. I say, okay, never mind, my friend. Thank you for your time. Good day. And then they had me sign a release. I jump on my bus and I'm on my way to the Typhoon Lagoon. Now, my friends, you know me and buses in Disney. Now, this bus here, it's got to make another stop. I was such a in the zone. I didn't even know, but they it stops at the water park a uh, second after it stopped it. I think Epcot sent us something, but I did not mind. Because, you know, Ray likes to, you know, press the flesh. Well, I guess that's another, like, uh, talk to the folks. on the. And I happen to sit next to on the bus, and I see this young woman. She looked about 35, 40 years old, looking out the window. And her face, to put a term on it, would be forlorn. And she looked like she was about to cry. And my heart just said, oh boy, Ray, I'm going to melt. And I don't know, what should we do here? Should we give her her privacy? Or should we talk to her? She, was she, she going to a theme park like this sad? What is going on? And I say, excuse me, ma'am, I don't mean to intrude. And if it bothers you, I can move away or keep my mouth shut. But are you okay? 
And she said, mm -mm, like that, my friend, like, uh-uh. And I said, oh, my dear, my name's Ray. And uh, what what's going on? Do you want to talk to somebody about it? And she says, oh, Whedon, Whedon, Whedon. And I say, Sweden, I'm sorry, my ma'am, I can't hear you. And she says something about a weed den, I believe, and the Raiders and her son. And I said uh, something about I could not make it out. And I said, uh, and then I heard the name Alex. And I said, maybe that's his son. Maybe it's some, you know, I'm not sure. I said, who's Alex? Who is Alex, my friend? And she said, that's my son. You're right. And I said, what did you just read my mind? And she said, uh, uh, she said, you were talking out, you were thinking out loud. And I said, oh, I will have a tendency to do that. And I say, yeah, well, uh, what's going on with Alex? And she says, she's a, he fell in with the wrong crowd and, uh, he's, uh, puffing, uh, blunts, she said, and, uh, wearing Raiders, going to Raiders games and causing trouble. And she's terribly afraid for him. And he lives his room, she said, as a weed den, a den of weed. And I say, I could tell you're scared. You must love your son terribly much. And I say to her, do you think you know, does he know you how much you love him? And she says, I don't know. I don't know. And I say, well, do you think your son loves you? And she says, I, I do. And I said, do you think he knows you support him? And she said, I don't know. And I said, well, you know, why don't you try to find out the answers to those two questions when you have a chance? I don't know what you, if he's with you on this vacation or what, but let me tell you about a guy who used to be a real jerk and used to yell at people and get into fights and drink and, and uh, mess around with, uh, you know, well, I still do that. I mean, uh, get get himself in a lot of trouble and hurt people and say, you know, son of a stupid witch's grandmother and stuff, stuff like that. That's much worse. And, uh, you know, my mom, it, it was, a, it was a me and now I'm a nice guy. I'm talking to you on the bus trying to help you. And when my mother, she said a lot of times, she said, Ray, what's wrong with you? Why do you got to break your mother's heart? And we just lived down in, we lived in this place called Park Chester. I don't know if you ever heard of it, but that's where I was raised. And, uh, you know, now my, my voice, you know, if you're from there, you probably say that's no Park Chester accent. I know I've lived a, anyway, I say, ma'am. So one day, if if there's love and the support, you know, hopefully your mother's heart could be unbroken. That's what I tell myself as I, when I cry myself to sleep. But, uh, you know, tell your son you love him and support him, and he has to make his own way in the world, and that's the hardest thing as a parent. No, I don't, ha I don't have a child of my own because of a certain uh, issues with uh, belly dances I'm not willing to disclose, but... Uh, Ma'am, I think it's going to be okay, okay? Because we're pulling up to the water park. I got a, I got a, I got a recommend for you, ma'am. There's a river, a lazy river. You just lie in that river. Whatever you uh, need to do, breathe or sing or look around at the joy running around in all directions or, you know, speak with your Lord or your, whoever you pray to, whatever you need to do, ma'am. You're going to be okay, I promise you that, okay? It's going to, whatever works out is going to work out. Just because my mother would not, uh, anyway, it'll be okay, ma'am. And she says, oh, thank you, thank you. That's what I needed to hear. 
And then I said, well, excuse me, because I've got a couple water slides to slide down. And would you believe it, a couple of water slides I'm going to slide up and you won't be able to believe it unless you're ready to rock with your friend Ray. I did not say that part to the woman. I said that as I was getting off the bus and I got to the gates of the park with some other folks, about only 25, 30 folks. We paid our admission, uh, but I had my uh, magic band, so I just walked right in. And then we had a wait to get into the park now. Okay, my friends, now I need to tell you we're waiting in line here to get in. Now, let me tell you the story of Typhoon Lagoon, because like all Disney things, it has a little made-up story to help you in your suspension of disbelief and get in the get in the zone. And believe me, Ray gets in the zone. So Typhoon Lagoon, what happened was that it was this man who called himself Captain Guy Liner. And he was the king of gore, he said. And gore was this uh, great uh, uh, beast of the sea. And he would ride it around. And he, yes, he wore eyeliner from made from squid ink. And he would shoot through the wave. Now, I'm just kidding, my friends. I'm just kidding. There's no Captain Guy Liner and no sea creature named Gore. The Typhoon Lagoon was uh, the story is it's like this old we used to be this tropical fishing paradise and cove and such thing. And then this giant typhoon came in and swept everything and made it all crazy. And what was left over was uh, stuff to to ride for fun. Now, maybe uh, in hindsight, the Disney folks would have said, well, this is kind of would have been a tragedy. There probably would have been loss of life with the typhoon. There's a ship on top of a mountain called uh, Miss Tilly on Mount Mayday. I think it's called Mount Mayday. And then there's a uh, abandoned, you know, fishing gear and everything. So people would have got hit in the head. But anyway, you know, it's just supposed to be fun. So, you know, put the tragedy aside and, uh, I'd, I guess, uh, say, okay, well, this happened many years ago. Let it be. We're here to write the rights. Or maybe it was under, I don't know, but let's just have fun. Okay. Despite the typhoon that swept everyone away, we get to benefit by it, I guess is the thing. And now the, it's abandoned for fun. So you go into the park. Now, my friends, don't, don't have a plan. Always have a plan. My plan is put on my sunscreen. And then I say to this young woman who's taking tickets, I say, how you doing now, ma'am? I'm here by myself. My name's Ray. You have, uh, wow, your eyes are so brown. They're in those speckles in there. What color are those? And she giggles and I say, I'm sorry. I was just swept away by your eyes like the Miss Tilly and the Typhoon Lagoon. I say, listen, uh, I need a Someone to rub some sunscreen on my back. What do you say? My back is actually not not half bad. No, not. Could you do that for me? And she says, sure. And she rubs in the sunscreen on my back. I say, well, it's lovely to meet you. Uh, maybe I'll see you later. Maybe not. I got to move on because it looks like the park's opening. Now I have a plan. My plan is to go to a little something called the Crushing Gusha section of the park. And it's, uh, you go, uh, I think you take about three and a half rights or something. I can't remember, friends, but it's on the one part side of the park. It's the newest part of the park. Not everybody knows this is where you go first because it has a little something called water roller coasters, friends. Now, the theme of the ride, my friends, is that uh, it's an old fruit processing plant that had something to do with the typhoon. It shut down. 
and there's all these shoots, these three different, there's, there's three different water coasters inside this area. And, uh, you're, uh, you go where the fruit used to get processed. Now you get on the ride. I go, I can't remember. Let me think what they were called. Uh, there's like a coconut command, coconut crusher. So I go on that first. Cause it has a C, I think. I don't know why. And now when you go up, you get, you wouldn't believe these rides if I told you it's a water slide and a roller coaster. So you go up, you get shot up by jets of water, you go down very, very fast, you go twisting, you go twirling, you got jets of high powered water pushing you along. Oh, and you're laughing and the air is breathing and kids are laughing and then you land in the water at the end and it's like, oh boy, that was great. So I do the coconut crusher a few times. Then the next one's the pineapple plunger. Now I do that. I do those two. Now the thing, the only catch of the thing is that I'm by myself. Those two rides, you can go on as much as you want by yourself. Now there's no line because it's the opening of the day. It's the first out of the park, there's barely anyone in there, so I go on those two rides. I'll be honest with you, tw- 20 times maybe total, I don't know. I, and then I say, well, I'd like to go on this third one, the Banana Blaster, but Banana, Banana, I don't know what it's called, Banana something. I say, uh, oh dear, i got to find somebody to go on, and then of course I'm walking around. And I'm, you know, walking around, going on the ride, walking around again. And I see my friend again. And I say, uh, the one from that put the sunscreen on me, I say, oh, hey, are you uh, Alex from the Target commercials? And she says, uh, pleased to meet you, I am. And I say, well, you look even more beautiful in person than you do on the commercials. And she laughs. She says, I don't even know what you're talking about. And she said, you're a little rapscallion. And I say, well. I'm a little sad because I got no one to go on the banana blaster with me. And uh, she says, I'm about to go on break. Uh, and uh, if my supervisor doesn't see me, I could go on it with you. Let me change. She runs off. She runs back. She's in a one-piece, very professional swimsuit. And we go on the banana blaster. And, oh, boy, the banana was blasting. This thing is even more powerful. That's why you need two people because it's shooting you along. And it's, we're taking turns. She's in the front. She's, I'm in the front. She's in the back. Oh, and we're laughing. And I, I'll be honest with you. When I was on that run, I think I fell a little bit in love with Alex. That was not her real name because I just made that up to, to, you know, say hello to her. And I said, uh, oh boy, like, uh, this ride is like being on the X Factor. My heart is pit of pattering. And I don't know if it's the water or the ups and the downs, like this could be a metaphor for the two of us, Alex. And she says, I can't hear you because the water's blasting. I say, thank goodness, because I was a little creepy. And then I say, okay. And she says, I got to go back to work. That was a bad, great. And I say, well, it was lovely meeting you. Well, good. have a good day. And she goes off. I did, and I said, oh, boy, Ray, you should have gotten, you should have said, you dropped the ball on that one, Ray. And I said, well, well, we'll see what happens. So my friends, the, uh, the rest of the park there after the crush and gush, it's a easy street because those are the most popular rides. Now I don't even think the park, I've probably been there an hour now. So I go to the next part of the park, which is the Mount May Day that has the rest of the water slides on it. Now to be honest, I'm feeling a little bit like a bit like Peyton Manning because I feel like I dropped the ball with the uh, young lady and, and, uh, you know, I know race. 
you know, friends with ladies, but this felt a little bit different. I don't know. So I felt like I had this perfect season riding this ride with her. And then I just, you know, fell apart. I, I don't know. It was very, but whatever. I said, right, get over it. Get over yourself. She's probably not even interested in you. And, you know, the age difference is unbelievably, probably disgusting to most, most folks, but they don't know you like I do because I'm you. And I said, what do you say? Ray, we ride some rides. And I said, well, it's going to be tough to peak those rides, but let's do it. So I go on some slides and then the, the, I start seeing more young people and they're having fun. And I mean, kids, I mean, teens, I mean, 20s, I mean, 30s, I mean, 40s. So I go on the like the humonga Kawabunga rides, which are these different water slides. They're all fast and inside. And then they have... uh to this, I don't, I don't know, I think three or four of those. Then there's the storm slides, which are even more water slides. Now, these slides are fun. These slides are fun, but not quite as fun as the uh, the other water slides, but I'm having fun. And then I go to the two brides. Now, there's like May Day Falls, which was fun, a little bit rough, but I liked that. And then there's, uh, oh, uh, what's it called? Keyhole Falls. I take that one. That's a little bit smoother. Now every one, every 30 minutes, the, the boat at the top of Mount Mayday ejects water out its roof and makes a bunch of noise. It's called the Miss Tilly. And it has a geyser and a horn. So that's fun. And everybody yells. Everybody was in a great mood that day. Now I get to the end of the, uh, the keyhole falls and now there's a family raft ride. I'm like, Oh, wish I had a family here with me to go on this ride. And I, but I see a, a group of kids, maybe, uh, I don't know how they were, and they're all gathered around, and they're pressing on a phone. And I say, hey, is everybody all right over here? I did not know they were on a phone. I was worried somebody was hurt or sick. And they say, oh, no, we're uh, doing a live chat here. And this is Jake Miller. He's doing the Jake Miller live chat. And I say, I never heard of you. Which one of you is Jake Miller? And he's this young man says he is, I think. I, I don't know. I was a bit confused. And they say, uh, what are you, what are you doing? I say, I'm Ray. I'm here to ride the water. I'm sliding the slides. You know how it is. Did you guys go on the crushing gusher? They said the line's too long. I said, Oh, you should have got here when it opened. Let me tell you, kids, come here tomorrow morning at uh, 8 a.m. You can ride it all day and maybe a couple of you fall in love because I fell in love on that ride. I'll be honest with you. And the kids say, what do you, what do you mean? Let's, let's get that on the live chat. He starts, someone's transcribing or something. And I said, well, I felt like, uh, I was, a uh, uh, royal on the Dalton Abbey and I was, uh, with, uh, you know, a, someone that worked in the park and there was a whole tension, but she snuck on the rides or something. So I took a break. I'm, I'm even scared a little bit. She's going to get fired. And I know we broke the class lines or whatever the theme park lines and we were laughing and then she had to go back to work. I did not see a pockets on a swimsuit. So, and I did not have my, uh, I forgot to tell you, I put my cell phone in my wallet in a locker with all my other stuff other than my towels and my sunscreen and my water. Forgot about that, but anyway, but these kids, they were so, I guess they were older than I thought because they're like, oh, well, Jake Miller, you seem... He seemed like a fine young man. He was very polite. He said, uh, well, like maybe I could learn something or two from you. What? Is, how did you meet this young woman? So I could, and I said, are you putting on this live chat? And he said, I am. 
And I said, well, maybe this will be like a missed uh, chances thing in the newspaper classifieds. And they said, what's a newspaper and what are classifieds? <laughs> and I thought they were joking, but they were not. And they said, I think I know what a newspaper is. That's the thing people throw on the ground in our yard. And I say, correct. One day there was a, well, I said, let's not get into the whole third estate type thing. And I say, uh, well, okay, let me tell you, because uh, what happened was uh, I said to her, you Alex from Target? And she said, uh, I don't, you know, I just use that to say hello. And I was not trying to uh, fall in love or seduce her. She just had rubbed sunscreen on my back, one, very nice of her. Her eyes were the most beautiful brown I've ever seen in my life, and they fit perfectly with her beautiful face and her nose and her eyebrows and her long hair and a nice brown ponytail. So I was charmed. And then she had on a swimsuit, and let me tell you, I don't talk about women's bodies in a demeaning way, but oh, oh but all I can say is, uh, oh my, okay? Do you understand, kids? And uh, he, he says Kazalowski or something. I say, I'm sorry. Did you just say Kelly Kapowski? And he said Kazalowski. And don't, and who's Ke Kelly Kapowski? I said, don't worry about it. I said, that girl, she didn't really remind me of her directly, but I thought that was something we could relate because you're young, but maybe not. And they say, that's a Kazalowski. And I say, what do you mean? They say, when you fall in love with someone. And, you know, they don't even know you like them or, you know, there's a tension and you never break the tension. And I say, my friend, I'm, I've always prided myself on finding out if that tension was real or false. But I'm not sure what happened here because I think I was confusing my emotions and the wave action of the banana blast. And my, you know, the wet of the water has always been something. How old are you kids? Can I use sexual on this thing? Because it's, uh, are you 18? And they laugh and they say close enough. And I say, well, uh, you know, it's creating this, you know, this blasting and there's water and spraying and skunk screen. And it's a two-person boat and we're falling on each other. And I say, and they say, listen, Ray, you pulled a Kazalowski. You had a romance in your head. It might be gone. It might not. You get in the lazy river. You're old enough to have a drink. Have a couple drinks. Go around the lazy river and, and unwind. And I say, kids, you're right. Sorry if I perverted you or uh, corrupted you. I did not mean to do that. And they have a little lazy, lazy river. And I don't remember what the name of the lazy river is, but they also have a bar. And I go to the bar. I order myself a couple of... Uh, Adult beverages. I don't remember what they ever think they were daiquiris, uh, with, uh, they were, uh, those pina coladas with, uh, some red stuff in them. So they were like a bloody pina, I don't know, some raspberry syrup. And I have a couple of those and I go around in the Razor River and I let the ice cold beverage and the rum and everything else bring me back into, re I said, Ray, what are you doing? You're acting like you're a, a schoolboy. That's never kissed a girl. What well, you also been out of shape? You don't even didn't even know this girl's name. And hopefully, God forbid, she did not get in trouble because you asked her to one. That's not you're not supposed to be rubbing your back, rubbing sunscreen on customers' backs. And what kind of customer asks for that? And uh, hopefully, you didn't ask her to ride the ride with you and get her fired. What if uh, someone told on her if that's against the policy? And then I remember the bus. 
and the mother on the bus. I said, well, the girl had to make her own choices. But if I see her again, I'll apologize because that you're correct. That was probably on not a good thing, Ray. And I try to pride myself on other people's feelings and being kind. But I don't know if I was, you know, sometimes raise heart and raise, uh, well, be honest, folks, my like uh, need for connection confuses uh, my ability for kindness or maybe not kindness, but saying, hey, like, uh, I need to find out if this feeling we're sharing, are we sharing it or is only in my mind? But this one, I let it get away from me, but whatever, I'm going around in the lazy river and I'm take a little bit of a nap. I'll be honest with you, my head, I get into some crook and I'm just, the water action's waving me and I drank my two drinks at about 11 in the morning. Big mistake and I sleep. And the next thing I know, someone's tapping me on the shoulder and I look up and it's Alex from Target and she says, hey, and I say, hello. And uh, she says, were well, you falling asleep there? And I said, yeah. I was, and she said, were well, you dreaming? And I said, uh, she said, were well, you dreaming of me? And she laughed like, and I said, as a matter of fact, you know, I was dreaming of the opportunity to apologize to you because and uh, I said, let me get out of this uh, inner tube here because I feel like a fool. Could you wait up there for a second? And she says, sure. But she said, I think I, you know, made it a little too intense. But I carry my inner I let the inner tube go, actually. I thought I was going to carry it, but I did not. And I, it takes me a little while to find a way out of this thing. But she meets me at the stairs. And I said, listen, hey, by the way, my name's Ray. I would love to know your name. And she says, my name's Courtney. And I say, oh, that's lovely. Is it Courtney with a C or a K? And she says, it's with a C, K. And she laughs. And I say, oh, and I say, oh, boy, you're, you're a joker. And I said, listen, Courtney, I'm, I'm, ter- I, I'm terribly uh, ashamed to say it was probably not appropriate for me to ask you to put sunscreen on my back. And I hope you did not think that I just wanted you to touch me because I actually did need the sunscreen on my back. And I did, you know, I had already intended on asking you before I fell into your deep brown eyes. And that was just a happenstance that it, I did not like look up. And she just said, I know. And I said, well, I shouldn't have asked you because I did not. You probably shouldn't be touching the customers. And she said, well, I don't just touch any customer. I would have said no. She's like, there was something about you. She's like, you got uh, some kind of kind eyes. I, she said, I don't even know. Are those hazel or green or blue? And I say, all three. Thank you. And I said, well, there's another thing I need to apologize because I wanted to ride the banana blast. So I asked you and I said, you probably were on break. You probably had something. Are you even allowed to ride the rides when you're on break? And she said, well, no. But to be honest, I'll be honest with you, Ray. I've never ridden any of those crush and gusher rides. I've been scared since I worked here to go on them because I had this thing of fear of uh, what, believe it or not, I'm a, I'm a lifeguard here at the park as well as working the other jobs. And I've always been afraid of getting sucked into the bottom of the pool. That's one of my childhood fears. And I know they had those giant water cannon things to make the roller coaster go. And I've always been afraid to go on those crush and gusher rides. Until you asked me. So I, I said, what a second. Let's do this. I, she said, so uh, she said, you know, I have to thank you. And yeah, we're not really supposed to go on the rides. But, uh, well, you know, she said, it's fine. And as a matter of fact, this is my last week at work. And, uh, you know, this is so it wasn't that big a deal. And finally, I overcame my fear. 
of the of the crushing Geshe, and I had so much fun that I'm going to do it again tomorrow, or maybe later on tonight. And she said, "What would you want to ride the rides later on this evening? Because I get off work in a couple hours." And uh, she said, "You know, I I, I think uh, I had fun riding the rides with you." And I said, "Listen, Courtney." Uh, I would love to, but I just need to get to clear the area because my intention is uh, that when we were on that ride together, falling around on each other, I'm just not some, uh, I, I, I find you beautiful, Courtney. Do you understand? So I don't want to, you know, just, and she said, put, she put her fingers on my lips. And she said, well, what, what are you staying at a hotel? Why don't we uh, go for a swim? And uh, get a bite to eat or, you know, something like that before we come back and ride the rides. Mr. Banana Blast. And she looked down. Never mind. Don't worry your ears about that whole thing. And so that's the end of my tale, my friends. I thought I was going to get to two water parks. But, you know, there's only so many times Ray falls in love on a vacation. And I know it's uh this was the only time I used the words L-O-V-E. And, uh. You know, we'll see how that turns out with me and Courtney uh, or where she moved to. Those are all unresolved things for you at the end of your tale. I hope you're asleep because I love talking to you, but I love putting you to sleep even more. Your friend Ray, good to be back. I'm going to be back again sooner than five or six weeks, Scooter. And hopefully he'll have this fixed so I can hear my, well, like I, it doesn't really matter. So this is your friend Ray saying good night. Sweet, sweet good night to all ears. I'm so glad to see you. I'm so glad you're hearing me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good night. Hey, you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble falling asleep? Well, welcome. You're in the right place. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We're going to do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. We're going to do the rest. What do we mean by the rest? What what, what am I talking about? Well, we're going to distract you. Well, first we're going to create a safe place where you can set aside any racing thoughts, worried thoughts, you know, thoughty thoughts. Well, why didn't, you know, I gave those socks to my nephew. Why didn't he realize the utility of those socks? Why am I feeling all these feelings about it? Stuff like that. I'm going to distract you from that. You can set aside those thoughts. They'll be there tomorrow. You can either, you know, you can just try to find the receipt for the socks. You can accept, you know, this teenage angst. Or you can accept all the feelings involved. But not right now because it's time to go to sleep. So you're just going to listen to me talk. I'm going to tell you a little story. Relate to you a tale. That's going to go on and on. And I was going to, you know, I'm going to, there'll be long pauses and then I'll talk again in a kind of soothing, lulling way that engages a tiny portion of your brain, but not enough to keep you awake, but enough that you like really can't think because I'm talking and you're like, huh, this is kind of, there's, there's something here. You know, you're, it's almost like the ideal. The, the the fake listening code that has not been cracked where you pretend to listen to somebody and they buy it 100% and they're like, man, you're the best listener ever. And you're like, oh yeah, buddy. And then in your head, you're like, 
I don't know, that story would have been awful if I was listening to it, but I wasn't. I was sleeping with my eyes open. And he thought he listened. I listened. And he's not going to even ask me. Like, that's the best part about this relationship we have here. I'm not going to ask him any follow-up questions like, uh, so do you think I should get the green or the blue? And then you're like, green or blue, what? You know, so are you going to be there? Will you be there or not? Oh, boy. What it will be where? You know, those kind of things. You're not going to get caught not listening. Because, you, you know, so that's this podcast. I'm glad you're here. I hope you help you fall asleep. If it's your first couple times here, try it out. Give it two, three, four times. And then if you hate me, that's fine. You know, I can take it. I hope you find something else. If you Honestly, if you want to email me, you're like, God, your podcast is the worst. For, you know, go ahead. I'm not, a, you know, and I'll try to help you find something else boring. I've seen a lot of other stuff out there that people say, bores them to sleep in different ways. So go ahead. All right. I'm glad you're here. We're on the web, www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. You can get me on Twitter at Dearest Scooter, Facebook. You can comment on the website, whatever, you know, all those things. I'm glad you're here, and I hope I help you fall asleep. Okay, I just want to say some thank yous. Chris Posty Posterson, Postal over at soundslikeanearful.com. Scotty and Jennifer in charge of our icons and our art. Damon D on the backup, the link master himself, doing our link, uh, like pod, like a pod notes, show notes. He's, uh, he's do, doing a once over on the listens. Lord and the lady, thank you for, um, being there as an inspiration to all of us. And, and thank you to the defenestrator in case they stop inspiring us. Silvertone for your sweet tones to uh, the funders from down under for all the fun you provide on the under, you know, on the underside, which is um, not in the undercarriage, but on the under, you know, it's summer down there, right? So you guys are like the summer aisles to us, an inspiration as well. The silver tone for your sweet, sweet dulcet tones, silvering the silver bells until uh, the 26th when the bells will no longer be silver. They'll be, you know, on sale for, you know, 60% off. I want to thank my buddy Matt over the Obsessive Viewer podcast for his ongoing support of the podcast, or my podcast. I want to thank new listeners that I've heard from Kevin B, Lendy S, David D. Also, David D could be on the backup, you know, if he was Donnie, Donnie D. Uh, Nima? No, no, no. There's no M first. Neum. Neum. Neum H? Beautiful, beautiful name. I Hopefully, I'm not screwing it up. Neum. All right. I hope that you, thank you for your support, or I guess prior support. Don't worry, I'm about to get, it's going to get worse. Brendan F. And then Lujbika, 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 Cold Pizza Party on Twitter. Thank you to uh, John M. for, for And, uh, you know, and then Samara, Hillary, Bonnie, Faye. Mary, all everybody checking in for the holidays. Thank you. 
Thank you all and everyone else who went unnamed this episode. Thank you, too. Hi, everybody. Hey, uh, it's a Monday night. Strangely, I never record podcasts on Monday night, but it's, you know, holiday schedule changes and things like that. I think it's, uh, I, so I can, you gotta be flexible with, uh, schedules and other people's schedules sometimes factor into these situations. So we're gonna do a last, uh, Last night, which will be tomorrow night for you, the first time you could be hearing it, I did a uh, little guided meditation. It wasn't a meditation, and uh, that's it. It's uh, Monday evening, twenty. What is it? The twenty? I think it's twenty second. Yeah, twenty second. And I just want to wish everyone a happy holidays again. And uh, yeah, so I'm gonna hit the hit pause and and uh, yeah, the show will start. I mean, by the ma- you won't notice I'm hitting pause because it won't pause. I mean, I pause more than the pause button normally during the show. Pause. Pause. <laughs> I don't know why that just amused me. Sorry. Uh, oh, hello. hello. Did you unpause it? He- hello? Hello? Hello, everybody. It's your friend Ray. Hello. Uh, this, uh, one second, everybody. So is it's a, it's, it's a, you can, yeah, it's a different mic. So Scooter said it. This is a different mic. Uh, he, uh, changed up. Why'd, why'd you change mics again, Scooter? Well, they can't hear me on the new mic is good. Oh, oh, cause you borrowed that other mic. So Scooter bought himself a little microphone, a little microphone. And it looks, uh, he, the other one was borrowed. So now he's got his own little microphone. But he said it's not as, uh, uh Fancy is the one he had borrowed, so it doesn't, we can't do the thing where he talks. He said it won't sound as good as like when we did it. So, uh, hello everybody. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Ornica and every Kwanzaa, every other, uh, holiday cheer to you and yours from your friend Ray. It is so nice to be here on the 22nd school to change. He said, Ray, my friend. The audience loves you so. I couldn't think of a sweeter Christmas gift to give them than you. And I said, are you kidding me? Are you being serious for reals? And he said, I'm right, really. They love you. And I'd love to have you on the show one more time to close out 2014. You've been a great help. You're the greatest man. You didn't say the greatest man who ever lived? Oh, well, he didn't say the greatest man who's ever lived. The best friend a boy who's ever had. I'm no pounce, I'll tell you that. But uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm so happy to be here. I'm so surprised. Well, I'm not surprised because we talked about it this weekend. He said, "Ray, please come on the show. Tickle their ears with your your kind, your kindness. It warms them." And so, ideally, now I know you all have things going on, but ideally, this will be. You could be listening to this on Christmas with you while you'd be in bed. Yeah, you wouldn't want, who knows what I'm going to say. So, you know, don't, your Aunt Mildred, she could be, you know, but, uh, I'm here. I'm here to talk to you about something in particular. Now, usually Ray comes on. Now, uh, okay, 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 Scooter, calm it down. He said, uh, he, he, I refuse to tell him what's going on with Gregor except on the air. So, uh, but I figured it'd be a good material. And he just said, please just tell me what's going on with the Gregor, the Gregor, um, now, I, I don't know is the answer. Oh, he's getting, he's getting upset. 
He's saying that uh, George R. R. Martin's going to go crazy because uh, now what I do know is that Gregor tried to make his way to New York City. I would assume he's a very determined young man. I would assume he is in New York City. Oh, Scooter's pulling his hair out. Hey, don't do not do that, Scooter. Uh, uh, because he just, Scooter's afraid. What He says, what if Gregor and George R. R. Martin just run into each other? And that's the way Scooter's luck could be. But uh, little little uh, little Andy, a.k.a. Scooter, don't worry, it's Christmas time right now, and we're not here to talk about the Gregor. Hopefully he's found his uh, um, his maiden boo, as Scooter likes to say, uh, Mr. Uh, Elliot Kazim, as uh, John Travolta uh, referred to her, I believe, Adina Menzel. But who knows, maybe her and Gregor are going to spend the Christmas night together. Um, Scooter's afraid of that. He's afraid for the safety of Dina Menzel. Scooter, she's, she has a team. Don't worry, okay? Don't worry, a little head. I'm sure it's fine. We just sent a man from another universe out to head to New York City to find the woman he loves. What could possibly go wrong? Oh, of course, he's good to remind He also wanted to destroy some Macy's floats. So he could be in Rikers. That's fine. That's fine. We'll find him. He'll find us. So, my friends, why, why is your friend Ray here? Other than to say thank you for your the love from your hearts. And the love from Ray's heart is shooting through this microphone right into your ears. And I hope you can feel it because I, I can feel it from you. One second. Okay, my friends. It's sorry about that, Ray. Uh, I thought I... Uh, I thought I heard the Gregor. Scooter got me all uh, bought into his crazy, you know, worries. It's going to be fine. But why is Ray here tonight? I was trying to tell you the, to feel the love. Can you feel the love tonight? As the uh, Elton and Bernie once sang, I believe. Uh, what, 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 Ray's here to tell you about something. Now, normally, like I said, I talk parades. I talk Disney. I don't talk belly dances. But I do talk those things. Now, I got something a little different for you. It's a little f- formally, formally uh, up until this year, it was a tradition of Scooter and mine. And this year, uh, things, things are a little different. So, Ray, Ray, I couldn't take Scooter with me. So, I'm taking it to him as a Christmas gift. He didn't even know I was going to do this. I said it was going to be a surprise. But every year, Scooter and I, we head down to uh, South San Francisco, San Francisco, to a little place called the Cow Palace, where between Thanksgiving and Christmas, they have a little something there called the Dickens Fair. The Dickens Fair, that's right, you heard me correctly. The Dickens Fair is in Charles, as in Charles Dickens. Now, you might say to yourself, what the Dickens if you're from the Bay Area, you might say, okay, a Dickens Fair, I've heard of it, or I've been to it, or why I don't know what you're saying. So I'm going to tell you, my friends, it's a Dickens Fair. It is an indoor, the, the closest equivalent Ray could tell you is a, it's a bit like a Renaissance Fair changed around to Charles Dickens. It's basically, and it's indoors. So just uh, close your eyes if you've been to a, a, a Renaissance Fair. Close your eyes and picture a Renaissance fair overlaid and placed in the world of Charles Dickens and not in a cheap, cheap way, like not, a, you know, putting a bowler on a night and saying, hey, how you doing? No, this is exact. You feel for the most part like you're in London 
It's made to look like London. And I'm, well, why don't you join me, my friends? Cause we're going to take a trip there right now. Now we're, we're, we'll start out, my friends. We're in, we're, we're in my car. Now I, I, you know, again, this is not a, this is a adult podcast. So normally, uh, now normally Scooter, I know, does not totally, now he no longer partakes in any of these things. But uh, there was a time when Scooter and Ray, we would park the car and we would, uh, we would, uh, smoke, smoke, uh, 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 we would smoke some weed, my friends. And he might say, what's this old man talking about smoking some weed? Oh, well, that's no good. Well, well, you shouldn't be listening if you're a kid. And if you're judging, that's fine. You know, you don't have to partake. Now, uh, Scooter, my friend, he can no longer, no longer, but, but we would, uh, it would help with the, uh, getting in the zone. Now, normally, Ray, when I'm in Disney, I, I get in the sober zone for some, well, not always. But, uh, you know, you don't have to, uh, you smoke any weed and we would have a, a beer too. And then we would be ready. We'd get out of the car and we'd still be in a parking lot, but it would feel a little bit, you know, more fuzzy because we'd be, uh, we'd be buzzing. And then we would walk through the parking lot and you'd start to see people. Now, Scoot and I, we don't dress up. We, we would wear, we would wear winter coats. So we would almost, but you'd see people dressed up just like a Renaissance fair, but they'd be in a London, uh, Victorian dress. The ladies, they would always look so lovely in the, in the, in the dresses and the petticoats and the gents. They would look finer than dandelion wine with the pocket squares and the, and the vests and the hats and the scarves and the holly jolly, uh, so we're going to we're walking through the parking lot now and you could be a little giggly if you like. You could laugh because there's a little kitty cat that we see every year. That's Twix. He is Twix. He's a kitty cat that lives in the parking lot. And he puts up with a lot from the kids. They chase him around. Merry Christmas, Twix. And Twix is going to run down there. He runs here. I think he must be belong to one of the Dickensian people. And now we're going through the parking lot. You can just start to hear the music. Can you hear it? I hear singing. I hear, I hear like uh, fife and pit, fife and piddles. Are those are those instruments? Fife and drums. I hear horns. I hear French horns. I believe I hear drums, 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 drums. There's a band in there called the Bangers and Mash Band. I think I can hear them playing along right now. As my heart begins to pitter patter, and I have to say, Ray, you're high. Don't uh, you're not having a heart attack yet. Just don't freak out, buddy. Okay, but don't worry. We'll get inside. We'll get a beer in us, and we'll be everything's gonna be cool. And then you start to feel your pockets. Okay, did I have any money? Do I have my tickets? Oh, oh, is the car still running? Don't worry. It's okay. And then we turn the corner, and who do we see but three men dressed as chimney sweeps? And these guys are usually out front here cracking jokes with the people that don't have the tickets. They didn't buy the tickets ahead of time, but we do. We have our tickets. But these guys, they're joking and they say, now get this, folks, get ready. You say, happy Christmas instead of Merry Christmas. Happy Christmas, Governor. So we say it to them. We say, happy Christmas, Governor. And they say it to us and they bow their hand. They say, I have a happy Christmas. And they might say, you know, they might make fun of when school, you know, they say, oh, what, 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 what you about there? What is, I've never seen a, what color you say, is that shirt? 
Oh, it's a neon shirt, my friend. It's, uh, what do you have the power? You know, a little joking. And be open to it, okay, my friends? As we go inside, be ready because we're going in. Our tickets are being scanned and we're making a turn and another turn and we see that we are in. Now, now, before we walk right in, if just, just remember it's, I keep things at eye level. You don't need to look up. It's London up until up seven, eight feet. And then above that, it's the cow palace. Okay. They don't have a billion dollar budget. So don't expect a Hollywood movie lot, but just get in the zone. We are walking into Dickensian London, but it's also like a wonderful, wonderful dream, my friends, because we are about to be surrounded by the characters of Charles Dickens in the most finest way possible. And we are in straight ahead is is a bar where you could get a beer or you could get a toddy or a soda, whatever you wish. Now to the left here is, would you believe it? To the left here is something straight out of a Dickensian book called A Christmas Carol. It's Fezziwig's. And inside, you have Fezziwig's Christmas party is going on in different ways all all, all day and all night. They have parlor games. They have bands playing. They have dancing. And out front, they have a list of all the all the things that are going on. We, you can get a map. Or you can get a schedule. But, Ray, I just like to I just like to be immersed. Oh, look here. There's a young man coming by. Now, that kid is going places. I believe that is the awful Dodger. And believe it or not, folks, this is a little... Well, I, I didn't expect a, this to happen so early. But dear Dickin, Dickensian plays beyond even my understanding unfolding all day long. So the play... Oliver is unfolding on the streets of London, everywhere, street street theater, whatever you want to call it, across the entire thing. The whole play will be acted out during the day-to-day, and then again. And also, there'll be other plays which we will run across, and characters, and you, you will see. But So we're going to take a stroll down this street here, and you can see there's a little coat check there. The restrooms are off there to the right. You've got uh, on the left here a shop where you can buy a, uh, you know, if you're a real tourist, you want to say, I've been to the Dickens Fair, they have shirts in there. And just like, you know, uh, uh, there's artisanal things everywhere, just like at a, a Renaissance Fair or craft fair. There is, you know, book art, watercolor art, art, crystal art. There's all sorts of wonderful things. So you could you could do your Christmas caroling. I mean, your Christmas shopping. I, I'm, I'm so overwhelmed with Christmas joy now that I'm in, the, in the Dickensian London, Dick Dickens Fair, and the, and the, and people. You never know who's working here and who's not. Because see this young man over here. I think this is a, uh, I believe. Hello, sir. Hello. How are you? And what's your name? Oh, interesting. Yeah, you call Marx, huh? See, folks. Would you believe it? We got a young man here as Karl Marx. What, uh, now, why don't you tell me all about your thing? And he'll just tell us all about his thing. And then someone else is like, is this an actor, honey? I don't know if this is an actor or if this is for real or what. And he says, uh, this man, he was next to me, he says, oh, would you believe it? This guy is great. And I say, isn't this wonderful? This is Mr. Karl Marx. He's talking about, 
uh, proletarianism or some such thing. And the, the, who, he doesn't even know that everything's going to go terribly wrong for his belief system. But, you know, what a wonderful young man. You are wonderful. And then this guy says, oh, I believe he is a, he's an actor. It's not the real Karl Marx, he says to his wife. And he says, honey, he says, hey, buddy, you, did you, did you know this T-I-L, John Cazale, uh, you know, Fredo Corleone from The Godfather, appeared in only five films during his lifetime. All five were nominated for the Academy Award for Best Picture. Three of them won. And I thought he was going to quiz me. I said, well, Godfather 1, Godfather 2, Dog Day Afternoon. Oh, boy. I got three of them. I don't know the other two. And he he was already off with his wife. And uh, Karl Marx was kind of staring at us like we broke up my groove here. But then he went back to, you know, saying he was publishing a newspaper. And I said, great job. Great job. Oh, you made my day already, Mr. Karl Marx. And then you, you, uh. You, you get to you get to see we're getting a little deeper. There's more shops here. There's a look at this guy sells a hand hand carved canes here, and this one is uh, different coins. A coin printer. He'll print a coin with a. See, look at all this. You can pick out some uh, designs, your name, your symbol, anything you like. And over here on the right coming up, we got a little tea shop. You could have a high tea with the queen. Now, believe it or not, the queen is here. There'll be like a queen parade. There's a Christmas parade. There's a queen parade. The queen, her people, her, I, I forget. I don't know. There's a queen Victoria. I believe this is Victorian London. And she's single. I believe she's got a boyfriend. Uh, is it that guy in a can? Prince Albert, I think, is her uh, boyfriend. So you can watch them. They'll tour around at some point. We've got to keep, you have to keep your eyes peeled. And, and sometimes you hear crazy things like people, most people here, they don't break the character. But I heard the, a guy just now, we were walking by that dragon shop and, uh, he was, he was telling his, his wife there, he said, we ordered one pepperoni pizza. And he, he, I don't know if he was mad they didn't get enough or what, but I said, you know, Ray, just ignore it. Stay in the zone, Ray. Stay in the zone. So my friends coming up here, my friends, as we, I want you to, to be ready here. As, you, as we, uh, we go through this gate here, we are going to be at the London docks. And I want you to hold on to your wallets and look around because they see all these sailors and they're talking and they're drinking. And they have the stripes, the blue. I don't know if they're, they're, they're big on singing. This is the Patty West stage here. And they have a little sailing school. You see the kids are playing here, learning how to be. It's not pirates. I think they're the Queen's HMS. Hello. Hello. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas, my friend. Hello. Good to see you. Uh, yeah, yeah. They look at that all and they're getting up on stage. They're going to do a little, I think they do carols. Like sea-based sea shanties, sea shanties. It's all, it's a wonderful thing. You can sit here and just so you know, they like to take people up on stage. Now it's not going to be anything mean spirited. So make sure you're over yourself. If they call on you, just go up on stage and participate. Okay. Then you might be a little embarrassing, but everybody's here to have fun. Okay. Get in the zone. We're here. We're at the London docks. We're surrounded by sailors. Then, you know, they could be a little bit of a no-goodnik, okay? 
So let's keep going, though, now that you know what that is here. We're going to come on. Now, the next gate we go through, this is a maiden lane, I believe, coming up, my friends. And this is where you get into your little, uh, your little hubba hubba time. There's a, you know, they have more shops here. You can get your art lights. You can get your tarot cards, jewelry over there on the right down there. You got flasks. And I think there's another, uh, fortune teller. You get some bowlers. And in the center here, you have a little, uh, corsetry, I believe, where you can get, uh, you know, ladies' garments, undergarments. And, and you can see as you come around here and you face the shop, they've got these windows here. They have young ladies modeling or their, uh, young ladies, uh, what do you call those, uh, statuettes? But modeling the clothes you can buy within. And yes, it's very, uh, a bit stimulating. And you'll notice that this version of Dickensian London is sexually charged. Now it's for kids and adults, so there's nothing offensive. But if you, uh, are in need of a little, uh, uh, spark to your romance, or you're looking to, uh, role play, those are all things that you could, uh, you could begin the evening here, but you need to finish it at home, my friends. This is a, a public place, obviously, clearly. Okay, let's, so this is if you want to buy a corset or go in there or oogle the girls that, or oogle the girls, that's fine. But I want to keep going here, my friends, because we've got plenty more shops to do here. You got pewter, you got paper, you got candles, clothing, but just up here, just ahead is a little place called Fagin's Alley. And this is where I, I, I'll be honest with you. Me and Scooter, we come here. We keep an eye on, we try to find out when Oliver got recruited. We ask around. You see Fagin there. Doesn't that, look at him. That's Fagin. Look at him. And you, you'll see moments where, and I don't know if you know the tale of poor Oliver. And, uh, you know, Dickens has is, 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 is got some tragic figures in there. And Mr. Fagin, you know, well, I don't want to tell you. And there's, oh, goodness gracious, that is Bill Sykes coming, walking towards us. He's about six foot four, very menacing, bad, bad man, that Bill Sykes. And he's got, oh, dear, and there's Nancy. Now, Scooter's not with me this year, but last year, I have to tell you, Scooter fell in love with Nancy because she is a lovely, lovely lass. And I said, Scooter, why don't you talk to her? Say, hi, Nancy. How you doing? I'm Scooter. Nice to meet you. And he said, oh, no, no. And then he, you know, he had a few and he said, and I said, that's not how you do it, my friend. You kind of, don't be afraid. Just play along. And he did tell her to watch out for Bill Sykes, but I think it was more creepy. I think he creeped out. But anyway, my friends, as we pass by Fagin's Alley, you're going to see on the left is a little green place. It's an absinthe bar. You can go in there. You can try some absinthe if you've never had it. You can get different absinthe drinks. You can, uh, you know, you can have an absinthe cocktail. And then on the right here is another pub, a bar. And then straight ahead is Mad Sales. And it's called Mad Sales Dockside Ale House. Now, this is another spot I could just sit in all day. Now, this is a little bit of a twist on a, uh, what do you call it, a brothel, a dockside bar, ruffians. You got Mad Sal runs the whole joint. She's a singer. 
She's a broth, you know, a brothel maiden or whatever you call it. You got girls that are now. This is only pretend. So if you're, you if you, you can be in the zone, but don't overzone it. So these are performers, but you know, they're they're not performing acts of ludity. It's in, and they do so many fun songs here. They do a show probably every, every hour, every half hour. I don't know. You could check out front. But they'll do a they'll do a dark side review. They do a twelve days of Christmas. It's a little bit bawdy, but the way they talk in the English accents, your kids won't be able to understand it anyway. And it's one of those two level things. The kids will like the singing, the dance. There's lots of can canning by the uh, by the prostitute. The, what do you? I don't even know what they called them back then. And look at the and and uh, to be honest, Ray, you know, I get a little taken by the. Uh, the, the, the show element, the singing, this beauty. There's, there's one young man who I've seen perform probably for the past six, seven years here. And I was like, this guy, he should be a star. He should be a star. And I never talked to him. I always wonder, uh, what it is. And now let me tell you another, uh, one of my favorite memories was being here with Scoot and his brother, uh, many years ago. And we sat and watched a show with who are the, than Charles friggin' Dickens with, with a, you know, in this man, he, so Charles Dickens is here. His house is here. He eats dinner. He goes, he, he performs his plays at the pubs. Oh, my friends, you know, you can't. So, so this is another spot Ray loves, Mad Sales, Dockside Ale House. You could just sit in here, watch a show, watch and, you know, have a beer, have an absinthe, you know, have some fun. Is what I say as, as always. Now, my friends, we're going to pass, we'll walk past. We're going to take a left here as, or I guess as we exit Mad Sales, we'll make a right and we're going to head down this road. I forget what it's called and they move stuff around. So usually it used to be Fagin's Den was here, but they moved it over there. But there's still a little bit of a, you know, a fake. Thing so there's some street street rats that's what I call them I say watch out for the street rats but as we come up in here there's another square and that is the uh, Silk Road stage there on the right I believe they call it they have like uh, they have some children's performances there I think they do like uh, Alice in Wonderland show which is enjoyable there's a coffee place with pastries so you could have you know a coffee after you've been at Mad Sal's and you're a little bit wound up. You know, watch a children's show, drink a coffee, have a little biscuit. What do you say? But if you look across the lane here, on the right, there's a house, there's people inside, and it's the house, the home of Mr. Charles Dickens. And this is Nickleby Road. And you can look inside. Now, this is, I believe, he's not in there. Hello. Have you seen Charles? Is he about today? Happy Christmas. Oh, you look lovely. Oh, Okay. Hey, the, the Green Man Inn, eh? So Charles may be at the Green Man Inn. So we'll take a peek and see if he's there at some point. But we'll walk down Nickleby Road. There's plenty more to shop at here. I'm, I'm, I think I'm taking on a bit of an accent. Did you just hear that, folks? But you have more clothing. You got a woodworker. You got a ceramics place. They're probably firing. They'll get the fire in the kiln up in there, I believe it. Believe it or not. And there's a leather, leather man there. He's leathering it up or lather, stamping the leather or whatever he does now. Just across from the leather shop here is the Adventurers Club. 
Now, I have had the honor of being at the uh, the real adventurous club in New York City, and there was no adventurers there at the time. I was there to work with uh, uh, Art News, but uh, it is there, or maybe that was the National. But anyway, this is the adventurous club where the adventurers of England come. You're going to see. I don't even know if Charles Darwin was alive at this time, but people like him in there. You look at this, they're having a little presentation. Now, they'll just do this all day long. And I think these are legitimate presentations. You got some members of the English military and the Navy. You've got, uh, oh, I think Wild Bill Cody's over there from the United States. And the, yeah, look at him. He looks exactly like a Wild Bill Cody. And he's there with some admirals. And, you know, stooping, general stooping or whatever is there. You know, a bunch of people, they'll talk about bird wings and, you know, trips down the Nile, friends, Amazon. You could just sit here and listen to it all day long, too. And it, 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 this is why we like did a little smoking, folks, because this is, is one of those things just like Scooter could be a little weird. You know, these people are uh, dressed up like military. They're pretending they're military. And then the, it, it's it's cool, man. It's a it's a it's a, it's a, it's a it, you can't even wrap your mind around it. It's so lovely. You're a great job. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas, sir. Oh, you're okay. Well, see, so let's go outside now. If we want to chill out in there, kick back later. You know, it was, we we could do that. But let's uh let's scoot around here. We're gonna go down this lane here, and we're gonna pop out here now. You got on the right. You got all your, some of your food places. I think this is fish road. So you get your fish and chips. You get some other things. Now, the thing is, it gets a little crazy here with the food. So, you know, this is a good thing. It's pretend. So don't worry. You, you, you don't come here to eat. You come here to be um, immersed in Dickensian London. Now, on the left here, you have a Christmas carol stage where some of the Christmas carol will be played out. And that's another surprise we'll see. Is Mr. Ebenezer Scrooge himself wandering around the streets of London with the ghosts of Christmas and all that? But this is fencing. Now, if you look inside the fencing academy, I'm lowering my voice because you see a woman in white there. She is in a wedding dress, my friends, because that is the legendary Miss Havisham right there in front of us. And we are going to go talk to her, or I will, because this is like I'm starstruck. She's from Great Expectations. Now watch me work here, folks. Uh, good afternoon, ma'am. You look lovely in that wedding gown. Uh, 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 you, you, do you happen to know Pip? Is he about? Oh, oh, he is. Well, you, uh, are you Miss Havisham? May I kiss your hand, my dear? Oh, thank you so much. Oh, you have a, you have a collection of mice. Isn't that cute? You're a lovely woman. I cannot believe I don't even want to bring up your jilting. How's your wedding cake doing? Is it uh is it hardening up well? Okay, well happy Christmas to you, Miss Havisham. I'm so happy to see you in your wedding dress. And you don't look a day over two hundred, if you don't mind me saying. Ha okay, good day. So that was Miss Havisham. Now I've seen the Queen herself in this fencing academy observing the young people. And the kids can come in here. They can use swords. It costs a bit of money. But they can play swords place. But, but let's head back out here. We're going to go down. We're going to take a couple turns. 
Oh, and we're going to come through here, and and this is uh, the other side of the London docks are down there. There's a little puppet show, and my goodness, I thought we were in Fagin's Den before. That was Fagin's Alley. That is Fagin's Den right there. Holy goodness. They must have been pickpocket, and there's Oliver. Someone's dragging him about. Oh, dear. This is when he gets mixed up with Fagin. I don't know if I could watch it without Scooter here. Let's just move along. Oh, that's Nancy. Did you see what I say? She's the green. Let me just. Hello, Nancy. Hello. You look happy Christmas. You look lovely. You know, this. these are bad men. These are this, this Fagin and this Bill Sykes. And oh, Nancy, we worry for you. And, we, you know, we, we will we will avenge you if anything should befall you. And take your good care, Oliver. He's a nice little lad. Okay, thank you. Happy Christmas. So that, my friends, was a little surprise. Fagin's den. We got a little, uh, uh, we got to see Nancy looking so lovely. And then here we have a little carousel, uh, a hand-powered carousel. That man looks like he was from the Road Warrior. He's got that pith helmet. He runs the carousel. He's he's quite a character. I think he's Australian. Or Australian. And this is Tinsley's screen. On the other side, you can see who else sitting on the stage. But Father Christmas, they call him here. Not Santa Claus. Not Chris Kringle. Father Christmas. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. He's up there. He's greeting the kids. He's green instead of red. So that might throw you off. But don't worry. You'll see another version of Santa Claus. And I don't understand. There's more than one. But that is Father Christmas. And he looks well. And the children look overjoyed. Isn't that, oh, oh, the Christmas cheer. I'm just bubbling with it now, folks. And you can see there's like a little carnival games over there. There's one where you, 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 you boot a cat and you throw a boot and you try to knock someone down and you shoot a cat through a window. Pretend, all pretend. But that's a cute little thing for the kids to play. You know, again, it's, they're trying to get your money, but you're here to have fun, folks. Have a little fun. Okay. We're in the zone. I believe we are. Holy, speaking of in the zone, that is freaking coming straight at us. Don't move. Is his, is Scrooge. And I believe that is the ghost of Christmas past. And she's like a little, a little uh, ghost angel. Oh, and she's got like, oh, look at us. She's sparkling and, and they're acting. Let's not interrupt it. Let's just enjoy it. The talking. Oh, happy Christmas, Mr. Scrooge. Oh, he's asleep, I believe. He, does, he doesn't see me. He's talking about his... I think he sees himself as a child. Oh, so sad. Oh, poor Mr. Scrooge. Has anyone seen Tiny Tim here? Has anyone seen Tiny Tim? No. Okay. Well, my friends, just so you know, we're standing here in Pickwick Place. And it's, uh, you know, the, one of the books I am not familiar with, but there's Pickwick, I believe, that man in the, in the center of the square there. He's a statue. And here we go with another Streetmosphere show about to begin. You see, there's some teetotalers or, uh, whatever temperance folks. Gin is sin. And there's passing out flyers. Oh, yeah. I better hide my beer. Here I have a beer. Uh, oh, good afternoon. Oh, no, I, I do not partake at all. This is for my friend. And he stopped partaking, as a matter of fact. Um, what, how do you guys feel about... Oh, never mind. Oh, you, you're here to... Oh, dear, there's some pro-alcohol. There's, 
Oh, it's a uh, hey, friends. There's about to be a little bit of a a faux, faux riot here. They're yelling at each other, and they're, they're singing a song against alcohol. And then some more common people. These are, they seem very upper class. The Jinnison people. They're very uh, a puritanical, I believe. They're, they're they're quoting some the holy book of anti booze. And then some people are yelling at them, and they're you know. So it's all fun. It's all fun. Oh, it's so fun. And as we, but as my friends, as we make our way, you can see on the left there's a candle shop where you can dip your own candles and make a little candle designs and that carving. And it's beautiful. You could just, I could watch that. But if we look in here on the right, there's a little pup called the green man and who's in there, but Mr. Charles Dickens. And I believe he's reading from a Christmas carol and look at him. He's, He's, uh, he looks like you'd imagine Charles Dickens would look just, you know, healthy, healthy. I don't think, but you know, look at him. He's, oh, it's so regal. So, oh, happy Christmas, Mr. Dickens. Happy Christmas. He said, he, he looked at me and then said, you know, he was reading. I shouldn't have done that. But that is the green man parlor. And that is Charles Dickens. And we're going to keep walking down here and you're going to see a place. Now, if you're going to eat here. There's a place that sells a, there's a big line, but they sell meat pies. That's a good spot to have. You know, you could have a little meat pie. I know, I, I think they call them some meat pie or something. And so you feel like a real Londoner. Have yourself a couple of pies. And then a straight ahead here. Oh no, they moved it. There's a telegraph booth and you can send telegraphs. Now I'm here by myself. I would have sent Scooter a telegraph. And these boys, you could see here, it's, it's, oh, Message, message for Ray. Oh, look, he's coming. He has a message for, they say, message for Ray. And usually they know what you're wearing. Oh, hello. And you're supposed to tip him. He has two bits, young man. Thank you. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a telegraph. It's not from school. Oh, hey, Ray, remember me from last year? Can, can. Oh, never mind. That's from uh, a young, young, young friend of mine. Uh, wait a second. What time? Said, what time's? I don't have my watch on, my friends. What time? Okay, well, we'll see about that later. Well, uh, uh, Ray may have to uh, play play a role later. You know what I'm saying? But uh, but so back to the, so they they give out these telegraphs, and it's all fun and games. But one year we were here, and this is just the the ridiculousness of having fun. It was a couple of years ago we came, and there was a man dressed as the the Phantom of the Opera. And we thought how amusing this man, and he was taking himself serious. He was spinning with his cape and bowing, and everyone loved him. But it was like, what are you doing here? I don't even know. Was that Andrew Lloyd Webber? I don't know. Is he supposed to be here or not? And, uh, but he was having so much fun. It didn't matter. It's like even Charles Dickens himself, I'm sure, was like, the Phantom of the Opera is there inside my mind. And then the Phantom, People were so amused by him. They said, hey, why don't you give out these telegraphs to our girls? Well, actually, I did it. I said, hey, here's a rose. Go bring it to this young woman who is there, you know, on the docks there with the can canning, with the, 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 the skirts and the, um, the stockings and, and bring her a rose for me, Phantom. And it worked wonderfully, my friends. And, and it's so, it was, he was like, whoa, inside my mind. The music of the night. So it was wonderful. Oh, 
And some people might say, that was a crazy man. And I wouldn't leave with the Phantom and see if he says, hey, let's go to my car. Say, oh, no, no, Phantom. Let's just stay here with these other people. But it was great. Oh, and that's so that's the telegraph booth. Now we got another theater over here. And this is a little thing called the Victorian Albert's Music Hall. And I'll talk about it in a second because the clearance space, because look what's coming through is a parade, ladies and gentlemen. And there's some royals. We've got a lot of royals that I don't, I don't know all of them. And we've got some hangers on. There's a jester there. Oh, yes. And there's a uh, happy Christmas. Happy Christmas, ma'am. And there's a bunch of people carrying presents. It must be one of the royals must be out shopping. And there's a, look at this, Oliver and the Dodger and the other one. I don't, Bill's, uh, Tommy Two-Tone. I don't know who the Dodger's sidekick was, but, uh, and the, the picking pockets as we speak. Oh, there's a, and there's the queen. Oh, happy Christmas, me queen. Happy Christmas. And I think that's Prince Albert there. And isn't that lovely? They're parading through. They're doing the queenly wave. And we can pop into this Victorian Albert's Music Hall. This is where they have magicians. They have musicals. They have operas. And then late at night, they have a French postcard review with uh, a little bit. I've never seen it. Now, I, well, I had a personal performance, but uh never seen the show, the French come. Because I think that's is that who I get these some of these names mixed up, so I can't tell on this telegraph. I don't want to mix up the wrong girl, uh, because I, there was a girl that worked here that I I remember from one year, but it's fine. That's fine. We'll we'll figure it out. So that's Victorian Alberts, my friend, and that is like the full circle too, I believe it. And let's go in back in Fezziwigs, because they're having a little ballroom dance now. Let's I I want to take you and dance with you. If you do my mind, and we'll dance to this little thing, and we're swinging, and we're changing partners. Goodbye. But you can still hear me. You're dancing with it looks like a prince. Oh, and I'm spinning with this young lass. And this is a young man. Hello, sir. And uh, Okay, and let's go to the side. That was a lovely little dance we did. Now let's. Uh, I, I I hope you don't mind if we can. Uh, let's try to find. Uh, I gotta show you. I think is the ghost of Christmas past and then the ghost of Christmas present. If we can find him, he is unbelievable. So let's little, if we hustle down that way where Scrooge was earlier, let's just walk a little fast. Excuse us. Excuse us. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. And we'll just pop in and see Mr. Dickens is finishing up. Excuse me, Mr. Dickens. Have you seen uh, Ebenezer Scrooge with the, oh, this way. Okay. See? And oh, oh. Oh yeah, if we hurry, hurry. Okay, we gotta get through here, and then we take a left, and that's the and there's Scrooge, pretending to sleep, and there he is with his little. Look at that guy. He's got his green. He's shirtless. He's a massive man with a beard, and the hair. He lo probably looks like a hippie in regular life, but look at him. Oh, he is the best ghost. Of, happy Christmas, ghost. You are the best ghost I've ever seen in my life. Let me tell you, you are the essence of the ghost of Christmas present. I hope I, I'm not getting you wrong with the, because the scary guy is the ghost of Christmas future, I believe, correct? He's just amused by me. Hello. Happy Christmas. And soon, if, if, if you, if you spend the whole day here, it'll come full circle. You know, Scrooge will be happy. Nancy and Fagin. And that won't be well. 
And I don't even, I have not, my friends, I have not even peeled back. I think I met David Copperfield once, maybe. Or did that not take place in London? I don't know. There was one that took place in France, and I forget which one that was. Or maybe that was the blurst of times and the worst of times and the uh, great expert. No, that was, well, that, oh, Tale of Two Cities. That was the one that took place in France. Now, now, my friend, there's one more stop I want to make if we cruise back by Fagin's Den. I want to, I want to say hi to Nancy for Scooter. Hello, Nancy. Hello. Again, it's me, me, Ray, your friend Ray. Remember, we're friends now. My friend Scooter, he couldn't be here this year. But he, yeah, the guy, yeah, that guy. Yeah, he was wearing plaid. You were right. Well, he thought very highly of you, Nancy. And he didn't know, you know, the proper thing, you know, in character, out of character. But, uh, okay, well, I'll tell him you said hi. Uh, happy Christmas to you. But if we cut around here behind Fagin's den, behind this wall, my friends, is, uh, is a, a little inventor. Now they, they do, uh, Jules Verne style show, but see, this is like Phineas Fogbottom. Hello. Hello, sir. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. Is the uh, steam man. Oh, right now. Believe. Okay. My friends watch. You got to see this. They have this giant steam man, which is this pretend robot. It's about eight feet tall. It's a crank steam powered robot. And he, he's the inventor. He's so silly. He talks about the steam man and the steam man walks. And then I think it goes a little haywire and you can, oh, look, he's even opening it up his chest there and tinkering with him. Oh, is that, is, will that clean my house? Oh, it will, eh? See, he's selling, he's saying this is going to be the next great invention. Every London house will have a steam man. And isn't it, it's got even a fake mustache. It's so cute. Oh, that is cute. I love the steam. I love happy Christmas to you. And do you think the steam man, um, excuse me, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be in the zone for a second, folks. Excuse me. Uh, what, what would the steam man do in a fight against, uh, Bill Sykes? Do you think he could beat up Bill Sykes, eh? Yeah, of course. The steam man's not made to fight. Well, could I hire the steam man to run over Bill Sykes? Uh oh, there's Bill Sykes. Anyway, my friends, I was not talking about Bill's. Hello, Bill. Happy Christmas to you. Very intimidating, Bill Sykes. Oh, and Fagin trailing behind him so piteous and uh, un no, no, I mean, in a good way, in an acting way, you look terrible. But then, my friends, is, 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 is all of London. Why don't we walk back to Mad Sales and I, I, well, we'll, we'll have a seat together. Yeah, let's go. Because I have to check in and make sure I'm going to see. Now, what do you think? If this telegraph was from someone here at Matt Sales, I think it said, it said, you know, from last year. And I can't remember which year was this side and which year was that side. But I think it was Matt Sales. So we'll go watch the show. We'll see if someone comes up to me or not. And, you know, they do this show called The 12 Days of Christmas but it's all about, you know, Mad Sal. And it's even Mad Sal herself is a bit like, you're like, is that a man or a woman? It's that madness, you know? Okay, here we are. Let's grab a seat. Hello, happy Christmas. Oh, my friends, I forgot. Scooter's brother, his favorite person is standing over there. And he's, let's follow him. You know who that is? That's Edgar friggin' Allan Poe. Edgar Allan Poe's going to get some uh, absinthe. 
Hello, Mr. Poe. I just wanted to tell you the, what a fan I am of your writing. Happy Christmas to you. And you look a little peaked. Maybe you shouldn't have any more uh, absinthe, my friend. Uh, just think about it, okay? Happy Christmas. I'm Yes, I'm concerned. I care about you, Mr. Poe. Well, it's a wonderful Christmas to mind my own business. Quote the raven, the, 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 the nevermore with the absinthe. Okay. Well, uh, t- would you you want me to buy you an absinthe? Oh, boy. I can't contribute to your downfall, Mr. Poe. You're too gifted. Did you know you and Scooter both lived in the Bronx and I lived in the Bronx as well? Would you believe that? Yeah, I've been to your house in the Bronx. It's a, it's a, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's lovely. Lovely. Okay. Happy Christmas. Edgar Allan Poe. Who would have thought I would have forgot all about it? My friends, now I have to rack my brain of what other celebrities we may have missed out on. But let's have a seat. At Matt Sales, okay, that woman is staring at me. Do you, does she, do you think she's looking at me? I think so, my friends. Well, let's watch the show. Oh, excuse me. She's coming up. Do you call those, what are those called? Thigh highs? Those are, uh, oh boy. Okay, hello. Hi. Yeah, of course. Oh, yes. Hi. Yeah, this is just one of my friends here. Yeah, Tanya. Oh, Lady Tanya. Oh, yes. Uh, it's uh, lovely to see you again. Yeah, so I'm still Ray. I'm still Ray. You look uh, ravishing. Happy Christmas to you. Uh, you know, Santa couldn't have brought um, Father Christmas. Did he bring a glow to your cheeks today? Because you look like um, a dream. With Are you going to be performing later? You are. Well, I just came by to see you perform because I remember you singing last year, you dancing. Oh, you do? You have a break. Okay, well, uh, this, for your, you, 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 you want to do a warm-up show. Okay, well, um, do, uh, do you have a uh, house? Uh, you do. Okay. Well, we got, uh, okay, my friends, I, Ray's got to go uh, re- rehearsal. We got to do a little rehearsing. You know, because some of these people, they have a little apartments. They're called RVs. They live, stay in the RV, but it's a, a London apartment. Okay. So I got to go help her rehearse. Why don't you stay here? Enjoy Dickensian London. Sit down. The snow's falling. All is well. If you close your eyes and listen, you can just hear. I can hear it as I creep away from you. I can hear uh, Mr. Ebenezer Scrooge yelling, Happy Christmas, and people, Happy Christmas, Mr. Scrooge. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. And then I hear him, Happy Christmas to all, and to all a good night, my friends. Merry Christmas to you and yours. From Ray, from Scooter, from the, the Gregor. Uh, hopefully he's safe and everyone around him is safe. But I hope you have a wonderful 2015, my friends. Thank you for letting me into your ears and your lives. It has been a wonder that my neighbor would invite me into you, your lives, and you would welcome me and, and learn about getting in the zone and learning about talking to people and being interested and just having fun and have a plan. You know, I had a plan. Uh, wait and see if someone, you know, I'll be right with you, Tanya, um, would come over and, you know, tip a hat, as they say. So I got to go. Uh, have a happy Christmas. A Merry Christmas to all and to all. A good night.
Good night from Ray. And good night. The, the Christmas snow is falling, gently falling. And the night is descending on Dickensian London. And you are descending deeper into sleep, my friends. Good night.